Hey. Yeah, okay. We're, hey. We're do- oh, we're doing an intro. Fuck <laughs> it. Why not? All right. Oh, intro time. Go. We have no idea what we're going to. Frank, what, what research did you do about what intro we're going to do this week? <laughs> Same amount of research <laughs> I do every week. Absolutely zero. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, Frank. <laughs> so, yeah, um, we're going to be talking about powers later, right? <laughs> yes, yes right? we are. Frank, when did you fit that into your schedule? Uh, right about 15 minutes ago. Uh, well, you know, have we didn't start recording because we had to what? You had to wait for me to finish fucking watching it. <laughs> yeah. What else have you? What else have you brought to the table this week, Frank? Um, I, I, I got some like Sony related stuff, uh, mm. with powers, but, mm. um, uh, so. better call Saul. We're not talking about that later. stupid Sony thing. You refuse to toss no, again, are you? No, no, no. <laughs> no this, this is, this is regarding, this a, is really uh, not an intro. Today. This is like part of the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is stupid. I'm, I'm going to stop. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Stop. Let's start. Episode 83. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and It's a trap. Good and toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Push over pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Are, are, are you ready for the only podcast hotter than a human torch? It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Jake. I'm Brian. And we're, we're the leftovers. leftovers. Stop. Hammer time. I almost missed my cue there on the leftovers thing. So, good job, Brian. You got yeah, me I picked, I picked you up. Uh, there's one footprints in the sand there, right? <laughs> yeah. I think I got the intro right this time, maybe. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit. A little. I mean, you're still, you know, you got, like, the whole the whole gist of it is there. Yeah. But, yeah, you didn't say it exactly the way it goes. But, okay. you know, fuck it, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Improvise. Exactly. You're like the intro MacGyver. The intro MacGyver. <laughs> right. I'm like the Kramer of intros. Every time I do it, it'll just yeah. be a little bit different than the last time. <laughs> Slap some duct tape on it and send it out into the world and hope it doesn't fall apart, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I can hope in one hand and shit in the other. Yep. <laughs> See which one fills up first. So how's everyone uh, doing? How's, how's everyone's week? Uh, yeah? <laughs> I don't know. Frank, uh, people haven't uh, heard from you yeah. in a couple weeks. Oh, I mean, last weekend I was fucking sick as hell. Sick as hell. Yeah, me and the wife both got it. The baby missed it somehow, so we were trying to juggle taking care of her. Work's been busy, and then last night, or no, not last night, Friday night, we celebrated my parents' 50th wedding anniversary. So uh, my brother came down from Chicago, so we had that going on. And that was, been busy. that was Sunday you were sick. Last week yeah. when we recorded, mm-hmm. this, the same night you were sending me Your and Brian parent- group text. Oh, text. fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you have those pulled yeah. up? Oh, shit. I, I believe I can easily access those. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. You look, you look, you look for those. You look for those. And I'm going to talk to Frank here real quick. You find those. <laughs> I will. Hey, so no, wait, 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 wait. On a serious note, Frank, yeah. your parents, your parents have been married for 50 years. Yeah. When did they, how old were they when they got married? Uh, 18, 17. How old are your parents? Dad is 68. He'll be 69 in June. 
Ha-ha. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you already got, like, a gift for him on his 69th birthday picked out? <laughs> Shit, he's... Uh, uh, he's gonna need some fucking Viagra or something. But, uh, yeah, um, my mom's just a year younger. She's uh, uh-huh. gonna be 68, so... Okay. Oh, no. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. That is crazy. 50 years. Congratulations, yeah. uh... To them, that's pretty fucking awesome. Like, because like I am at the point in my life where like if I got married like today, I could probably I probably wouldn't live to see fifty years of an- you know a fifty year anniversary. I'd be dead before that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I, I did yeah. the math and I'd I'd be eighty four mm-hmm. if I made it fifty years. And there's no fucking way that that's gonna happen. So. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's good to see though. You don't see that a lot anymore. Yeah. All right, I got this. Text. No, that's awesome. So Frank sent this oh, to me and Brian. Yeah, that shit was fucked up, <laughs> dude. I didn't even did I even did I even say anything? I think I was that fucking freaked out. No, you didn't even reply. <laughs> I didn't even say shit. I was like, I'm fucking out of this motherfucker. <laughs> so, so this is this is last week, Sunday, March fifteenth at seven eleven p.m. Frank Frank doesn't make the podcast because he's sick. Keep in mind. So yeah. This is the text we received. Yeah. Sorry, sweetie. I've been backed up a bit, and it's a little firm. Dot dot dot. Oh my god! I know. I know. Oh my god! So I, I reply. Please never sext me again, or our friendship ends. <laughs> Frank, so Frank, what the uh, fuck, man? What's going on? Explain yourself. It certainly isn't sexual, but I mean, it's got it has to do with like a stomach ailment. So let's just leave it at that. It's not about your pipes. It sounds uh-huh. like he's saying it might be about his his fucking shit. Well, I yeah. no, I thought you were talking about maybe your pipes were clogged. The yeah, that's what I thought rear, meant, too. The, the, the rear pipes, the exhaust pipes, yeah. No, nah, I was talking about your, uh, <laughs> not the frontal plumbing. The frontal plumbing. Nope. No, no, not that. A little bit of the blue balls is what yeah, it sounded like. No. Yeah, these, I was in the bathroom. These for pipes are backed up. <laughs> it's getting a little bit firm. <laughs> we are in blue ball yeah. territory. Where are you? <laughs> but, well, I mean, if you want to spin it like that, I have to take credit for myself then because it says I'm apologizing to my wife for taking so long. So, uh, yeah, kudos to me for making it last a little while longer than most. Are you talking about the actual act or actually getting it out? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm confused about. Well, is I was referencing it, the act. Okay, okay. No, no, it was uh, exhaust pipe issues. Okay. So, so your yeah. ass, your asshole was yeah. having some issues. Yeah. Yeah. That's the kind God of text you send your wife? Oh my like, gosh. seriously, is that like when all the romance, is it, is it, is like all the romance fucking gone at from least, the relationship? At least there wasn't a picture. sending a text, like, like, like it's like the fucking, like a wet, you know, like the weather channel, they can send you a text and be like, oh, watch out, uh, be careful, the roads might be icy tonight. Frank's like updating his wife on, watch out, my ass might explode at any fucking moment. It's backed up, little firm. It's backed up. Is all the romance out of the relationship gone, or does that make for a stronger marriage when you can actually sit there and talk to somebody else about what's going on in your fucking butthole i, <laughs> I want to know i want to know i want to know because it's like the second one because there's what, like I, is there like no mystery at all at, no, at, at that point no it's how not long that. have it's, you guys been married we've been married for three years three years now october three years this october yeah we've been and together the, for yeah five so when do you get to the point when do you get to the point where you're talking about what's going on up your rectum <laughs> and does, she, does she send you texts like this too like oh oh yeah let me give you the update on my booty and this is what's going on here's what's 
what's going on in my head, Not in such detail, but I, I, I kind of know. You said in Morse, co- Morse code and like farts. <laughs> they, they have a segment called uh, Good Poop, Bad Poop. No, no, what it is is like when you have kids and then you have to talk about their shit. I mean, it just kind of snowballs from there. Shit, shit. So you don't fucking worry about talking about it anymore. Yeah. But also, you know, when, when your significant other goes in to have a kid, mm-hmm. you're going to be seeing things you never fucking thought you'd ever see before, whether it comes out the vagina or if they have to have a C-section. So it's a tra- no, it's a traumatic experience. So no, like man. once you've been there, once you've seen what you've seen in that delivery room, yeah. everything else flies out the window. <laughs> so it's like, honey, honey, hold on, hold on. It's like this. It's like, honey – Oh my God! I saw what I fucking saw, and I saw a human come out of your vagina with a lot of other shit that they had to clean off of it. And so at that point, it's like every, it's all it's all it's all fair game. You can talk about anything. You can talk about explosive diarrhea. It opens up a floodgate of everything else that you can talk about. Yeah, the elephant's out the room. Yeah, exactly. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about exploding hemorrhoids. Let's talk about you know fucking like uh, yeah. Let me if see let me see that rash on your fucking balls, honey. <laughs> let me you know what I if, mean. If it's necessary, I guess you would. But uh, the thing is, is that I wouldn't say that that takes like the romance and mystery out of it. I mean, I just think it, it makes, makes it, it easier. More, it enhances the romance. I just think it makes it easier to like communicate and be honest about whatever's going on whenever. But like, you can you still surprise each other and shit? Yeah, it ain't got nothing to do with like what you know. If like <laughs> surprise, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I have to interject here. I, I, the more I think about this, the more I think we should change the segment to uh, good poop, bad poop. Because yeah. then Frank will have all kinds of material. Oh, right. oh, material. Material. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Frank will come loaded next week. Uh, guys, I got about six, seven things for good poop, bad poop. I got about three good poops and about four bad poops. Oh, shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. So, so sorry, Frank. I just want wanted to bust your balls with the sex no, a little bit. No, that's fine. Jesus. I, I may or may I did that. I may or may not post a picture of this text to our Facebook group. I'm still undecided on that's that. That's fine. So. I'm just upset that you guys might not have 50 years of shit talk. <laughs> that upsets me. That is upsetting. <laughs> yeah. where, is, where is the relationship gone? <laughs> Do you have like a poopiversary? Poopiversary? Like, 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 like the day you guys started talking <laughs> about it? <laughs> like that, that you knew that day? You got it down? <laughs> no. But she, uh, she still tried tries to hide farting from me. She won't, shouldn't Good do it. Good for her. Shouldn't do it. Good for her. Me, I don't give a fuck. I mean, even in fact, at my parents' anniversary, I fucking leaned over and I had at her. I had an ex-girlfriend that for like the entirety of our fucking like uh, relationship, I don't think the girl ever shit. I don't know if she was born with an asshole, Frank. <laughs> it was amazing. I don't know how she fucking did it. Seriously, I don't know how she fucking did it, dude. I'm serious because like every time I would go in, I, after Swallow she would take a shit. You trying to catch her taking a shit? No, no, no. It didn't get to that point. It didn't get to that point. But I was just like, you know, I just wanted everything to go as normal. It's because like after she would take a shit, dude, she would sit in the bathroom and with the fan and let it air out and shit. She would open up windows or whatever. So like every time. 
time I went into the bathroom after her, there's like no shit smell. Okay. And it was she never farted in front of me ever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I've had other girlfriends. It's like a fucking Dutch oven with the bitch. Yeah. yeah, it's insane. Like you see the actual sheets like float up in the air and shit. They're farting all the time. You know what I mean? But this one girl, she, like her farts and her shit eluded me the entire. And there was the longest relationship I've ever been in. It was so like, you like that? You almost that. I loved it. It was amazing. Yeah, nice. It was like it was no, it was awesome. It was like she didn't have an asshole. It was like wow. the, the woman without an asshole. It was, it was amazing. We need to get you somebody who's got like a hidden colostomy bag, and then you'd be set. Yeah, and then they never got a fucking shit for <laughs> that, That's exa- that's what I want, Frank. That's what I want. <laughs> Frank set up that dating yeah, service. Exactly. <laughs> okay, colostomy. Yeah. What's, like, what is like third base on that date? Am I touching the bag at that I'm touching point? Touching the bag. I guess then the anus really does become like a sexual orifice only. Then. All right. All right. Oh, God. <laughs> it's time to move on. Prude police alert. <laughs> <laughs> we need a drop for that. <laughs> All right. All right. Time to move on. Uh, before we get to emails, I, I just really quickly wanted to talk about the um, unboxing videos I've been doing on YouTube and everything. Um, if anyone hasn't seen them, check them out. I've been getting uh, Loot Crate and Nerd Block, and I'm going to get a few other of these uh, gift box subscriptions and open them up on YouTube so you guys can see what's in them and see like what I think of the items right when I see them right away and my instant reaction to everything. So I hope everyone out there gets a chance to check these out. I think um, even Frank's going to do one here uh, sometime in April. He's getting the arcade block. Yep. Which comes with all kinds of like video game goodies and stuff. Wait, wait, yeah, wait, wait. Let's backtrack. Let's backtrack here. Backtrack. Okay, back it up. Okay. Rewind. I'm, hi, I'm the listener. Yeah. They're like, Jake, you're doing what now? I'm doing a YouTube video where I'm getting uh, subscription boxes. And what that is is you pay like a monthly fee and like 20 to 30 bucks. And they send you a box full of stuff you don't know. Just random action figures, buttons, magnets, toys, mm-hmm. comics, books, whatever. And so I'm making videos of, uh, opening these boxes and rating the items in them and showing people like my initial reactions to these things. Um, I got most of these as gifts actually for my birthday. Um, I bought the Marvel one for myself and I bought like another one for myself too. Just since I was already getting so many, I'm like, fuck it. Let's do a ton of these in April. Yeah. So I've got about five or six of these videos planned for April and two of them already up for March. So nice. Um, you can go to our Facebook page to find these. Or just uh, search for my name on YouTube, Jacob Elliott. And they need to subscribe to your YouTube, right? Yeah, that'd be great if you could subscribe to my YouTube channel. If you could thumbs up my video, subscribe to my channel, um, Jacob Elliott. Easy to find. Easiest way would be just to go to our Facebook page, Pop Culture Leftovers. The YouTube links are there. So, Frank, you got something? Yeah, um, that arcade block thing, I thought it was kind of neat when I was setting up the subscription for it. Mm-hmm. It asked me what systems I currently own. You can choose up to three. Oh. But I thought that was pretty cool because, you know, with those kind of things, with it being so random, you might be getting some stuff that you're not really into. Could you say old systems? Could yeah. You, could you just be like, all I have is the Nintendo, the TurboGrafx-16, and a Game Boy? It's not that extensive. <laughs> it, it was most of the current and last-gen systems like PS3 and 4, 360, Xbox One, Wii, Wii U. Gotcha. gotcha. You can't be like, I haven't moved past ColecoVision, brother. <laughs> right. I'm still playing Pong. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm kind of curious to see, though, because we use one of the ones that I selected. And, you know, with the Wii U, you got all that Nintendo throwback stuff. So I'm wondering if I am going to get any, like, old 8-bit throw, you know, throwback type stuff. Yeah, I'm really excited to get the Marvel one, which Brian actually brought up in a good pop, bad pop about, like, Five to six episodes yeah. ago, Marvel collector collector, collector core. Yeah, I think I'm think I'm dude. I think I'm gonna do it too. I'm so excited. Um, th- 
what really has me excited is every year, yes. if you are a founding member, I know, yeah. they give you a limited edition founding member eight inch statue. And it's oh, gorgeous. Wow. And so it's every year on your anniversary. And I can only imagine that every year they're going to get better and better and better and better. I agree. And you got to get on it from the ground up. Well, yeah, you got to get on it from the ground up. Because the reason that I think they're going to get better and better and better and better is because some people will drop off the service. Mm -hmm. And so they'll be able to – they'll have less people getting these Mm -hmm. and they'll be able to invest more money into the statues. That's an extremely great point. Yeah, that was my birthday gift to myself was I Mm -hmm. bought the year founder subscription to Marvel Collector Core. Nice. So I'm really excited for those boxes. Yeah. And a lot of these boxes come with kind of budget t-shirts. How much was the year? Uh, it was with shipping and handling and everything. I think just over two hundred. It was like two oh three or something can like that. Can you do like a monthly? You can do the monthly, but you only get the founder statue if you commit to the first year. Oh, oh. you okay. want that money up front? Yeah, you can't. Even if you get every box on the monthly schedule, yeah. you still won't get that founder statue. You gotcha. have to commit to the year up front. That's wow. a good way for them to really get a lot of money in the door right away. But I think it's cool because, I mean, you'll get T-shirts that are officially licensed Marvel T-shirts. So, yeah. I mean, they're going to be pretty nice. Good it's it's going to be hard-pressed for any yeah. shirt that's officially Marvel licensed I don't like. This first box is going to be Avengers Age of Ultron-centric, and then the second one is going to be Ant-Man. Correct. Which I'm I'm thinking it would be awesome if you just opened it up and there was, like, nothing in there that you could see. <laughs> but then upon, yeah. like, a microscope, you actually see what the gifts are. <laughs> That would be awesome. You know, I saw um, Toy Fair previews of the upcoming Ant-Man Lego sets, mm-hmm. and they have, they're have they really neat. They actually come with oversized Lego blocks, so it looks like the Ant-Man Lego figure is standing next to, like, giant-sized Lego blocks and it's stuff. It's pretty brilliant. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, what a great idea for a set. Yeah, it's so, awesome. I'm curious to see what Collector Core does once they hit a month where they don't have a Marvel movie to, like, lean against. Like, once we get the in-between Ant-Man and something else, what are they going to do for that month? Oh, okay. I'm curious to see what the theme will be for one of those months. Will they just do, like, a throwback? Like, we're going to do Guardians of the Galaxy for this theme. Oh, absolutely. Or whatever. I'm, yeah. I'm excited to see how that will work, too. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I, it'd be nice if they kind of incorporated uh, what's going on in the comics, too. Yeah, that would be neat. Is it is it, is it Cinematic Universe kind of, like, heavy? Yeah, but they, it, did, they did announce that every box will have a variant cover comic book now, in okay. addition to all the stuff that you see. You get two vinyl toys, two right. premium accessories, a t-shirt, and a variant cover comic book. Okay. I know the first box comes with a variant cover of the first issue of the new Guardians team-up book. Mm. So, Very cool. And then you'll get a – I'm sure that Ant, it'll be Ant-Man-centric, probably, yeah. comic. I've and, heard that Guardians team-up book is pretty awful. Yeah, I haven't heard good things about it either, yeah. that it's just a money-grab comic. Mm-hmm. They do that. Well, Guardians is the new X-Men. Guardians well, is the new X-Men. It really is. I mean, they've got like five or six titles out now, so – yeah. yeah. Well, I, I mean, and I guess that's smart. I mean, you might as well capitalize on it if people are coming to look for it. If it's if it's selling. Oh no, I, yeah. I, I agree. It's just I just wish the that one book in particular was a little bit better from like what I've been hearing. So yeah. then I would maybe subscribe to it. But I feel like Deadpool kind of did this annoying shit right. at one point too, where there was just like a gluttony oh, of God. Deadpool yeah. books. Yeah, I mean there was like yeah. one or two good ones, but yeah. for the most part, it was just a gluttony of books. Right. All right. So it is time for some emails. Oh, emails. And what drop are we using? Uh, I forget. Yeah, so uh, real quick before we go over to emails. Cool. I wanted, I, I have an announcement. Uh-oh. Uh, and you guys saw this. 
I have a personal Twitter now. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know how I don't know how for like how long I'm gonna have it because like I don't know, dude. I fucking hate Facebook. So I'm just gonna let everybody know if you if you found my fake profile on Facebook and you're sending me a friend request, stop it. I'm not gonna stop I'm, it. I'm not gonna add you. I don't use Facebook for that. I don't post anything but like stuff on Facebook. Yeah. If you want to harass page. Brian on social media, harass him on Twitter. <laughs> on Twitter, you can reach me on Twitter. So I don't know how long that'll last. What's I your mean, Twitter handle? At Lazy Jedi Bry. Okay. So L A Z Y B R I. No, L A Z Y. I'm having the same problem that you have with two sheds and you have with Quagmire. I know. I'm feeling better. <laughs> no, it's uh, L A Z Y J E D I B R I. Lazy Jedi Bry. You can uh, follow me there. Um, and uh, yeah, when I started the account, the first okay, the first thing that I followed, of course. Was pop culture leftovers? Yeah, and then the second thing. Second you thing I followed was Jake Harmon's <laughs> fucking beard, and then I followed you, Jake. I saw, I saw, and then I followed Frank. That, yeah. yeah, that led to more Jake Harmon's beard jealousy on yeah. my part. Yeah, yeah, Jake Harmon's beard. Uh, you know, I had to win an award. It won an award. You Kudos, know, sir. Oh man, it would have been awesome if it would have won like the uh, fucking leg lamp and shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, but his beard—he entered a beard contest, won an award. Look at your beard over there. It's all—it's all jealous and shit. It is all jealous. It's like me, me. <laughs> you know what? I think for that fucking like Jake Harms movie, the beard movie. Yeah. Your beard is gonna be the villain and shit. I'm <laughs> done with it. I'm shaving my beard off. <laughs> my, <laughs> my beard gets no respect. It's gone. <laughs> no, dude. I think it'd be awesome. Like. Can you imagine like a video where Jake Harmon's beard is like training like a, an Iraqi movie and you've got like oh, the yeah. Eye of the Tiger music and there's like a training montage of his beard like curling dumbbells and shit? That would be okay. Yeah. Or his mustache doing like must- right. like curling. Yeah. I do love how you follow Jake Harmon's beard but not Jake Harmon on Twitter. That, that oh, he it. followed. I think he, I think he did follow me and I think I followed him back. Okay. At yeah. first, when I had first looked there, it was, right. it was just pop culture leftovers, me, Frank, and Jake Harmon's beard. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, Jake Harmon's beard but not Jake Harmon. <laughs> yeah. I was like, first thing I'm going to follow is pop culture leftovers, of course. But the second thing I'm going to follow is Jake Harmon's fucking beard. <laughs> Oh man! So I, I inspired a Twitter profile this week. Um, the quick ass Twitter profile. Have yeah. you seen that? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. He's been harassing us a bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. He's crazy. Yeah, quick ass. Are you crazy? <laughs> Did you see what his uh, at is at ass quick? Oh, at ass quick. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty funny. Give him a follow. Is Jake Harmon's beard run by Jake Harmon? Spoil that for me. Do you know? It's run by the beard, dude. Oh, okay, okay, okay. We're playing that game. Still. It's in his, yeah, the mustache, man. It don't matter yeah. what size uh, <laughs> mobile device he's got. He can just tap, tap, tap away. All right, all right. I'm winking at you too, Frank. All right, let's move on to the emails. Bump it up. All right, emails. Eventually. Bump, bump, bump it up. Got mail. It's not spam. Oh, I got mail. Yay! I got mail. Yay! I had mail for Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. A letter for me. It's now time for the leftovers to dig way, way down deep into their sack <laughs> of mail. All right, time to dig deep. 
into our sack of mail. <laughs> That's a metaphorical sack, Frank. Oh, so shit. You can right. take the hand out of the pants there, Chief. Yeah, he's okay, he's thinking up text right now. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right, we got an email. <laughs> it is from a listener, Rory Aguilar. I'm probably just fucking his name up real bad. Uh, it's Isn't it spelled the exact same way as Christina? Uh, no, I, hers has an A at the end, and his doesn't have that. So it's Aguilar without the A. Yeah, so just say Christina Aguilar. What, was it I'm, Aguilar? I'm guessing, I'm yeah, guessing Aguilar. Aguilar. Okay, that sounds good. We'll go, we'll go with Frank's. Or not. What did Frank say? Aguilar. Aguilar. You're going to go with him? No. I said or not at the end. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He says, hey, leftovers, dot, 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 and Frank. He you, did it right. Yes, yes. Fucking A, I like Rory already. <laughs> you guys are literally beyond awesome. I used to just listen to Kevin Smith's podcast, but then I randomly discovered you guys. You guys have the ultimate knowledge of comic books and movie reviews. I love your Marvel and DC news. Brian, you are my favorite. Whoa, 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 stop. Stop. This is a fake letter. <laughs> Who, no, seriously, nobody writes that. I wrote this. You had to. You had to. It's because, you know, you got my, you got. No, if I'd have wrote this, I could at least have pr- pronounced my fake name. Did you get, no, I mean, <laughs> Frank, Frank sends fucking texts about, you know, like his, his asshole and shit that can be, that can be like construed and you can think it's like he's talking about his frontal pipes. But I, you know, I send the fucking, like, uh, I send, like, cries for help to you all the time. Like, oh, yeah. You know, you know, I'm, like, running for the razor, like, every week, you know, thinking about hanging myself and shit. And Jake is, like, you're, like, I'm my. Like, fuck, I gotta yeah. talk Brian off the ledge exactly. again. <laughs> you, you fucking wrote this. You are Rory. No, I. This I'm hurts not. me. I would have been able to pronounce my last, my fake last name. I'd have given myself a good just fake last name. Just let me fucking kill myself, Jake, please. <laughs> <laughs> just, just let me go. No, me and Rory will not let that. <laughs> happened <laughs> all right all right finish the goddamn email all right, let me get my all right brian you were my favorite because you really give it your all when you go head to head with jake about certain subjects you definitely back up your statements anyways because because i'm a big douchebag it doesn't back up his statements <laughs> probably true so <laughs> yeah you, you just you just toss shit for no you know sometimes you don't even have a reason i eh, toss it yeah that is true i can I, I will not deny any of this <laughs> I like. I actually like that about myself, though. So. I know you do. You, you get off on that. You get off on tossing shit. Dude. I reserve the right to shit on this. People know. People like stop. You don't don't read the rest of that. Uh, I, 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 this I, I, is no, no. This is on the table now. Right, look, <laughs> no, not, I don't mean your no. actual phone. You have to put that on the table. I'm talking like this. We're talking no, about I this now. Jake loves to toss shit. Yes. Frank, he loves to toss shit. Yeah. Oh, I, he I, has I, said that his favorite rating is to toss. Yeah. He oh, yeah. Tupperware the toss that's how <laughs> fucked up this shit gets like he just you know what if he doesn't have a rating if he doesn't know if he if, you know if he doesn't know he's just gonna toss it because he loves tossing shit i remember when i walked out of interstellar i was so fucking pissed i was like so looking forward to, to t- crashing a fucking christopher <laughs> nolan to be on a podcast yeah. i was like ah oh, the fucking movie had to be fucking good god fucking damn it <laughs> i know that's you debatable that's debatable <laughs> it's debate i still stand by it even marinated I'm gonna watch it again now that it's out on like Blu-ray and stuff. I don't know, man. I my favorite part was Anne Hathaway's "The Science of Love," <laughs> Fuck and that. then when and then when she like you know touches hands with herself at the end of the fucking movie. Oh, <laughs> oh <yeah>. amazing! <laughs> oh wow, that's oh, and don't forget God. the power of Young Murph. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> captivating and just uh, fun yeah. performance. All right, read the rest of the email. I do oh, love tossing shit. You though. do, you do. So, anyways, I don't want to go on and on. 
We did. Because that's our job. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully you guys read this email. P.S. Frank is awesome. Young Murph still makes me laugh along with this coffee bullshit on Arkham. (laughs) Oh, he means Gotham. Oh, yeah, Gotham. Yeah. He says Arkham, so I I, I said it wrong. Yeah, no, he's... (laughs) We just want to make sure who was wrong. So there you go. My takeaway from this email is this Rory guy hates me. Like, he loves some Brian. He loves some Frank. He's like, uh, oh, come on. <laughs> like, you don't have anybody else, like, sucking me, me, your, me. No, whatever. Jake, you have so many listeners sucking your schlong every goddamn week. Hey, I'm not complaining. I agree with Jake. I agree with Jake. <laughs> A bunch of fucking just bobbing their head. I agree with Jake. <laughs> Even this motherfucker, Frank, over here. No. Yeah, no. little protege and shit. No, 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 no. Me and Jake had our discussion this week. Yeah. Yeah, here we go. All right, next email. Next email. This email. Thanks, Rory. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot, Rory. Follow Great. me on Twitter. Great email. Follow Lazy Lazy Jedi Bri. Yeah. Is that right? Lazy Jedi Bri. Okay, there Follow I did get me, it right. Rory. Yeah. Right, next email is titled Shane's Anger Email. Yeah. I got to tell you, when I saw this title, I was like, uh oh. Well, no, that, <laughs> that, that, the, the, the email is actually it's from an account called Shane's Anger. Okay. And so this is Shane's Anger. This is his email. I know. At first, yeah. though, when I, when I got sent this, I was like, oh no, what did we do wrong? Oh, yeah. What is this guy going to be so upset about? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. The, the, the tougher, the harder question is like, what have we done right? Yeah, exactly. That's the harder question. But his email wasn't like that at all. No. He, he goes on, he says, your idea about Ice Cube being a Ghostbuster is hilarious. I can't stop thinking about his 21 Jump Street, Jump Street character trying to either punch or shoot a ghost. Then Hill and Tatum giving him shit about how stupid he is for trying that. And that's just it. He just sent that in. That's, but that's great. Yeah. Yeah, that would that would be funny. That it would. would. Be good. I mean, I'm like, dude, I'm like totally – I would love to see that be 23 Jump Street. I don't know. Oh, I don't yeah. remember which listener – did this so I can't give the proper credit. I believe it was on one of our Facebook posts, uh-huh. but they suggested uh, Charlie Day as a male Ghostbuster. No, I have done that was way, that? way, oh, way, the... way okay. before him. <laughs> way, way, way before him. Right. I mean, you can go back way. I've oh, I believe. It, like, I believe three or four times in the past. I have mentioned Charlie Day as not a Ghostbuster at first, but as like the Lewis Tully character. Oh, okay. yeah. And then, uh. I know you've done like Seth Rogen and James Franco. Yes, but I've also mentioned Charlie Day as like a, uh, as a, uh, Tully, Louis Tully kind of character that puts on the Proton Pack later. I think I'd rather see either or Franco or, uh, uh, you just said his name, Seth Rogen. Not both though. I think if you had them both together, it would become way too much of like a, a pot inside joke fest. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah, but I mean, that's kind of like the whole, like the original Ghostbusters that was written by Harold Ramis and Aykroyd was like a whole like sexual innuendo. Oh, right, yeah. So, I mean, that's, it makes sense in the Ghostbusters world that like if those two made a movie, Franco and Rogan yeah. made a Ghostbusters movie, that it would be a pot fucking Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. okay. That yeah, makes that, sense that would be the theme of right. the movie. As long yeah. as they're all like blue collar yeah, kind of yeah, guys, yeah. then I'm I'm fine with it, um, uh, and I mean, but I mean, have have has the Franco and the Seth Rogen train like ran its course? I mean, are we past like the great movies like Pineapple Express? Yeah, possibly. I mean, the interview was kind of a bomb. Yeah, so, so. I think yeah, possibly. Well, Maybe this could revitalize it though. commercially. I don't know. I, I I enjoyed the interview. I mean, in the minority, but I thought it was pretty funny. I wasn't the biggest fan of it. I got to. I haven't seen it yet, guys. Yeah. Oh, so. okay. Yeah. Okay. So, next email, you ready? 
ready. Let's rock it. This one is from Jesse Candelori. Hey, Leftovers. And Candelori. Candelori. That's an awesome last name. That sounds like a race in the Star Wars universe. I was getting ready to say the same thing. Oh, here, here come I'm the Candelorians. The Candelorians. Yeah. Candelorians came to save the day. <laughs> Just <laughs> in the nick of time. Yay, it's the Candelorians. All right. So well, it sounds like a, like an Italian dish. Oh, yeah. Mamma mia, I want to eat this of my candelori. <laughs> That's a spicy meatball. <laughs> oh, man, I love candelori and meatballs. Oh. Good shit. Good shit, good, good shit. shit. So, hey, Leftovers and Frank. <laughs> Just wanted to drop a line saying how much I appreciate your podcast. I have a super repetitive job that's overnight, so you guys have been keeping both me and my brain awake. Mm. Listening to your show feels more like I'm hanging out with my friends, and I enjoy the fact that while you always talk about subjects I'm into, I don't always agree with everyone's opinions. In fact, I'm sure some of my coworkers have thought I'm crazy listening to me yell at my phone at Brian for his love of Man of Steel or at Jake for his contempt of Kevin Smith. By the way, I started with episode 69, grabbed by the phrase, comet casting orgy and somehow lasted through the entire episode so can you please mail me my army badge now <laughs> yeah when, when we get around to finally making army right. badges you will anyone that started on episode 69 yeah. de- will definitely get one and and kept with us right so. oh dude i used to have like this fucking idea like you know like leftover army and shit yeah like how we would actually send out badges mm-hmm. for people that would have like the rank on it and shit. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> We're gonna rank our army. That that's sure to piss some people oh, off. Oh wow. Oh, well, I, what can we get them to do? For oh, since we did, we care. I'm not saying it's yeah, wrong. I, I, whatever. Deal with it. Suck yeah. it up. Yep. Suck it up. <laughs> you know what? That's the whole thing. It's like this is not. I, I this is not an everybody gets a fucking participation trophy. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> you. Fuck you. Some of you have been with us a lot longer, yeah. and some of you are privates, and some of you are uh, <laughs> privates. Oh Jesus. <laughs> oh <laughs> Christ. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Frank just like went back into Beavis butthead mode. Yeah. <laughs> he said private. Go huh? back. When the fuck did I ever leave? <laughs> uh, uh, he said private. <laughs> fire, fire. Oh, man. Oh, I, need I need more tippy for my bunghole. <laughs> got that unlocked. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Anytime, anytime you need Beavis and Butthead to step in, just let me know. All right. well, I, I actually can see quite a use for that quite often yeah. with Frank over here. Yeah. So. Right. Oh, right. God. So anyway. Oh, yeah, the email. The email. I think it was Brian that talked about the in-betweeners on Netflix. So thank you. It was brilliant. If you haven't checked out... If you haven't checked out the It crowd or Peep Show. The IT crowd. Oh, the IT crowd. I'm sorry. Please do it now. Tupperware all the way for both shows. I'm sure to email more in the future. I just wanted to start out by saying hey and thanks. Stay rad. Jess. P.S. I was the one that dropped the Danny Elfman Spider-Man speculation on your Facebook page. Hopefully it means post credit Spidey. So when you do your Marvel movie marathons before Age of Ultron, you can add at least Spider-Man 1 to the list. Awesome. So, Yeah. And we saw that on Facebook. That's some interesting stuff. Yeah. So why else would Danny Elfman be there? It is a weird thing. It is a very weird thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. I. Yeah. Spider Man post credit scene. Um. Do you think it's going to be just the costume possibly, or do you think they're going to have the actor cast? I mean, I I can't see them having the actor cast. Me neither. Um. Yeah. I, I think we'll just see Commissioner Gordon lighten the spider signal. 
Yeah, I, um, <laughs> or that, or maybe commissioner, some, <laughs> some webs or something somewhere. I, uh, yeah, I, I, it's got to be just. I don't even want to see the suit. Right. To be honest with you, it's always nice. I like it when they drop the suit first on the internet. Yeah, yeah. I like that too. Or as a magazine cover, yeah. and you see it like a week before the magazine yeah. hits or whatever. Yeah, like, I like that give, stuff. Give too. me that Entertainment Weekly cover or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. yeah, I like that. You'll just see the spider buggy parked in a parking deck. Right. Right. And that'll be it. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe even something as simple as like, you know, a silhouette way up a high in the sky of somebody swinging rooftop to rooftop. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I bet people, if Spider-Man's not in the movie, people are just going to see anything as Spider-Man. There's this thing <laughs> that looked like webs on frame 452 during that. <laughs> you know what was like really fucking stupid? What's that? To me. Frank, your phone's vibrating. I thought I took you care of that. You promised that wouldn't happen. Well, yeah, you said, oh, it's on. It, yeah, your and, phone's vibrating. It's on night mode. It, it won't vibrate. It's on night mode. It's on night mode, Ryan. It won't vibrate. What was that, Frank? It is on night mode. I didn't think it would vibrate. It never does any other time. Well, which which night of the round table was vibrating there? Oh, that was me. Because it wasn't on little sleepy time night mode. Sleepy time. More like a jester, not a night. Uh, Fuck. All right. Sorry. What were you going to say, Brian? You know what? Okay. Before Frank's, Frank's so rude. I call him Frank. <laughs> oh, my God. That reminds me. Like his game of Thrones. Theon Greyjoy is Reek. Frank is Rank. Who are you until the end of time? Who are you? Who are you? You're Rank. From now until when? Until your body's in the ground cold. All right. Um, you know, okay. <laughs> Sorry about that, Rank. <laughs> What I was going to talk about is like, uh, man, it doesn't even seem like I can talk about it right now. We're talking about rank over here. <laughs> rank. Oh my god, rancor. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. No, That's I like a, rank. I like rank better than rancor. Like rank. Rancor sounds cool. Yeah, rancor is cool. Star Wars. <laughs> Not <So>. me. <laughs> exactly. Uh, um. Okay. So anyway, I'm like totally like getting off track here. Slap yourself. There. Yeah. Um. No, uh, yeah, okay, we're talking about Rancor. I'm gonna, I'm gonna admit something that I've never admitted to anybody. Oh, shit. You know that, um, you know that Phil Collins song, Studio? Yeah. I always, in my head since I was a kid, I didn't know what he was saying, so I just made up lyrics in my head, and I had just watched, uh, um, Return of the Jedi. And so the lyrics in my head for that song are, I killed a Rancor, Su Su Studio. <laughs> <laughs> I killed a rank. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's how the song goes in my head because I didn't know the lyrics when I was a kid. That's awesome. Yeah, because I just watched uh, where you know he you know Luke had killed the rancor. What is the real lyric there? I have no yeah. fucking clue. But I like yours better. To, to me, it's I killed a rancor. That's hilarious. Yeah, there's a lot of songs like that. Like there's a bathroom on the Hey, around. rank. No one asked you to talk. Unlike Theon, I still got my cock in the wall, so. Yeah, go over there and take a bath or something. <laughs> no, we were talking about, we were talking about, uh, Spider-Man, and I, uh, you yes. know, like, one of the things that I noticed, like, in the first movie that people, this is one of those examples of, like, where fan backlash or fan pissing and moaning, where fans piss and moan about something, actually, I think fucking hurt the reboot mm-hmm. um in the first set of movies they were like you know yeah you see spider-man swinging all over the place 
But what is he latching on to? Oh, what yeah. is he latching on to? Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, because like he like, are there poles everywhere? I mean, you know, he's swinging between buildings, but what is he swinging from? And so, like in the reboot with Andrew Garfield, they show that whole crane scene. Yeah, which I thought at the time was like, oh, cool. Everybody in New York's like working together. You know, to have, you know, uh, Spider-Man swing through so he can defeat the evil lizard villain, you know, <laughs> you know, the lizard. But I was like, at, at the, but like later on, I'm thinking to myself, the whole fucking reason they made that whole fucking scene is because people were bitching about the Raimi movies. Yeah. Do we really have to fucking address that shit or is it suspension of disbelief? Just fucking deal with it. Yeah, it's in the comics. And all then the, time. the comics, the, do they do that? Yeah. Yeah, it's just off panel. He just shoots his shit off panel right. and that's all. Shoot your shit off screen and right. you're good to go. Right. I, I couldn't agree with you more here. I think it kind of hurt the film. I agree. Having to address that for the fans in that one fucking scene. I agree. Yeah. I, if I, w- I would love to disagree. I love to disagree, but I can't. You'd hear. love to toss my statements. I can't hear though. Yeah, this is this is the gospel. Yeah. I completely agree with to you. To kind of give credit, what I mean, in a way of which they kind of address that. I don't know if you ever played like the Raimi Spider-Man games from uh, like back in the PlayStation Two. Yeah, yeah I'm not talking stuff. about the games. I'm talking about the films, though. Well, right, but they, they had a, they, they didn't had, address it in the films. Right, I know they had. A, I don't think they had to though. No, no, I don't think the Raimi no. films had to address it. I think these are just like. Don't listen to all these fucking people bitching about just this off, you know what I mean? I still think shot for shot, the Raimi web slinging uh-huh. looks more like panels from Spider-Man comics oh, than I, the stuff in the uh, Mark Webb movies. I cut you off, Frank. No, that's fine. I, I agree with you, Jake. No, what are you saying about the PlayStation or whatever the fuck? The production studio had a real like heavy hand in the production of the game itself right down to like Bruce Campbell voiceovers of like uh, um, exposition and stuff. Yeah. And uh, – it was just really simple the way they laid it out, how you could swing from building to building in a believable way. Like he wasn't like going down the alley when he would be hooking onto a building there. It was like the momentum thing. I just think they did a really good job with that. And it came out roughly about the same time at the movie. Having played that at the same time, I didn't give two shits about you know what I saw in the film as being believable or not. I just kind of assumed it was something kind of like with the game. Yeah, people the, thinking too hard. The game yeah. was the same way though. I played the game too, and you just kind of shot up into nothing. Yeah, well, like your momentum like was tied to what you shot to. I mean, it was very organic. It felt just natural. You didn't have to overthink it. Like, where am I going to hook to? It just happened. Yes, it was very good about that being automated, not to try to take you out of the game, but just make it feel like it was natural. Yeah, can't we just have Peter Parker swinging a web, swinging a web, and not having to be like this fucking scientist and have right. to figure out like geometry and fucking like you know? Yeah, it's it expecting like midi- yeah. midichlorians. Like, why do we have to explain absolutely right. everything? Right. So, yeah, that was a great email. I think I read it all, didn't I? Yeah, that was the end of you it. Did. Good. So, let me see. I got one more email, and this one is from Matt Puckett from Nebraska. Dude, Matt, your last name? <laughs> one letter off, dude. You'd have the coolest last name. It'd be like that last name, Matt Puckett. 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 I was wondering Puckett. if he was from Nantucket. Just Puckett. He's not from Nantucket, but no, I've, man. I've heard about people that, from Nantucket. No, his last name is like my mantra. <laughs> Puckett. 
Yeah. If it it. Was, it's just one letter off from being my mantra. That's instead of, instead of the changing the P to an F, how about just adding an H? Adding an H. Yeah. Fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> oh, Matt, fuck Dude, it. that would be the best fucking last name yeah, ever. Would. What's your last name? Fuck it. Fuck it. it. Fuck no, it. seriously, look. It's fuck it. This is how you spell it. <laughs> oh, I get where that joke's going. And it just keeps going and going and going and going. Like, no, seriously, what's your last name? He's like, fuck, fuck it. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Who's like, on first? <laughs> Frank, think, Frank, <laughs> thinks, Frank thinks that, like I'm going to tear him apart. Like, any Always second, wonder. Any second, gonna, Frank's like... He gave you, like, Frank's, the wounded yeah. dog look. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, are you gonna, what are you getting ready to Whoa, 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 whoa. Did you have to use Scooby-Doo's voice? <laughs> like, am I that evil of a son of a bitch that I'm going to beat fucking Scooby-Doo? <laughs> what are you doing, Brian? Stop it, Brian! No, Brian, I didn't mean it! Row, 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 Brian! Row, 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 row. <laughs> <laughs> and then I feed, then I feed him some Scooby snacks. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry, I'm sorry, Scooby. Here, have the snacks. <laughs> he just gave you like such I a, would love such a quick reaction of oh, like, I know, Whoa. I know. He was so scared that I was gonna like rip into him. Yeah. I, I would, I would love to go into a job interview with the last name uh-huh. of Fuck It. <laughs> you are oh, Mister Fuck It. <laughs> Fuck it. Hashtag fuck it. Hashtag dude, fuck Matt, it. I'm not making fun of your last name, dude, but I'm just saying, like, your last name would be awesome as fuck it, because it's like my mantra. It's yeah, awesome. It's All cool. right. Yeah. So let's see. Let's see, hear what Matt uh, Puckett has Matt to say. Fuck it, fuck it. <laughs> fuck it, fuck it. So he says, What's up, leftovers? Dot, 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 and Frank. I'm a relative new listener, so forgive me if you guys have covered this topic before, but I'd love to know. Your thoughts on the comic Invincible by Robert Kirkman. I found it randomly about a month ago, and I've already caught up to the current issue. Issue 118 comes out next week. Needless to say, I'm obsessed. If you guys have covered this before, don't feel obligated to address this. But if you could point me to the episode that you did, I would appreciate it. Brian, thanks for uh, bringing up Alex and Ada. I picked it up after you talked about it, and I love it so far. Awesome. Very Th- cool. Thank God it is going to be an ongoing. It is not. Oof. It was supposed to go only 12 issues, and after 15, it will end. Yeah, so... So we've got, I think, three more issues left? 13, 14, and 15. All right, so hopefully you didn't thank God yet, because he's forsaken you when it comes to the Alex and Ada comic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, one last thing I would like to bring up is the Green Lantern casting in Justice League slash solo film. Am I the only one who wants the Green Lantern in the DC in the DCCU to be Hal Jordan? I swear it seems like every person I've heard, be it in the comment section of various websites or other podcasts, they all want John Stewart. I think this has to do with the animated series from the early 2000s, but I always I always found him to be bland and just another brooding type in the show. We already have Superman and Batman brooding in this universe, and most likely Gal Gadot's wig. Wig, in my opinion, we need someone to break that tension, and how could do that? Sorry for the long email. I love the podcast and appreciate everything you guys do. Have a good one. P.S. I loved Man of Steel. All right, so yeah, great email. Thanks a lot, Matt. Fuck it. I mean, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's a great email. What do you What do you guys think? I'm thinking about the mostly. I'm thinking about the Green Lantern stuff. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a great point. I yeah. mean. Whether it be Green Lantern or whether it be Flash or whether it be someone, we need to break up the brooding that is Batman and Superman at some point in the DC to Cinematic be fair, Universe. Have we, have we seen Ben Affleck's Batman yet? No. See? I can't imagine he's going to be cracking wise, though. But I, can, I can imagine that he will as as Bruce Wayne. That's the reason you get 
a guy like Ben Affleck to play him. Yeah, we, we'll see. I think it's going to be night and day. I think that's the kind of performance that they want him to give. It, yeah, be a charismatic, wisecracking Bruce Wayne. You yes. Think that's yeah. the kind of thing? Yes, like absolutely. Kind of harking back to the Keaton Bruce Wayne a little bit. It, but but even more cocky. Even more snarky. Even more snarky. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. That's an interesting point. Well, who do you bring in but Holden from Mallrats? Oh, Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I'm sure that's why they, they they're like, "Oh, you have mall rats on your resume? You're the new Batman." No, I mean, I can, like I could see him interacting with Clark like in front of Lois. Holden like was from Chasing Amy. He oh, was the shit. fashionable male in Mall Rats. Uh, if you're going to bring up Kevin Smith movies, the Viewskew universe, get your shit correct. Bring me correct shit. My Frank. apologies. Yeah, at least Chasing Amy the one is the one where he has some screen time in it. He's basically just like a d bag in Mallrats. Yeah, he gets like five minutes of screen time if even right. Yeah, that, that's we're where I was totally going with it was the being a d bag. Yeah, and Clark. It's nice that we're totally addressing the question at hand too. That's awesome as well. That we're <laughs> you know the email we're addressing that and not talking about Kevin Smith films. That's yeah. my fault. But um. I'm fucking with you, Frank. You're giving me that wounded dog. I'm like, it wasn't that crazy. It was so connected to the conversation. I know. I'm fucking with you. Uh, I'm just going off on a tangent. Which Green Lantern do you want to see the most? You have your wish. You can have any Green Lantern in the history of Green Lanterns in the upcoming Justice League solo movie. Kyle Rayner. Yeah. He's an artist. He's fun. Yeah. Kyle Rayner. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Wrap it up. I'll take it. There I'm down. Go. It doesn't really matter to me. Yeah. Whether it's John Stewart, I I don't see how, why um um fuck it thinks that Hal Jordan is going to be this like dropping comedic bombs and shit. He's not really that kind of guy either. Is, is he? that what he said in uh, the email that he that he think? Oh, that well, he just doesn't want somebody brooding. Yeah, Hal Jordan. I think of him is kind of a brooder too. I mean, he broods so much he becomes a villain basically yeah. in the comics. I, I I think we need to. I think we kind of need to slow down a little bit here with like how everybody thinks this DC universe is going to turn out. Um, I think everybody thinks that it's just going to be. It is darker. Mm-hmm. It is darker, but I think, I think honestly, Man of Steel set the tone for that film. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I, it lightened up a little bit at the end. Okay, mm-hmm. I mean, you've got an alien that's adjusting to living on Earth and finding out that he is an alien that he doesn't know anything about his past, and having to figure out who he is and have to figure out his powers. There's nothing fun in that. I mean, trying to figure out who you are as a 33 year old. It's traumatic, and it was a traumatic, you know what I mean, thing yeah. for Superman to figure out himself at that age. I mean, you know, usually you've got all that shit worked out, you know, in your like teens and twenties and shit, and like thirties, you're starting to finally, you know, just kind of adjust and whatever. He's still fucking working through shit in his, you know, like thirties, like heavy shit, yeah, that he's never worked out in the past. And so that was the tone for that movie. I don't think it has to be the tone for every fucking movie that they have coming out. Yeah, I agree. And I, th- I hope not. Marvel's in that same exact boat where they've broken that mold. You've got Guardians of the Galaxy sandwiched in between The Winter Soldier right. and Age of Ultron, both right. of which are progressively darker. Right. So, I mean, they just slapped a fun one right in the middle there. So if, if the directing is done right, each film can have its own character. Well, DC – is they're rebooting their universe again in the comics, and it's going to be more fun. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, and I think books like Harley Quinn and Batgirl have proven these and little Gotham and, mm-hmm. and, and these, uh, little Gotham, uh, that got canceled. I'm talking about oh. uh, Gotham Academy. Oh, there you I'm, go. I'm sh- uh, what I'm saying is like they've, they've, they've gone away from this uniform book that they have out for like every title. Like every title is kind of uniform. The art looks the same. It's the same tone through every book and they're going to lighten things up a little bit more. Yeah. And I think the movie universe, they can do that too. I don't think that we've seen the tone of these movies yet. I don't think we know, we quite know yet what we're going to get with the DC universe. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. I can't wait to see. I'm excited. Yeah. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And yeah. I could be wrong. I mean, they could all be dark and just boring and, and sad and just, you know. Like, well, yeah. The scary thing is, is that, I mean, to me, is that, I mean, the next two were written by Goyer still. Sure. So it's hard to think that they won't be thematically kind of basically the same. Right. So. Yeah. I, same I, writer, same director. I know. I know. I know. So. Yeah, that's true. But I, I, if they if they fuck up Flash, if they fuck up Flash... I'm fucking. I'm done. Yeah, I I'm think. Done. I personally think Aquaman is going to be the big bomb. Yeah, trying to have Momoa be a leading man. They better do, uh, like we said before in previous episodes, they better do a Thor where they have some really good supporting talent around him. And, and as you know, it costs so much money when you um, make a film that involves so much water. Waterworld was the most expensive movie at that time back in the 90s. Yeah, and I mean Abyss and uh, oh, Titanic. Abyss, any, yeah. any movie that takes place in that much water yeah. just, just costs more just right. dealing with the natural element of water. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I could see Aquaman just being a huge bomb of a movie. Yeah, it could be. So, if I had to bet which DC movie is going to be the biggest bomb, that's where I'd put my money. Financially, I'd definitely agree. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I hope it's a hit. I'm not rooting against it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Jon Stewart, I mean, I wouldn't be. Dude, I don't care who they just. They can have both. I mean, it's not like they can't have, like, multiple Green Lanterns in the universe. Yeah. Let's have the bunny Green Lantern. Yeah. Do, yeah. do a whole movie about him. Yeah. What about the squirrel? I think that's what I meant. Yeah. Just what, what Green Lantern animals. Is this shit for real? Yeah. Yeah. They have a squirrel, Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did not know that. The bunny one I may have made up, but the squirrel <laughs> one is the legit shit. I yeah. fucking have no idea. Yeah, squirrel lantern. Google it. You'll see it. It's got a ring. <laughs> squirrel <It's>... lantern. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Protector of nuts. <laughs> All right, that's it for emails, though, y'all. Yep. It is time for good pop, bad pop. It's time for more leftover reviews with good pop, bad pop. All right, it's time for some good pop, bad pop. You guys ready to talk about some stuff? No. Um, So what good pop, bad pop is, is we uh, talk about shows, movies, comics, things we saw, read, or did throughout the week, and then we rate it using our unique rating system that Clive's going to tell you about here in a second. So, Clive... Lay it on them. So things we did, <laughs> that was one of the things that you said. I know. I heard it in my head. And I was I, like, what is the <laughs> earlier this it? week, I made a ham sandwich. <laughs> well, I Tupperware it. that shit. <laughs> yeah. why, you did, why? You didn't finish Literally it? Literally and figuratively, <laughs> I Tupperware it. You didn't finish it, so you Tupperware it, huh? Yes, okay. I did. It was that damn good. <laughs> the rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. All right, there you go. So um, starting off, we're um, 
I believe all of us watched iZombie this week, right? Yes. Mm. Oh, wait a second. Oh, I didn't even mean is that, that to a, be. Is, <laughs> is, that, is that everybody's favorite underachiever? Is that, is that no, 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 no. See, Jake was correct. All the leftovers watched iZombie. So. Oh, I, you know, I hear a little hint of... Uh, no, no, Jesus. <laughs> no, jealousy no, there. No, no, no. If, if I was a leftover, oh, I would have watched I, iZombie. Excuse me for not being a leftover. Maybe. Maybe, maybe I would have watched it had I been a leftover. <laughs> totally not what I was getting at. Wow. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. iZombie premiered this week. I believe it was on a Tuesday. Don't ask him. He don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. I have no idea. Uh, that's why you're looking at me, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. This was... fucker don't know when it premiered because he didn't watch it. Nope. I actually caught a replay on Friday of it, so I'm not sure like exactly what it day was, it's on it this was, week. I think it's tu- it was on Tuesday, right? A Tuesday, yeah. I believe. After Flash? Yes. Yeah. It's on After Flash? I believe so. Okay. It stars uh, Rose McIver as uh, Liv Moore. Is that the main girl? Yes. Uh, I like to call her Amy Adams Jr. Amy Adams Jr. Didn't she, like at the beginning, didn't she look like Amy Adams? Yeah, I could see that a little bit. Before the the, the bleach blonde hair? Yeah, I thought she looked a lot like a poor man's Amy Adams. And then you had uh, Malcolm Goodwin as Clive Babineau, and he was the police officer character. Okay. And then you have uh, Raul Kohli as Dr. Ravi... Chabarti. And oh, he, you he, just nailed yeah. both of those names. I know, I know, I know. And he's the like the morgue attendant guy. I liked him. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, good. He was good. So let's rate and review I Zombie. Um, do you Frank, guys? You go you first. Well, I don't know anything about it, so I toss that shit. Oh wait, I'm sorry, Dad. I, take I that toss from it too, Frank. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Are you tossing it? No, I'm tossing Frank. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I I'll go ahead and go first. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and taste this. Well, what is it about? I thought... What is it about? Oh, I forgot to even say the first... (laughs) (laughs) I'm zombie. It's about zombie. (laughs) 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 Hashtag I zombie. Hashtag I know. Did Apple create it? Apple did not create it. So the, the short of it is it's a medical student finds that being a zombie has its perks, which she uses to assist the police. So um, basically what happens is... This girl, unfortunately, finds herself in an accident where she becomes a zombie. And unlike your typical, like, George Romero zombie, she's pretty cognizant and, like, pretty normal, other than being a little bleached out and everything. But it seems that if she doesn't eat brains every so often, she'll kind of degenerate into a George Romero-like zombie. Right. So she has to constantly keep eating brains every now and again to kind of remain herself because basically she's lying to everyone and pretending like she's still normal and not a zombie. Mm -hmm. So to keep up the cover and not just go full-blown brains, she's got to keep eating them brains. So it's pretty interesting. And then on top of that, it seems like when she eats the brains – Something happens within her where she can kind of see memories from the people she's eaten the brains of. And it seems like a lot of things that the person may have had unresolved before they die are memory, like memories that are haunting the person that was dead. If she sees the, an object yes. that they had seen or like a scene like uh, that, that, that balcony. Yeah. Then like these thoughts will come flooding into but, her brain and, uh. Yeah, like trigger objects right. and stuff like and that. And she uses the excuse that she's a psychic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's basically the short It reminded of it. me of Chew. A I could see bit. that. I've yeah. never read that, but I could see that. I've read like the first couple trades of Chew and it's, it's, it's a lot like it. So yeah, and this itself is basically 
based off of a Vertigo comic book. Yeah. That uh, Mike Alred, I know one of your favorite artists too. Oh, I love Mike did, Alred. And oh, it was a thrill to see so much Alred art in the uh, yes. opening. Yeah, dude, like, I loved I, it. I taste the show. But I Tupperware that intro. Yeah. That intro was phenomenal. Yeah, was the intro like, was great. I was like, I can't believe they're actually showing fucking Mike Allred art. Exactly. It was HD and on my TV. Yeah. And yeah, I'm it like, looked, <laughs> It looked gorgeous. It did look gorgeous. It was best part of the show was that intro. Yeah, but it was good. The show was fun. I taste it. It could possibly be a Tupperware. Like, it's still, I still can't shake that CW feel that all these CW shows have. Huh. But this felt a little bit better to me. It felt a little bit wittier. Yeah. And just, I thought the acting was pretty decent. I thought, just like you said, I like the morgue attendant guy mm-hmm. that kind of knew she was a zombie. Yeah. He was a great comic relief character. Yeah. And I, I kind of liked the cop character, too. And I thought the stuff going on with him was interesting. You know, he was like... They're making fun of him because he hasn't – I think he just got promoted to homicide is kind of the gist of it. And he really hasn't done much since he's been homicide. So he's getting his balls busted by the other cops. Right. So hopefully meeting up with this psychic slash zombie as like his like partner in, in crime doing all this stuff, they can you know figure out more shit. Yeah. So with the – with her being a zombie, is she getting the brains from the morgue? Are these is, people already deceased? Yeah, she's basically working at the morgue to have easy access to deceased. And it it seems like she's trying to eat people that are like John and Jane Doe's. Okay. It's crazy because like she starts off like uh, at the beginning of the show, she's a healer. She's the doctor. And after this happens, I mean, but she's really resourceful. But she she's worked her entire life being really, really hard, like, mm-hmm. to get to where she is. Studying, not making time for, like, any friends. And the only time she makes for, like, another human is her boyfriend at the time. And, uh, or fiance. Yes. Fiance. And so what happens is, like, one night, you know, she, she saves somebody's life and somebody in the uh, ER, they invite her to go out and, hey, let's j- join us on this houseboat, this party. So she's like, no, nah, I can't. I got to see my, you know, fiance. And he's like, no, I want you to go. You never cut loose. Go cut loose. She goes to this fucking houseboat party <laughs> and fucking, that's when the zombie outbreak happens. That's where she gets bit. So, like, she's worked her entire fucking life getting to where she is. She goes out one time and does one fun thing and this is the result she's a zombie and then she has to give up her job work at a morgue so she can eat brains and then she also loses her fiance in the process because she can't be with him i mean i mean she said something about not being able to have sex yeah well she's cold and she's cold too yeah you you know and uh probably smells you know, in certain places. <laughs> that which, rigor's a bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rigor mortis. And for all the Once fans out there, the guy that turns her into the zombie is the guy that plays uh, Dr. Frankenstein on Once Upon a Time. Mm-hmm. And it looks like from the uh, last scene of the pilot episode, we're going to be seeing more of him, that he has more to do with it. Yeah, that's so. true. Yeah. Can I read it? <laughs> Can you? <laughs> do you have the ability to rate it? He just kind of slipped that in there. Uh. <laughs> Can read it? Yeah. I, th- I thought we we can talk during each other's reviews. I'm oh yeah. I'm just fucking around. It's a joke, guys. Come on, <laughs> gosh. Jake's getting all serious and shit. Um, no, uh, I'm gonna give it a taste. It too, I, and I don't know if this ever will have the potential to be a Tupperware. On the flip side of what you said, yeah, like I, it's it's pretty procedural. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, I'm it's, scared of that. Yeah, it's it's like okay, it's the same thing every week, and there you got this relationship between her and her ex, and and then you've got the whole every week you're gonna see, you know, that'll be that'll be part of it, but then every week you're gonna see like uh, 
and how many people are getting murdered? Like, every, you know what I mean? How many yeah. people are getting murdered? Everybody, every brain that she eats is somebody that got murdered. How many <laughs> yeah. fucking people are getting murdered in this town? Yeah, where's she at? Detroit? Yeah. Right. <laughs> but I guess if there's other zombies in the town or whatever. I don't know. You read the comic, right? Yeah. And one thing that's different in the comic that I'm hoping the show addresses is there's really great supporting characters in the comic that yeah. really haven't shown the light of day in the uh, in the show yet. So I'm really yeah. hoping they introduce, like, kind of one at a time all the great supporting characters. Right. So let's see how that goes. Yeah. I, I hope you're right, and uh, I hope it just doesn't fall into like this boring mm-hmm. procedural thing where every week she's just eating another brain and finding out more clues. And I feel like the whole cast of characters could really break up the procedural tension of all that if, if they go that route. If they don't just yeah. like, but it was a good pilot. I mean, that's why it gets a taste. It no, it wasn't terrible. It was definitely a taste. It yeah. So a lot of people have told me it reminds them of Veronica Mars, which I've actually mm. not ever seen any of. I haven't seen it. So and I believe that some of the creative team behind Veronica Mars is behind iZombie, okay. if I'm not mistaken. So if anyone out there is a Veronica Mars fan, maybe that's reason enough to at least check out this pilot. Yeah. So yeah, let's um, we want to move on from the iZombie then. Yeah, I got a taste it party. Taste it party. Uh, that's fitting for iZombie, right? Yeah. Taste yeah. it, brains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, moving on, the next thing I believe on the schedule is um, the powers. Oh, Frank will be able to talk about this one. Yay! The, uh, the PlayStation Network Television Original Series. Now, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, but is this like the first major PlayStation Original Network Television Series? Yeah, that's it correct. It's yes. been so. advertised really heavily on uh, the, the PlayStation itself. All right. So, you, you want to go ahead and yab on the powers, Frank? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's it about? Well, let's, uh, let's, let's, yeah, let's talk about what's, what's, uh, what's, uh, power's about before we rate, rate it and shit. You've got a cop who used to have superpowers at one point in time. It diamond. Kinda, diamond, yeah. And, um, as the show progresses, you find out that he has lost his powers. And this is based on a comic book from Brian Michael Bendis. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, if, if, if you're thinking, oh, if you've read that and you're like, is this a show based on that comic book? Yes, it absolutely is. He's been trying to get this going forever. Yes, and he's uh, developed a lot of this, and uh, he's an executive producer, and yeah, he's very heavily involved in this. And um, it, it, as it goes, it kind of takes you down like a, a little bit of like a – it seems like it could have roots in these procedural crime dramas. Um, but it's a good twist on it. I, I kind of liken it myself to a little bit, of, a little bit of Gotham, just in a different universe, where you've got special circumstances and it fits organically in the world. It's one of these gritty and grounded type things. It, it's not super fantastical. Um, I thought it was good. Uh, it's got some tension. Uh, the, uh, a real imposing big bad guy in Eddie Izzard, who I've only seen the pilot. Uh, they kind of hold back with him a little bit. You get to see him a little bit and they tease the shit out of him in the, uh, previews after that. But, um, yeah, I, I'm gonna give it, uh, the, the pilot anyway, a taste it, uh, from, uh, from it. It, um, it had my attention. It had its Tupperware moments. Uh, but it, I, I had, I'm kind of starting to form a trend of not Tupperwareing. Uh, or trying to toss really 
unless it like has something special, these pilots. Because I, I, I've got a tendency to kind of label a whole series after that, and I'm trying to be a bit more open-minded. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a good way to look at it. Yeah, I mean, it had its great moments. It also had some kind of like confusing, muddy moments too. They, at least in the pilot, they haven't really addressed his uh, new partner. Uh, a lot of a whole lot about her. She charges ahead at one point into a group of young kids who are super powered, mm-hmm. and he goes chasing after her, saying, "Get back in the truck! Get back in the truck!" And uh, she's like, well, they're using their powers in public. She does that a lot in future episodes. <laughs> yeah. so. It's like I'm, I'm, I'm not understanding why when people with superpowers are commonplace that she just goes ahead and does this. When I mean he had to explain to her mm-hmm. that you know you never know when you get somebody agitated and a fireball comes flying out of their chest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean – it, it it seems really really well rooted. I like how they're portraying the powers themselves. Um, let's uh, let's let's hear some other ratings, then we can all talk about it. Sorry, yeah. about that, Mister Ramblon. <laughs> I'm gonna give it Christ. I'm gonna give it a low tasted. I'm just gonna say right off the bat. Yeah, I don't know what it was about it. I didn't think the acting was too spectacular by any means. Um, I, it, it had a weird look to it, like just the set pieces and the lighting and the special mm-hmm. effects. And I, I kept finding myself thinking about what kind of budget the show had and just kind of like mm-hmm. spacing out and not really paying attention to the plot and thinking about peripheral things about the show and right. just its background were almost more interesting to me than what was going on. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't know. I just, it didn't really do much for me. I, um, I didn't enjoy it enough that I wanted to fuck with logging into the PlayStation Network to have to watch more than the first episode. That's kind of where I was with it. It was like, well, to watch more, I have to, key in some passwords and email addresses. Mm, I guess I don't care enough for that. So mm. I'm going to give it a low tasted. It wasn't total garbage, but it didn't really do anything for me. Um, I would have liked to have seen more Eddie Izzard. Like Frank said, that was like the only thing that was kind of drawing me to watch the next episode, but it still wasn't enough for me to actually to mm-hmm. give a shit. Brian, I'm curious to find out. Am I wrong? Should I have watched more episodes? I think, I think you owe it to yourself maybe to watch, uh, I'm three episodes in. Okay. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, If you didn't like it after the first – and I didn't like it. If you were to ask me like after the first episode, like if I'm just rating the pilot, Mm -hmm. it's a toss-it for me. Yeah, it was very close to that. The pilot was a toss-it and I agree with everything you said. Like you are thinking about the budget of this show. Yeah. The editing is really, really bad. It's weird. The editing is really bad. And the storytelling, it made me think about – like you were thinking about like you know the budget and stuff like that. And the special effects are awful, but on the flip side, like I was thinking about like, is the comic so much better and are, is and, and trying to adapt this story? Are they adapting it like panel for panel to, to this show? And is that why it's not good? Because, you know, adapting it panel from panel from the comic to a show, it's not going to translate well into TV. I'm like, see, I don't think so. Okay. I think the comic was way more film noir and less, okay. less cheeky than okay. this. Cause like this is, uh, I'm having a uh, sometimes I'm having a really hard time following the story mm-hmm. um, and what's really going on, um, but uh, yeah, after, like- after three episodes, I'm going to give it a low taste. It yeah, um, I'm going to keep watching it. I, I really don't know why. <laughs> I, I, 
I, I know that sounds crazy. I, I think I'm more interested in the world that they live in. I agree. It's it's a world where it's like it's not unlike our world. The, the only thing that's different is that there are people within it, a very small percentage of people that have superpowers. And I'm and I'm kind of like really interested in like you know some of them are super powerful. Like Olympia mm-hmm. was super powerful, and Retro Girl, and um, what's his name? Uh, was it Blue Magma? Yeah. Um, I another, all the different names. Yeah. Blue Magma. Um, and, and some of these are really powerful. But then you've got just like your real small – like people that just have like – there's a one kid called uh, – they call him like Levelator. And he can like – he can like uh, – or le- uh, he's Levitationer or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like he that. He can only like levitate off the ground for like three feet. <laughs> and that, that's his power, you know. But you have like different degrees of powers. So I'm really interested in like the world that they're setting up. Yeah, but I'm it's, there. It's the acting. Some of the acting is really bad. And I mean it, like the lead guy is Shalto Copley. Yeah. The guy from uh, all the uh, – Neil Blomkamp movies. He oh. was the lead in District Nine, and he was also the evil bad guy in uh, Elysium. And he also, I think, was the actual robot. The oh wow from, from Chappie. I think he did like the motion capture. Uh, okay, I think. Don't quote me on that. Yeah, but I mean, he's he's not the worst actor in the show, but he's not the best. I think no. so far, Retro Girl is just killing it on that show. I like her. The girl that plays Callista, uh-huh. the girl that um, used – okay, basically the whole thing is like people are super powered in this world and there's this drug now that's killing them. Yeah. And it's called Sway. And so this Callista girl, she slipped Olympia – uh, some sway and it ended up killing one of the, you know, it's almost like killing Superman. Like yeah. Superman has died in this world and like, you know, uh, and then this, uh, Johnny Royale killed, uh, uh, Christian Walker's partner and now he's got a new partner and this Johnny Royale is a teleporter, but like he can, he can like, his teleport noise when he teleports is the most ridiculous thing. It's like, boop. It sounds like a Snapple can't pop, uh, like a Snapple. Yeah. You know, yeah. like a tea, like a Snapple drink. Like when you pop the top, that sound that that makes. You get the Snapple fast. Yeah. That's like, yeah. Oh, I, I, I've got a couple can, uh, jar, uh, things of Snapple here and I can read my facts later. But anyway. But, um, but like he teleported that one dude's head or some shit yeah. like that right off of his body. No, I yeah. think every time I heard that guy's name, I could not stop thinking about the Beastie Boys song Johnny Royale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. did they just lift that straight from Beastie Boys? Right. <laughs> so yeah, I agree. The the universe that they're in, like yeah. the backdrop and the world of heroes, is one of the most interesting things about it. Yeah. It made me wish we could get a really good Astro City series Astro and how much City. fun that yeah. would be. Yeah. But yeah, but this is like mostly following the powers division, like the police department right. precinct that deals with superheroes, homicide and murder and whatnot. So. You get introduced to some uh, – by episode three, you get uh, introduced to a new hero called Trip Hammer. Mm-hmm. And uh, what he's doing is crazy. Um, you get you do get more Eddie Izzard, you know. Um, at the end of episode three, I'd say if you're not wanting to watch it after episode three, I'd say yeah, drop off at that point. Yeah. Um, it gets. I'm I'm going to keep watching it for some fucking reason <laughs> because I do like a little bit of the background world building, just that weird shit that's going on in the background. Um, I, I like that. But uh, as far as, like, the acting and the special effects and the editing and the storytelling, pretty much everything else, 
it, it's it's shit, but but uh, I'm gonna keep watching for some reason. Yeah, I think this is a little bit of a miss for Sony trying to push their uh, on demand like exclusive programming. Now, on, yeah. I I disagree with that because if you and. It still tasted for me, regardless. I mean, there it had its moments that I yeah. Really I want to know what like. you like. Uh, okay, so towards the end of spoiler alert, if you haven't watched it, but uh, the, this this girl Callista, she's what they call a wannabe. She wants to have power. Oh yeah, they, and that's they the whole reason she was having sex with Olympia. Yeah, yeah they, they actually they say like, in the they, show yeah. that you get the powers with the fluid exchange. She's sucking people Sometimes off. It doesn't work. Yeah, she's sucking people off for trying to get powers. Yeah. So. Um, anyway, like she's she's a you know a teenage girl. She's got some friggin' angst going on, you know, mm-hmm. like all teens do. Like, why can't I be this? Why can't I be that? Well, she's feeling that way about these people with the powers. And I mean, I thought it was real a, a real good dramatic hook where she's up at the top of the building with Diamond or Walker, however you want to refer to him, and his power was to be able to fly. And she's standing there, and he had told her a story about how. Uh, he he jumped once, and that was how he found his powers, that he just didn't hit the ground. And she wanted it so bad, she jumped off the building thinking that, okay, either I'm going to have powers or I'm not and I'm dead. So he dives off with her. I mean, we, we've seen, I mean, at least in the pilot, we see the scar on the, his back, and you know that somebody, and it was, uh, it's Eddie Izzard who took his power, he reveals mm-hmm. that at the end. He goes ahead and dives off. He grabs her. He tries to fly. And then he apologizes to her before he thinks they're going to drop dead. I I thought that was a real powerful moment. And for this being a – the Sony Entertainment Division, the video game side, for this to be their first offering, I thought it was a fairly strong effort. On the flip side, Xbox tried to do the same thing. They had this little Halo show uh, called Nightfall. It just came out on Blu-ray. I couldn't get past the first episode of that. That was awful. It was terrible. If, if you guys were to say that this was a Tupperware, mm-hmm. whatever that is would be your ranking below that. Well, you can tell Sony yeah. has really sunk some money into this. Right. Based on – not. I'm not talking about special effects and shit. But the cast. And the, the cast. I mean right. getting Eddie Izzard and you know Chateau Copley mm-hmm. and even Retro Girl. She is uh, – You'll you'll see her in the second season of Orphan Black. Oh wow! So I mean, um, you know, they've got some people here. They've got some actors. I think it's a mix of uh, and the dude from Game of Thrones mm-hmm. plays mm-hmm. Locke in Game of Thrones. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think I think it's a mix of like good actors and bad actors, and it's really weird. Like the girl that plays Callista, mm-hmm. you know. She's like you said. She's playing a, like a fifteen-year-old or something, yeah. like mm-hmm. really young. Mm-hmm. She's twenty-nine in real life. Whoa! Wow! Yeah. Wow! I wouldn't anyway. guess that. Yeah, but she's not a very good actress. Um, yeah. And uh, and there, there's quite a few people that aren't good actors. But you know, then they've got they've got some people that are good in the in the move in the show. And decent-ish. It, decent-ish, and it just it kind of. Um, I don't know. It kind of clashes. I don't know, but you're right. I, that was a powerful moment. I, I, that's what kind of kept me going on to watch episode two. Right. Yeah. You know, that's why I watched episode two, and then what happens at the end of episode three, and then the introduction of Trip Hammer and this other guy that Trip Hammer is kind of working with uh-huh. is going to keep me going with the series. But I needed to get to that point before I dropped off. Right. Um, I am still interested to see how everything's going to play out. And I think that's why I'm going to keep watching, whether it's good or bad. Right. So, yeah. what, what they're trying to really do with it is you've got a lot of people who will pick up a PlayStation 4 because it does a lot of different shit. It'll play Blu-rays and stuff. And people might like to play some games here and there. But 
um, where they really make their money is that monthly subscription to PlayStation Plus, which is what you got to have in order to watch all the other episodes beyond the first one. And traditionally, that and Xbox Live, you had to have those things in order to play multiplayer games. But if that's not what you're doing anyway, that's not enticing you to want to subscribe. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really keeping my fingers crossed that this thing's going to like get its act together and, and really, really be something that's good quality, something that I feel like I really want to go back and watch. Because I, I do like how they portray the powers, almost like for these people who have them, like it's their sixth sense. And... I, I don't know this the, the pilot it, it spoke to me Walker with the loss of it it's mm-hmm. like somebody losing their vision somebody losing their sense of sound I agreed totally you know and like you can tell he's passionate about you know he mm-hmm. wants his powers back you mm-hmm. can tell because yeah. like he goes off it uh, he's like you know Eddie Izzard who plays Bad Wolf mm-hmm. he's like you know I, you know he's like freaking out because he has my powers yeah you know what I mean mm-hmm. and it's almost like. A, I liked where they talked about how, you know, like, can you feel your powers there when they're not like a phantom, right. like a mm-hmm. phantom, yeah. like, like yeah, a phantom band, lamp, or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. even, even towards the beginning of it, they, they did a good job of laying mm-hmm. it out that way because he steps out onto his balcony mm-hmm. and he sees somebody shooting what looks to be like lightning and another person shooting fire. And then a third guy shows up and tosses the other guy uh-huh. and it's off in the distance and the special effects are a little cheesy. But it was still but, a cool moment. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he climbs up on the ledge like he's going to take off and then mm-hmm. he's got to like almost remember, yep. I can't do that. Can't anymore. do that anymore. So. Yeah. Um, when I say the show's a miss, I'm not so much meaning like because of the content of the show. I I'm kind of going to what Frank was saying, where it doesn't seem like it's creating the kind of buzz where people are like, "Oh my god, I have to subscribe to this PlayStation Network, right?" Because it's the only way I'm going to be able to see this show. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it just seems like it's they should be really spending more money um, generating buzz for this show and advertising and everything. They're I, just not. I can't see bigger and better shows coming from PlayStation Network. Based on this show and the reception this show has been getting so far. I think if it was a good show, then it would generate more buzz. Right. I, I don't know how much money you want to sink into promoting something that's, in my opinion, not a great show. Yeah. It's not a great show. I mean, you also got to figure it's the target audience. Well, look too. at, look, uh, real quick, before you move on, look at shows like, and I haven't seen it yet, but it's, it's, it's on my list, Black Mirror, which mm-hmm. came out back in like 2012. Yeah. People are now just watching it. Why? Because it was a good show. Yeah. It's not like, and if for some crazy reason, three years from now in 2018, people are like watching Powers. But the difference is, and I agree with everything you're saying. Right. But Black Mirror isn't trying to sell a subscription service. Like that, this show is like really, it's like, look, we have powers over here. You know what I'm saying? I think it's a really narrow focus of what they're trying to get at. It's not ever going to be a system seller. You're not ever going to buy a PlayStation. I think think they wanted it to be. I think it's going back to me just saying like, like, um, if it was good, it would sell subscription services. That's what I'm saying. They wanted that. I think if you've already got the console Mm -hmm. that it's for. It would sell the. It, it would be something they would aim at to try to get people to get the service. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to go over and above and try to advertise like the systems, PlayStation Four, and this is how you watch Powers. I, I think that's going to go be overreaching. Nobody's mm-hmm. going to spend four hundred dollars to watch this show, right? But uh, if you've already got a PlayStation and there's this on top of other things that you get with being a PlayStation Plus subscriber, it might be the thing that could push you over the top, especially they'll like give you the first one for free. I guess my point, and Brian's kind of said oh, the same sorry. thing too, is that um, if it was a system seller, if it was good enough, it would be a system seller. I mean, let's say Game of Thrones. You can only watch it if you have PlayStation Network and you know, a PlayStation 4. 
I mean, you're, you're going to sell some PlayStation 4s because of that. But if I mean, they never, have to hope for that. You if, have to reach for the sky. I wouldn't buy a gaming console to watch a show, right. though. Because, like, okay, yeah. in order to get HBO, you have to have cable or soon just, an, like, an Apple TV, another box that you would use for similar streaming. And those are, like, around 100 bucks. In order – I mean, you could get – you can watch this on PlayStation 3. But you can buy the 3. same thing for PlayStation. You don't even have to buy a PlayStation 4 or a PlayStation 3. You can just buy PlayStation TV – which is basically the Sony equivalent of Apple TV or a Roku, which right. is the $100 streaming system. Yeah, and people like, do buy $100 streaming systems like Rokus and you know Apple TVs to I'll watch to, Netflix and Hulu Plus. Yeah, and but HBO I think Go. I think I think Sony needs more than just one show to launch. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, it's I like, don't disagree right, with yeah. that at all. Right. They need good shows, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> well, I agree with that. <laughs> I, I, I don't think it's bad. I, but I, even I, even if, if even if it was a great show. Even if it was a great show, like I can't see me spending like I don't know, like a monthly subscription service just to watch this one show. I'd need more content. Yeah. Somewhat somewhat have, of a way that yeah. they've been uh pimping uh PlayStation Plus instead of like advertising the monthly rate, mm-hmm. they're they're putting it out there that it's sixty dollars for a year. And if you break that down, that's equivalent to about what you'd spend on a Netflix subscription. Right. Um but um, I'd have to double check on the PlayStation TV thing. I was trying to look that up a minute ago, and on Sony's website, they only say uh, online. You can look at it online, like on your browser at store.playstation.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, they they only advertise that you can watch it on the PlayStation Three or PlayStation Four in HD. And I'll have to check on the PlayStation TV thing for you. I guarantee you can watch it on PlayStation TV. I'll find in out. HD. I I actually just got one this past weekend and hooked it up in my bedroom. I haven't had a chance to do a whole lot with it yet. If you can't watch original Sony PlayStation streaming shows by spending over a hundred bucks on a PlayStation TV, then that's just all sorts of fucked up. You want to know it's a little bit of a mess too. This PlayStation TV, when it launched, they didn't even have at the Netflix app available for it, or yeah. like the Amazon app. That that thing is kind of like a little bit of a botched launch. Uh, I'm actually using it because I've got both things wired by Ethernet cable, and I control my PS4 for it, so it's like having two. All right, this but, topic's blowing yeah, my it's, brain up. It's uh, <laughs> it's it's like worn out as well. <laughs> All right, moving on from powers, Brian, you got a comic book you want to talk about? Yeah, real quick. I mean, I've talked about it before, but I've I've kind of just went through and I read like four issues, uh, you know, uh, yesterday, and I, I wanted to talk about Southern Bastards by. Oh. Uh, Jason Aaron and uh, Jason Latour on art. Awesome. Um, I'm excited you read that. What? It is uh, – I I, re- I had read the first three issues and then I had put it aside for a little bit. And uh, I read issues uh, four through seven yesterday. And I want to talk about this again because I think if you're not reading Southern Bastards, this is a book that you should be reading. It's by Image, uh, writer Jason Aaron who's writing the new Thor. Uh, and new then, Star Wars book. New Star Wars book. And then uh, uh, yeah, uh, um, Cassidy is leaving on art, of course, like you predicted. Of course. And I think Stuart Inman is taking oh, over. Oh, I love that choice. So yeah, it's a great choice to Stewie. Take over, I know, to take over on art. But anyway, back to Southern Bastards. Um, it's, uh, it's a great, it's a great comic. I'm, it's still Tupperware for me. And I, the first three issues, you're, you, I don't want to spoil anything if this is something that you're interested in, but it deals with, it's, it deals with the football, Alabama, the South. Um, there's this guy called Coach Boss who's like, can I look at it? Yeah, here. Um, I'll need that one back here in a second. But, um, 
Coach Boss is like the coach of the football team, and he pretty much runs the whole town. I mean, uh, if uh, you get in his way, he has the police in his pocket, and uh, if you try to stand up to him, you could get killed. And uh, it is a great comic book. Um, the art, not a lot of color to it. I like the art. I love it too. And uh, it's it's it is just it's it's just a phenomenal book. It and reminds me of old EC Comics art, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I know. I, I used to have a lot of those EC Comics with the faded colors. They're all reprints, and the way the people look yes. and everything. Um. But I, I'm really loving this book, and and it takes a turn. Uh, you learn about a character, you know this this coach boss. You just think, ah, this guy's just an evil fuck, and I hate him. But after the third issue, when you jump into issue four, it takes you into his past, and it shows you why he is the way he is. And Jason Aaron is just so damn good. You think you're getting one book and you're getting something completely different. He's the master of that. Oh, my God. And it, it's just been a, a crazy ride. So He, he gets you laughing and uh-huh. then you're gasping and like, oh, shit, what just happened? Yep. <laughs> well, there was a character introduced at the end of issue four and he hasn't even gone back to that character. So it's like I'm still waiting for, you know, like – uh, issue eight where they might introduce this character. It was kind of a cliffhanger at the end of issue four and then issue five, six, and seven. He introduces us more into like Coach Boss and why this guy is an evil fuck. I love that name, Coach Boss. <laughs> his last name, his last name is actual boss. His a- actual last name is Boss. That's awesome. <laughs> and his first name is Ulyss. Oh. And, uh, come to find, yeah, you just read the book. It, it's, it's really good. And, Another thing about this, it's called Southern Bastards, uh, and in the book, of course, you know, down south, like, you know, all that home cooking is, like, a big deal. Yeah. The people that write in the letters, it's so great because he's, like – They send recipes? They said yes. They said it says, got something to say to the bastards? Send your comments, barbecue tips, and playoff predictions to southernbastards at gmail.com. Oh, nice. Because, I mean, it, it's it's a it's a book about football and, and – uh, it, but the barbecue tips is pretty funny. But here it is. Like this – somebody sends in an email and at the end of the email, they give you like their recipe for what's called 7-Up Biscuits. Ooh. You know, and it gives it gives the recipe. And here, here's what Jason Aaron said to like the recipes. Like, have I told you bastards lately that I love you? <laughs> Two issues in a row with biscuit recipes. <laughs> Let's see Saga do that. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I love Jason Aaron. It's fucking yeah, hilarious. That, that's hilarious. The next book, like, I was reading at the end, and, like, here's a recipe for, what is it, pate brisse or whatever. I mean, there's this, oh, Granny Odie's pecan pie. Oh, nice. I mean, it's, it's, it's fucking, the, the letters at the end are great. The, I love the, that the, they have an old-fashioned letter page even going in their book. Yeah, yeah, so, it's great. A lot of image books do, though, you know, Walking Dead, yeah. Saga, and... A lot of Jason Aaron's books do. So, yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love the old school letters page too. Those 7-Up biscuits sound good. That'd go good with some Dr. Pepper chicken. I read – yeah, yeah. I read the recipe and it's actually pretty easy to make. It's a little bit of sour cream in there. And- All right. Well, that's your good pop for next, good pop, for next week. Pop. You need to bring us some 7-Up biscuits. Yeah, that'll happen. <laughs> no, but uh, definitely – I know I didn't get into it too much because I didn't want to spoil it and I've talked about it in a past episode. But still loving Jason Aaron's Southern Bastards. So uh, if you can uh, pick up the first trade. It should be out. Sounds like a good one to pick up and trade. It, it sounds is, like you yes. really enjoyed reading a big like Blitzkrieg. Up it was there. a nice chunk to read, and I, I, I like going back into that world. Um, I, I do want to warn people, 
though that you know this is being it, it is uh, in the South, in yes. the Deep South, and there is some racial terms that are used. But yeah. Jason Aaron does it in a way where he does not glorify these terms. He actually makes the people that look that use these terms look like ignorant fucking idiots. <laughs> they look kind of like Benedict Cumberbatch. That's funny. making statements. Yeah, when I was flipping through it, my uh, prude police meter was going off a little bit looking at some of the images. So, right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely a mature yeah. audience's yeah. comic book. Hey, back to Benedict uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh yeah, he Cumberbatched. Yeah, you know what's fucked up about that? Tell me more. Is that you know he made that statement that you talked about for people that don't know what did Benedict Cumberbatch do? Oh, uh, he referred to African Americans as colored people. Yeah, didn't Dan West say that that's not that bad of a thing over there? Yeah, but this guy is starring in a major American motion picture, so and, he needs to learn what's good everywhere. And True. in the movie 12 Years a Slave, he played a slave owner. That is very true. Okay. Yeah, wow. Wow. <laughs> Cumberbatch, you have been a dick. Yeah. It was, it was probably real easy to get in character for that movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Hey, Benedict, just go out there and be yourself. <laughs> Refer to them as colored people. Oh, really? I, I got that on lock. Yep. I'm just, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, all right. Anyway, that's all I wanted to say. Yeah, <laughs> Southern Bastards Tupperware. Check it out. Image Comics. Three, $3.50 an issue if you want to get it for the issue. But Yeah, usually the first volumes of all image trades are only nine ninety nine too. So yeah. pretty good chance you probably pick up the first trade for 10 bucks. 10 bucks. bucks. Yeah. So do that. Do that. I got good pop, bad pop. I want to talk about Mario Party 10 that came out this week. Yay. So, yeah, we I actually had a bunch of friends all geared up to come over Wednesday night so we could uh, play it at midnight, get it all pre-downloaded and play it at midnight. Mm-hmm. And I uh, fucked up the date, and it actually came out Thursday at midnight. And so we all, we all gathered together for a big pile of nothing. <laughs> so oh, that, wow. that was real fun. Oh, and shit. then we come to find out that we all work early Friday morning, oh. so none of us can make a Thursday at midnight launch party in the first place. Oh, so we got our hopes up all week for a big nothing. So we actually... Me and a bunch of friends got together on Saturday night and tested out all the different modes. We had the full five players to play every different mode and everything. And right off the bat, let me say I'm going to give this game a taste it. Um, I wish I could Tupperware it, but to me it is inexcusable and unforgivable that this franchise does not have online play at this point. I mean, for Nintendo to expect, you know us to be able to gather together five friends at a whim's notice like every other night to fucking play this game is just ludicrous at this point. Oh, wow, Especially yeah. when every other game has online play. The games that came out before this have online play. I can play Mario Kart online. I can play Smash Brothers online. Why the fuck can't I play Mario Party online still? Is there going to be a time in my life where I can stop being social and not not have all these shitty friends and I can still play multiplayer online Mario Party? It's fucking ridiculous to me. Hmm, right. Nintendo is always a step behind in some ass. As much as I love Nintendo, they always have their head in their ass somehow, it seems like. Oh, yeah, they were the last console to go, you know, uh, into the CDs. Yes. You know? yeah. Even more recently, they were the last console to go fucking HDMI and oh, go yeah, HD. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like... Get your head out of your ass. Let me play Mario Party online. I think online. they do that to keep the price of the system down. This game... They wait for the technology to be, to become cheaper. Yeah. You know what I mean? For 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 the masses, for the video game masses. So. I agree, but they at this point, they already have all the servers set up for all the online play. I'm not disagreeing yeah. with you. I'm just saying, it's, I'm just letting you know what Nintendo... Oh, yeah. What Nintendo's... 
You know? So, but beyond that, it's I, I would Tupperware this game with online mm. play. Let's just say that. With five people, this game is a blast. And it's I'm not going to go into like how this game works. Mario Party, it's the Mario equivalent of a board game. You, you roll your dice, you play a bunch of mini games. It's just like all the other ones. Um, the new outstanding feature in this game is that there's a Bowser mode, and one player gets to assume the role of Bowser, and the other players just have to make it to the end of the board before Bowser gets them. And Bowser gets to roll handfuls of dice, and if he gets you, you play mini games for your hearts, and if you die, you lose, and it's a lot of fun. It's really everyone was fighting over who got to be Bowser, basically, because hmm. it's a lot of fun just being the asshole bad guy that's like. <laughs> causing chaos and disrupting everyone's turn and everything right and it's really suspenseful because it, it tells you like you're 18 spaces away from bowser and you're like well maybe he can't roll over 18 with four dice you right. know and, and, then, and then he does <laughs> well, and the screwed up thing is too i mean everything's always skewed in his favor if he doesn't roll enough on the yeah. first roll you can choose to re-roll it again to fuck him over and then at the end when you get like within the home stretch he gets one giant dice and one of the sides is a bowser symbol which means it doesn't matter how many fucking spaces away you are he's coming to get you <laughs> yeah it's, it's a pretty fun mode and we we played the regular mode and we were like oh that's pretty fun we played the amiibo mode uh, that was pretty fun we played the bowser mode and then we played the bowser mode four or five times in a row it's pretty cool so uh, it, I mean, and for people who've tried to play it before and i mean like i think even the last one on the wii uh some of the you know things you had to do with the remote. I mean, if you got like trouble with like tendonitis or shit like that, it might be a little difficult. Like for an older person, yes, maybe even yes. to do it. But uh, uh, the Bowser mode is used with the tablet, and the things that are with that are kind of neat too because you don't have to be real physical with the actions yes. on that thing. And the person that is Bowser uses the tablet exclusively the entire time you play. What do you rank right. this game, Frank? I'm curious. Uh, I For me, it's a real high-tasted yeah. and it is the lack of online play that keeps it from being a Tupperware. I, I, I think it is that big of a deal. I think it does matter when uh, you're talking like Mario Kart 8 and Smash Brothers. In Smash Brothers, you involve even more people. So they can't say it's like server over load or anything like that because you're limited on the amount of people you can play as yeah it's ridiculous i, I want to play mario party by myself with multiple people and trash talk people playing mario party right and but I, I think i just kind of figured out where their angle is if you get match made with like several other people you're invariably going to have some young kid who's wanting to play and have fun and then some crotchety dude who's going to just be cussing and yelling the whole time yeah but nintendo doesn't really encourage much like i'm not talking to or listening to people when i play online mario kart either right yeah and you I'm don't playing, have to and i'm playing a shit ton of that and right. i've never said a single word to anybody mm -hmm. unless it's you if i'm playing mario kart online it's you and even then like the last time we played i didn't say a word either that's true yeah so it's you not, could do that without having to do that to do that so yeah i mean the, the lack of online play and it really sucks for like you know people who uh, grow up and move, you know, several states away. Yeah. It'd be great for them to get together and play this, but now they can't, and that's, there's no excuse for it. It's hard to get five people together at the at the same time to play this thing, and if you do, that's like an event. It's not like you're going to be doing that like all the time. So, <laughs> although I did, I guess with five people in close proximity, that's why you get that screwed up warning. 
that displays oh, of the yes. guy beating the shit out of the other guy with the tablet. They have a warning that's like basically warning you not to smack your friend with the tablet. That's it's like, assault, it's like a, brother. It's an animated like gif of the guy like smacking the guy next to him in the face with the tablet. <laughs> right. And what's screwed up is the guy that gets hit uh-huh. in the first panel. He doesn't even look like he's playing the game. His eyes are averted no, yeah, fucking it, away from what's going on. It just looks like some random guy chilling out. Right. And then the next thing you know, his buddy's smacking him with the tablet. Like, this is what you will do to your sister when she's walking from the room. It was, that was Frank during San Diego Comic-Con. Oh, <laughs> no, I just slumped over in the chairs all. There it is. The guy smacked. Wow. Ow. Yeah, Stop the guy's it. all smiling and shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's having yeah. a good time until he's getting smacked. <laughs> right. the what a douche. He's just minding his own business, sitting yeah. there, talking to his friend, and bam. I'd love to see the lawsuit that caused that warning. Oh, yeah. Back in the day, uh, that used to be the thing, was the YouTube videos right after the Wii came out of people chucking their controllers. And then people, of course, started, you know, making fake ones. And and that was shitty. Oh. Where people were like doing flips. And I remember shit and that. Just like pitching it pretty much into their TV. All the broken TV videos. That shit was stupid. But. All right. So, yeah, moving on from Mario Party 10. Um, next thing I wanted to do was kind of touch back on Orphan Black a little bit. Yeah. I've watched. Um, I am up to starting episode 7. I'll actually be planning on watching episode 7 and 8 tonight. Oh, nice. And I am ready to upgrade my Taste It to a Tupperware. Yeah. I am loving this show. Thank God. I, it is uh, great, isn't it? I was like, God, I wish there wasn't other shows that I, I had to watch so I could just exclusively watch or- Orphan Black this yep. week. Yeah. <laughs> So, yep. but oh, I'm loving it. I, I was texting with Brian, and the last episode I watched was the first episode where um, the main actress uh, Tatiana, what's her last name? Tatiana Maslani. Tatiana Maslani. 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 Where it's the first time where her character is playing a different character while playing a different character, mm-hmm. and it's, I was just blown away. I'm like. Why isn't she the most famous actress in the world right now? I know. She, she's just so amazing. Yeah, why isn't she why isn't she in everything yeah. basically? You know, and I was thinking to myself like, yeah, like you said it's a shame she's not going to be in Star Wars. Yeah, like they, and I'm thinking to myself it's you know what I mean like it, it, they've missed the you know, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I was just going to you're saying this you can go ahead. I mean, No, it's yeah. like it's like so many so many different properties are missing the boat when it comes to good actresses. Like I was telling Jake like she should have been cast as Scarlet Witch. Yeah, in 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 uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron. Well, yeah, wow. we both went back and forth with just how easy it was to get her in a good movie. I'm sure. like, why did they not put her in the Star Wars movie? Why right. the passenger? You're like, why didn't they have her as Scarlet Witch? She could have been Enchantress. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine like Margot Robbie and Tatiana Maslany uh, as the two female leads? I'd love to see her in as Suicide a villain. Too. Yeah. Uh. Well, no, Enchantress is the perfect character for her. Yeah. because she plays. A hero as when she's June, mm-hmm. like, just a regular woman when she's June, and then evil when she's the enchantress. I mean, it's the perfect role for Tatiana yeah. Maslany. She could be the evil one pretending to be the good one, Absolutely. so the other people don't realize it's the evil yeah. one. And yeah. uh, she, uh, oh, she can do it all at this point. And it's like, oh, you can say, oh, well, why? Oh, you're just having to typecast now. If she's good at something, have her fucking do it. And another turnaround I've had, I think last week I was only, I'd only watched like two, 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 two episodes. And at that point, I really disliked, um, her best buddy comic relief character. Felix. Felix. Yeah. And I've, I've really done a complete 180 on Felix yeah. now. And I really love Felix. Felix he's a, he's is a, great. He's a great supporting character, yeah. comic relief character. Yeah. So I hope they, I hope they don't kill him off anytime soon. He's fantastic. Um, season, I have finished, uh, season two. Nice. I finished season two yesterday or the day before. I can't remember. But um, 
it just gets better and better and better. And my favorite episode is episode. My favorite episode uh, in season two was episode four. Okay. And there is a moment in there when I was literally saying, "Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh my god! Oh shit!" And I had to rewind it like two or three times because it was just like, "Oh damn!" Oh wow! Oh my god! Uh, I, I, I don't even want to mention the character's name. Yeah, don't tell because me. I don't want to because I don't even know if you've been introduced to her yet. Yeah, possibly so. not. I'm I'm gonna get there. I am fully confident that is it April thirteenth. Season three starts. April 18th. 18th. I am fully confident that by April 18th, I'll be watching the pilot and we'll yeah. be doing a pilot review Absolutely. for Orphan Black. Orphan so. Black. Oh, yeah. it's fantastic. It is great. Frank, you need to watch some Orphan Black. Gotcha. Yeah, it sounds like you guys are in love with the thing. Yeah, it's on. You can watch it on most on-demand cable services, so just check out your on-demand okay. selection. It, it, shows. Frank, I'm not kidding you. It, it, just, just watch the... Uh, the first few episodes. I've got my dad watching it now. He loves it. It's great. Yeah. Okay. It makes Powers look... I think maybe it's why I'm so down on Powers. It's like oh, I yeah. watched like four episodes yeah. of Orphan Black this week, right. and then I watched Powers and I Zombie. Right. And it's like, oh, okay. It's so good. Those were shows. Gotcha. Let's go, let's go back to Orphan Black yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood is fucking sleeping on Tatiana Maslany, dude. They yeah, ridiculous. fucking sleeping on her, dude. Ridiculous. Wow. So, and then that's all I got for Orphan Black. I'm sure we're going to keep touching back on that. I'd like to talk to you as soon as I, especially once I see this uh, season two, episode four. Yeah. I'd like to get back to you. Oh, so. yeah. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Um, next, Brian, would you like to talk a little bit about the uh, CW Flash stuff? Does it matter if I spoil? Not like you guys give a fuck about this <laughs> no! show. No. <laughs> Don't tell me what's going to go on. You really? Whatever. No, I'm just kidding. I know, you're, I know you're kidding. It's not like you guys will ever fucking watch this thing. Frank's, Frank's going to get to watch Bullshit. it, so don't spoil it. Bullshit. Just like Frank's going to watch everything else he's promised he's going to watch. Frank ain't there's watching shit. There's not enough time, god damn it. Yeah, there's, there's enough excuses, though, isn't yeah. there? Fuck yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. You got, you got fucking bags of those. You got a fanny pack full of those. You know who wears fanny packs? Fucktards like you. <laughs> the Rock Whoa. wore fanny packs. <laughs> <laughs> it's a man. Does the purse. rock wear, does the rock wear a fanny pack? Not currently, but there Are was you one, there was a pi- no. There's a picture of him from back in the '90s wearing a fanny pack <gasps> with his little freaking yeah. fro hair. That's a hilarious yeah. picture. That's uh, a hilarious he picture. even showed it off himself on his own Twitter feed. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> That's we, Rock's doing SNL, I think, next week. Yep, is he? Yep, yeah. he sure is. Yeah. They, they were advertising that. They had the uh, episode way back when uh, he did the Rock Obama. Oh, the, uh, Barack Obama. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. Flash, uh, what can I say about this show, man? Uh, Flash finally came back after I think it was like two weeks off and shit. What? And, oh, the uh, show came back, not the character. Yeah, the, oh, okay. sh- the show came back. I thought so. you meant like he came back from an exile or something. No, he was on vacation. Yeah. You know, he just, he likes to spend uh, his uh, vacations down in Florida and shit. I don't so, blame him. Yeah. Keep warm. I wish I could do that. But no, man, uh, Flash came back and uh, I was, I was, uh, I don't know, man. Everybody's fucking going crazy about this episode there's a lot of shit that fucking happened in this episode a lot of stuff that happened in this episode and part of me is a little bit worried i, I love the episode don't get me wrong but a little bit a little bit worries me because it's like are they giving us way too much too, too much too soon too much too soon or is there going to be a lot more that we can uh you know still explore in this world or be giving it all away um, we got Weather Wizard 2.0. So the Weather Wizard that we saw in the pilot episode, um, that was not the definitive Weather Wizard in this universe. New was, guy and everything. It huh? was his brother, yeah. Oh. Remember when that plane flew off in the distance and it exploded and mm-hmm. shit? Well, his brother was in the plane as well. Oh. 
So his brother got powers and, and was the weather wizard. Well, isn't that, that convenient? Yeah. <laughs> well, everybody, it's a freak of the week thing. Yeah. But no, man, uh, dude, there was, um, there were revelations. We, we finally know who, um, uh, Reverse Flash is. It's, uh, it, it, Dr. Wells, of course, but Dr. Wells is not uh, Harrison Wells. He is Eobard Thawne. Oh, now who's that? Eobard Thawne is the uh, reverse flash from the future, mm. okay? And um, he's a distant relative of Eddie Thawne. Okay. And he he's, a, he's, he's an evil reverse flash. This is not the flash um, that's wanting to help Barry. So um, to my knowledge, to yeah, my knowledge. They could flip the script, I right, guess, still. Right, right. Um, you know, As he, of now, right? Uh, he want, he wanted to help Barry get up to speed, and that's about it. Um, he kills Cisco in this episode. Um, and guys, if you think that Cisco's not coming back, you're crazy. Cisco's. <laughs> I, I gotta think he's coming back. How many more episodes of the series? It's got to be getting near the end, right? Well, just this season. I mean, it's not like he couldn't. Come I mean, back. I didn't mean series. I meant yeah. season. It's not like he couldn't come back next season either. But I mean, it's I don't know. We're, we're I think we're on like episode fifteen or sixteen or something. I don't remember. But like, if you think that Cisco's not coming back, you're crazy. I think he's coming back. He, you're dealing with a with a character that can um, time travel, and we were introduced to time travel in this episode. I mean, towards that, at the end of the episode, it showed time travel. So Cisco's coming back. And just because in Eobard Thawne's time, Cisco's been dead, doesn't mean the future can't be rewritten. And the future will be rewritten. I think if one thing that doesn't happen, Barry will not be able to save his mother, but he will be able to save Cisco. And then finally, Barry and Iris. Okay. Yeah. The kiss. It happened. Um, they kissed. It happened, and then right after that, I mean, this is where I'm talking about too much in the episode. I've already given you like Eobard Thawn drop, you know, like yeah. that's. It sounds like you're describing the whole second half of the season and not right, one episode. Exactly. Okay, so there's a kiss, and then right after the kiss, I'm not kidding you. Right after the kiss, he reveals to her that he is the Flash. <laughs> he has to. It's not like. Because at that moment, it called for it. He had to. He had to do something heroic, and she just happened to be there, and there was no escaping it. But <laughs> He had to explain why the sex was only going to be like 10 seconds long. <laughs> right. <laughs> so don't expect much, but a lot of rug burn. But it was really – it was a lot. It was too much. Um, oh, back to – okay, yeah. It was, it was a lot. Um, but, you know, I guess – I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. That, I, that sounds like a lot for one episode. That's for sure. I like the fact that Cisco died. Do I want Cisco to come back? No, I don't. Oh. The reason being, I think Cisco is a crutch in the show. And you can disagree with me all fucking day. That's your opinion. But I think, I think you're crazy to disagree with me. Cisco is a crutch in the show. Every week when there is a villain, the villain's power is like the weather. I'll mm-hmm. get, for example, the weather wizard this week. His power is the weather. He can control, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, like uh, create lightning and storms and hail and all this stuff, snow or whatever. Well, 
what happens every week when Barry needs to stop them? Cisco will invent something. <laughs> every week he invents something. He'll invent some kind of shield for Captain Cold to stop Captain Cold's ray gun. He'll in this week he invented this uh uh, Doctor Who fucking, uh, you know, sonic screwdriver looking thing that pulled the electrons out of the air so he couldn't control the weather because the electrons were being, uh, I don't know, dissipated or something. It sounds like the annoying, like, Wesley Crusher from Next Generation. Mm-hmm. Oh, whatever Wesley thought up is what's gonna save the fucking day this time. Exactly. It's a crutch for the show. You, you just can't, it, it's, it's formulaic every week when there's a new villain and then Cisco just comes in there and invents something that you can use to kind of stop them. <laughs> and it's not, clever it's lazy writing and i want to see the flash be able to be uh think more on his feet yeah and uh now he's not gonna have you know uh, uh cisco he's not gonna have for for hopefully for a little while i'd like to see cisco out of the picture for a while he's not gonna have cisco he's not gonna have you know uh, Harrison Wells slash Eobard Thawne. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, he really is going to be by himself. It's him and Joe and, uh, the one chick. I can't remember her name, but I mean, I think Cisco was a crutch and I'm glad that he's dead and I hope he stays dead. I'm sorry. I liked the character, <laughs> but for the story to be interesting and to go further, yeah. he needs to stay dead. Let's have a fucking funeral. And, uh, you know what I mean? The whole That's s- his final thong song. Okay. Cisco <laughs> has sung his final thong song. He's dead. Let's move on. It's not fun. It's not interesting. The whole Cisco anymore. thing sounds like eight year olds fighting. It's like, I've got a photon gun. Well, I've got a photon gun shield. There you go. Well, I've got a super duper photon gun. Well, I've got a super duper photon god shield. <laughs> you nailed it. You absolutely nailed it, man. So I can see how that would be a fucking crutch and that would get annoying. After 14, 15 episodes. Do I still Tupperware the series? Absolutely. CW acting, bad romances abound. I love it. I love it. I, I think, I love the, the, the back and forth between him and Iris. I yeah. love that cheesy shit. Um, it doesn't hurt that Iris is hot as hell. Yeah. But, as long uh, as they don't sing. As long as they don't <laughs> sing. As long as they're not singing, so. All right. But I will be talking about a show where there is a lot of singing coming up a little bit later. Whoa. Yeah. All right. All right. I can't wait to hear what Uh that's about. All right. So jumping ahead from The Flash, Frank, would you like to tell us a little bit about what's going on in Better Call Saul? Yeah. um, I'm not all the way caught up. I just started really kind of watching it. I watched the uh, two-hour premiere again and then uh, the the first actual episode beyond that. it's made by the same people that wrote Breaking Bad and set in the same world. It's a prequel. Um, I was, I was actually kind of down on this when I started watching it because, you know, AMC is kind of cruising down this path of, okay, so the Walking Dead's popular, so we're going to have the Talking Dead. And mm-hmm. okay, well, uh, we got, uh, I can't remember the name of the show that's ending, so we need to fill that slot. So, well, everybody like Breaking Bad. Well, they're so talking about in. like a Mad Men spinoff. That's right? the show that you can't Men. remember. They're already right. talking yeah. about a Mad Men spinoff. Yeah. It's like nobody in AMC has an original idea. No. It's no. insane. It is insane. However, I will say this. Um, I was coming into this already kind of down on it, and the previews didn't really do a lot for me, but I gotta say, like, it, up even up through this first, like, actual episode episode, mm-hmm. it's doing a good job of avoiding, like, 
too many drops. Like you, you're not going to see Walter White in this. You're not going to see this. Pinkman. I've Pre- heard prequelitis. Uh, right. It doesn't have that. Right. I've uh, heard that this is a pretty innovative show. It is, and it can stand alone. It is. Yeah. They, they've they've created this really excellent backstory mm-hmm. for Saul Goodman. I mean, where I'm at, he hasn't even adopted that name yet. Uh, his name's Jimmy. And um, he, he's like struggling at this point. He's trying to be an up and up guy, a good lawyer. And um, you know his character from Breaking Bad. He was a scuzz bag. You know any fucking way he could get by, he would. He knew all the back way shortcuts. Fuck everybody else. He's gonna make it. Mm-hmm. And he's not that way yet. But you can kind of see him. You know, seeing that this is the way he's gonna have to be. Right. Um, there have been a couple. There are two characters that are in it. Uh, there have been in it that were from Breaking Bad. One is the guy that was Tuco. He, he's reprised that role in the two-hour premiere. And then the other is the the Mike. Uh, he he was uh, Saul's kind of right-hand man, and also that for um, oh I can't remember the the, the fellow's name, but uh, uh, the the guy with the chicken uh, chain. What do you rate the show? Uh, it's a high taste. It, uh, it it's still kind of coming into its own. Um, it is entertaining. Uh, I'm just hesitant to give it a Tupperware just yet because I, I want to see where they go with it. Um, I, I like it. It's just not one of the. It doesn't have the hook for me yet that Breaking Bad did. That there was a little bit of danger. Stick to with Walter this White. one. Stick with this one. From what I'm hearing from most people, is that this show is a Tupperware. Yeah, gotcha. Stick with it, Frank. Yeah. One, one thing I'm really excited about is um, I'm a huge Bob Odenkirk fan. Oh and yeah. It, it makes me very happy to see him in such a high profile project, and in fact, the star of such a high profile project. Yeah, so I'm right. really glad that he was able to. You have that small oh, role I've, in Breaking Bad. I've been a fan of Bob Odenkirk since back in the the Ben Stiller show days. Oh I mean, yeah, me too. Huge fan. So. I, I absolutely Tupperware his performance so far in this series because he's got his brand of humor that he's portraying the entire time in these serious situations. Well, he's due. He is finally due like his own fucking series. I, I mean, agree. That's you know. I mean, I loved Mr. Show. You know, with mm-hmm. Bob and David, but. You know, the way that HBO treated him coming into like, you know, are we going to do a fifth season when that show was fucking amazing? Yes. And HBO wanted them to tame it down a little bit. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm glad that he's finally getting his due. Me too. That's exa- that's exactly like I keep hearing people tell me and you said it, Brian, mm-hmm. that you can this show stands separate from Breaking Bad and right. you can just watch it. But I don't know. I, I guess I'm just too OCD. I just can't bring myself to just like, okay, I'm just going to watch Better Call Saul. Oh, no, I'm going to watch Breaking Bad Even though Bad I haven't first. watched yeah. Breaking Bad. Yeah. Like, I feel like I still have to watch Breaking Bad first. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So. The only thing that, you, I mean, kind of helps with that is the probably the first 10 to 15 minutes of the series. It, it, that does take place post-Breaking Bad. But there's nothing that happens there that is spoilerish. Oh, okay. So, I mean, the only thing that you can tell is it's him uh, – with a different name right. and this is who he used to be. Yeah. So, but I mean, other than that, I mean, you don't have to know who Tuco is in order to, uh, understand what's going on with his interaction with him. Um, you don't have to know who Mike is. And really those are the only two throwbacks that you have. Uh, he's not who he becomes in any way, shape or form. It's just going to be a monstrous transma- transformation on how he gets there. I think you could without watching it. 
All right, so me, I don't know. I'm still going to watch Breaking Bad first. I have to. I can't help myself. Yeah. All right, the next thing I have in my notes is um, a surprise good pop, bad pop show from Brian. Yeah, dude. I just started watching this show yesterday, and it's a show that, you know, I've had some listeners tell me that I need to watch, and I've heard some, like, people say a lot of positive things about, and I was like, I've got to check this show out. I can't let it slip away. So, um, and it just had its season finale. Uh, but I have only watched the first two episodes. I'm talking about Empire on Fox. Oh, nice. Um, it's, uh, the sh- new show with, uh, Terrence Howard. Yeah, it's getting a lot of buzz. Uh, and I, I can't pronounce her, maybe I can't pronounce her name, but, uh, Taraji P. Henson, she's the female lead in it. Um, let me just rate this. After two episodes, I, dude, I was actually, I was, I'll be honest with you. I was hooked on this show within the first 10 minutes. Wow. Um, they, 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 the show really puts itself out there within the first 10 minutes hooking you. And then as you get to know the characters even more, you're like really wanting to see where this goes. It's really fucking phenomenal. Um, Terrence Howard, basically it's, 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 he's, he's kind of like a hip hop mogul now. And like he's kind of like um, I don't want to say Jay Z. I don't really know who to put him, put, put, who to say he's like. I'm like a Suge Knight in his heyday. Yeah, he's a hip hop mogul, and and he's wanting to. He's got a, still a lot of uh, aspirations, but like within the first ten minutes, you see him like um, uh, being in a hospital getting tests done and things like that. So you think like you know, is, is he got cancer? What's going on here? Okay, and so. Um, then uh there's a point in time where he's talking he's got three sons Hakeem, Jamal and Andre and he's talking to them and he's saying you know one day i am not going to be able to run empire records like this uh this this uh hip hop uh uh label label i'm not going to be able to run it i need to groom one of you to run my company oh and so it's basically pitting brother against brother against brother um Right then, right then, I'm fucking hooked. I'm like, holy shit, this is gonna be, this is gonna be crazy. Yeah, that sounds good. Each, each son is totally different. Hakeem is like the, uh, up and coming rap artist. Okay. Okay. You know, and then you've got Andre, who's kind of like the businessman. He's not musically talented at all. Mm. He's more inclined towards the business. Okay. And then you've got Jamal, who I think is one of the most interesting characters on the show. He um is he's the gay son. Okay. And so it it really explores a lot it explores a lot of like, you know, things uh in hip hop mm-hmm. and it also explores like, you know, characters and their development in the show. Uh Hakeem is kind of like your um uh Jaden Smith spoiled little kid you know what i mean okay spoiled all of his life daddy gives him what he wants you know he's got his own you know uh dad's got his own album that he gives him and shit and (laughs) and then you know jamal though growing up uh as a homosexual that is frowned upon in that kind of like hip-hop kind of that movement you know what i mean like his dad was like Kind of like a like a gangster rapper, like okay. a thug, oh. and that was looked down on. You know, you can't have like a gay son. Yeah, that's real like taboo in the hip hop in- exactly, industry. Exactly, exactly. Or was for quite a it long. It was. Time. I don't know how it is now. I don't follow music in general. Yeah, but I love I love this show. It's a Tupperware. But um, so his father 
pretty much does not love Jamal. You can totally tell he does not love his son. For, he wants his son. He's like, you know, being gay is a choice. You can choose to be. He, he's like, you can choose to be with women. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, Jamal wants to be his own man. Not accepting it all right, of his son. Right, right. I mean, this show and then and then Andre. Uh, and then you've got Taraji P. Henson. Uh, she plays Lucius's Ex ex wife who spent the last seventeen years in prison. Oh man, because she started the company with four hundred thousand dollars of her own money that she that was drug money. I don't know if she was like selling drugs oh. or whatever, uh. but it was drug money. She started the company. She comes out of prison. And she wants her share. Oh, I bet she does. She wants her share. Now that it's successful, and, and dude, it was she, her butt on the line. Yeah, yeah. She has such a presence on the screen, and the show is so damn good because she sides with. She loves both of her sons, mm-hmm. but she she's she's grooming Jamal now. Mm. And Jamal's kind of like a really like uh, like as far as like he's like R and B, you know, re- and he's got a, a great voice. I think it's all lip. I think it's all not him singing. I yeah, think, like yeah. Nashville and yeah. that kind of shit. But the music is really good in this show. Okay, it's really good. And then this is the show about yes. the music you were yes. talking about. Yes, it's really really good. The music's really <gasps> Holy good. Holy shit! You, yeah. A show where they sing and you're Tupperware. Yeah. <gasps> Yeah, Whoa. yeah, because you know, honestly, like when when Jamal is singing about you know these things, he's actually singing about what's going on in the show, and I really, really enjoy it for some reason. Wow, it's bizarre, but uh, Hakeem is being groomed by the father, and then Jamal is being groomed by you know uh, the mother Cookie, who's awesome. She is so damn good. She's got such a presence on screen. She's got so much attitude. Um, it's, she's awesome. And then Andre is kind of being groomed by his girlfriend, mm. this white chick that he's like, girlfriend or wife or whatever. Dude, this show is a Tupperware. I'm not kidding you. There is some, there is some cheesy shit that's going on. You yeah. find, you find out, you find out more about Lucius. Oh my God. Like I thought watching from the previews, I thought like, oh my God, Cookie's the one I'm not going to like. I love Cookie. <laughs> it's fucking Terrence Howard that's like a complete douchebag. <laughs> oh. But I bet he's good at that too. He's so damn good. This show is a Tupperware. I'm two episodes in. Um, I can't wait to finish the season. It's so damn good. If you're not watching Empire, watch it. It's so damn good. And I think like what's amazing is I think like I think there's going to be copycats. I, this show is doing so fucking well for Fox. Yeah. I think like other networks are going to try to bite off of this style because oh, like crap. because they're they're finding out like there is an audience for people that want to see this type of show. Mm-hmm. And um I don't think it I don't think it has to be like, "Oh, okay. You know, it has to be a color thing." I think anybody no matter what color you are can watch this show and love it. Yeah, it kind of sounds like a modern day Mad Men in a little bit like yeah. in what it's like like premises and yeah, everything yeah, it, like it yeah. is an interesting concept like having a drama centered around owning a business right like that's always a good a good concept mm-hmm. it's it's so damn good so watch empire i fucking love it i will how many episodes for that first season Ten, uh, 12 episodes i've heard nothing but good buzz like around episode four i was like fuck why didn't i watch empire yeah. it's on it's uh so you can watch it on hulu 
Okay, I have Hulu. Yeah, so watch it. You can watch it on Hulu. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely watch this fucking show. Maybe it's after so Orphan good. Black, I'll make that the next show. That's that's exactly how I had it lined up. Okay. So like, as soon as I finish Empire, next on my uh, next on my list, I think is Black Mirror. Okay. So yeah, and I've watched um, half of Black Mirror so far. Yeah. So I'll, I'll be ready to talk about that for sure. Yes. All right. So that's all you got for Empire. That is all I have for Empire. That's all I got for Good Pop Bad Pop. All right, I've got one more thing for Good Pop Bad Pop. Um. I've got a game that I want to talk about for Good Pop, Bad Pop. Um, it's called Super Fight. And it's kind of a card game, but it's not really a card game. It's a little bit of like a, a dialogue arguing game. And I'm going to pit Brian against Frank here. And I get to be the judge in this game. So I'm really excited for this. this oh, is, wow. This is going to be a good time for me. <laughs> so let me quickly explain. This game is really cool. I think you guys are going to like it. There's there's two decks here. There's a white deck and a black deck. Oh, I already don't like this game. Yeah. And the white deck... I, that, that's kind of fucked up. That, that, why does it have to be white and black? I need to talk to these motherfuckers that put out this game. <laughs> there's purple and blue for other for other stuff, too. Okay. All right. Thank God there's some other colors in there, because yes. that's a little fucked up, man. Yes. There's purple and blue for other stuff, too. And there's green and red, yeah. and there's other expansions, I'm going to come out with my own deck, and it's just going to be gray cards. <laughs> the gray cards. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the white cards are, like, people. Okay, the premise of this game. Whoa, dude, this is I don't like this game no, at all. Settle down, settle down, settle down. It's like it's like pop culture people. It could be anyone from Darth Vader to Shane from Walking Dead. Okay, to, it could be anyone. Yeah, and the black deck is the weapons and accessories and the stuff that you're using to fight the people. Okay. Oh, you're laughing. I don't. Come on. Let's try to keep it open. This is the most here. racist game I've ever seen in my entire life. So basically, the the premise of this game is is we deal out deal out fighters, and then you guys have to argue which one of your fighters is going to win. But you get some choice in the matter. Okay. You're each okay. going to get three characters and three items, and then you get to make what you think is the best fighter you can out of the cards I give you. And then we'll decide who wins each fight, okay? Oh, this is awesome. So here we go. Brian, you go ahead and grab a card. Okay. And then Frank, grab a card. And then Brian, grab another card. Can we look at them? Yeah, you can look at them. And you're each getting three cards. I'm giving them both three cards here, and it's all their fighters. Okay? And now I'm going to give you each three accessories. Here, I'll just deal them out real quick. There. Those are those cards. I think, did you give Frank three or four? Three. There's three. Okay. All right, so now you each have six cards, three of the characters and three of the accessories. And then even after you make your fighter, you're both going to get one random accessory to add on to your character before we start the fight. Okay, so we, we just pick one character? Yeah, yeah, and you can even say out loud, like, characters you got to choose from so people can, if you want to, like... Frank, you got your fighter already? Yeah, I got my own my guy that I'd like to pick. Okay, who's your guy, Frank? I got a kaiju. Frank's got a kaiju from Pacific Rim. Mm. Okay. And what is he armed with, Frank? He is faster than a speeding bullet. Oh, man. So basically you have a kaiju with, like, Superman running speed. Okay. So what do you got, Brian? I will see your kaiju. <laughs> and I've got a Mothra. Ooh. Oh! What, what is the Mothra yeah, armed with? Uh, this Mothra... <laughs> is armed with a lightsaber that has two smaller lightsabers sticking out of the hilt. Oh, no shit. shit. It says, just it says that. that on the fucking card. <laughs> awesome. And Dude, so have the dignity to call it a tri-saber. I have Darth Mothra. <laughs> oh. 
So you each get one additional weapon, and Frank, your additional weapon is? Armed with a railgun. So, and Brian, yours is? Mine is, uh, wait a second. It says, um, I've got like two choices on here or something. Okay. One says using a blank as a club. So I get to fill in the blank. Yeah. Um, using a kaiju as a club. What's the other choice? Because I can pick up kaijus and use them as a club and just beat the <laughs> shit out of other kaijus. Is that what, wow. It says using a blank as a club. So I get to fill it in, right? Yeah. I get to fill it in? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I can use kaijus as a club if I, I want to. Okay. That's my ability. That's Brian's ability. But it says draw a random character card. Do I have to do that? I, I, I don't. Oh, is that what fills in the blank? Oh, that is what is fills that what, in the blank. Okay. Using a... Oh. Goliath? Oh, shit. Using a Goliath as a club. All right. That's pretty good. Okay. I think a Goliath is a kaiju. I think you pretty much pulled exactly what you wanted. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I wanted. <laughs> All right. So now you guys have to argue about whose character would win in the fight. Okay. Now we argue? Like, do we go, like, just, like, back and forth? Yeah, you just, you both, like, you get, like, 30 seconds each to say why yours would whoop the other one's ass. I'll time you. Okay. And then, oh, is that how it works? That you is get 30 how it seconds? works. Like, who goes first, though? Frank will go first this time, and then you'll go first the next time. Okay. Okay. Because we're going to do it twice. Whoever wins this one gets to keep their guy, and we're going to see if the other one can steal. Frank, what are you again? I am a kaiju that is faster than a speeding bullet armed with a railgun. Okay. And what are you? Um, I'm Mothra. I'm armed with a lightsaber that has two smaller lightsabers <laughs> sticking out of the hill. Darth Mothra. And I'm also using a Goliath as a club. Okay. All right. Well, here's my argument. Are we ready to start? Yeah, go, Frank. Okay. So not only is a kaiju super big and you'd have to think proportionately super strong, but being faster than a speeding bullet, I can constantly keep you at range and shoot the shit out of you with a rail gun. <laughs> now, I'm thinking that you're probably thinking that because, okay, you got a lightsaber, you're going to be repelled in those uh, bullets. But the reason why you wouldn't be able to is because you didn't say you drew the ability to use the force. You just got a giant fucking ass lightsaber. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be flying around shooting the shit out of you with my right, railgun. All right, that's time, Frank. Okay. Uh, before I give you to go, uh-huh. Brian, I got to say, that was like the smartest Frank has ever said. That was like Frank's political campaign, it sounded like he was on. Yeah. So <laughs> you, you got a tough act to follow. Oh, wow, thanks. No pressure, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah, go, Brian. All right, yeah, dude, I'm using a fucking lightsaber. I mean, yeah, whatever, <laughs> dude. I can cut you in half. Even if you get close to me, I've got a huge-ass lightsaber. You are in trouble. I'm going to cut you in half. Uh, yeah, you're a kaiju. So am I. Mothra's a fucking kaiju, okay? I'm flapping my wings, and I'm fucking – I'm throwing down. I've, I'm not only using the fucking Goliath as a club, but I'm using it as a shield from your fucking little nail gun. So, yeah, <laughs> Goliath may be dead, but you know what? I'm, like, cutting you up and shit with my fucking All lightsaber. Right. All right, Brian, that's time for you. All right, I got to say, I've come to a decision. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to give this one to Brian. What? Yeah, listen to my rationale. I'm going to be a shock, too. Yeah, listen what? to my rationale. <laughs> if Mothra had said lightsaber, yeah. it would have to be a lightsaber to scale for Mothra, right? It's oh, not yeah. going to be Mothra welding a lightsaber that's just a little... A dinky. toothpick. Yeah, a toothpick. <laughs> And I feel like with that weapon, like, he could just mow the kaiju down. If it could get close, but being faster than a speeding bullet, I'd always be able to stay away, no matter oh, how the, fast the he could faster fly. than the speeding bullet. Oof. 
That's a good. That's good. That's good. Unless that lightsaber is an infinite. Yeah, length, but apparently you didn't do a good eventually. job of like letting him know that you're faster than a speeding bullet because he already chose me, dude. You oh, lost fuck. that shit. Hey, can't this be like the bumper where we can have secondsies and thirdsies? Oh man, you're just making up rules as we go, <laughs> don't you? All right, so the the kaiju is defeated. All right, I if, if, if anyone out there disagrees with me or disagrees with us, I'm sure you can let us. Dude, know. seriously, you're gonna fucking a, a, a monster, a fast monster with a fucking nail gun is gonna beat Mothra no. with a fucking lightsaber? No, that's what that's what I'm saying. Real. Yeah. That's Real. what I'm saying. Yeah. Rail, <laughs> rail gun, not nail gun. Oh, whatever. Rail, rail gun. gun. Whatever. What's the difference? No, there's a big difference. A real gun's like huge, massive shells repeated uh, like a giant. Against the lightsaber. Against the fucking. You can't get the force. You can't use the force to know where the bullets are going. Okay. Whatever. Whatever. (laughs) All right. I won. I do want to say that one of my options would have been the player to my right, which would have been Jake. Are we done with with these cards? Keep those. We're going to do one more. Oh, shit. We're going to give Frank a chance to defeat Darth Mothra. Okay. <laughs> One more chance. We're going to give Frank Fuck. three more of the characters and three more of the accessories and oh. see if he can come up with something that we actually feasibly think All right. could defeat the Darth Mothra. So here we go, Frank. Here's your three new characters. And there's your three new accessories. I still got to work with Darth Mothra? You're, we're, yeah, you're, Darth Mothra is the champ. He's, oh, he's I king of the hill. And this is how you would play this game with like a group of people. Uh-huh. Is whoever's guy is the champ gets to stay the champ, and the next guy in the rotation gets to create uh-huh. his guy. Okay. And you get a point every time your guy wins in the battle. Yeah. And you just play to a set amount of points. And this is like a demo version of the game. Mm-hmm. You can, I think it's like it's from Skybound Games. And, oh yeah. Okay. And it's called Super Fight. I think it's superfight.com. And you can get like a Trivial Pursuit size case. Of these games and all different kinds of characters. And I mean, oh, it'd be really fun to see some of the different kinds of characters there are and everything. You can just see from the references, like the lightsaber with the cross hill, that yeah. it's got real current pop soldier, pop culture stuff. I mean, right. really current too, because nobody knew about that to my knowledge before like Thanksgiving of last year. All right, so Frank looks excited. He, I think he thinks he has the Darth Mothra killer over there. <laughs> I, am not, I am not totally confident this is going to take Mothra down, but right. it's still such a badass you, concept. You still get your random accessory on top okay. of it, too. Sweet. So okay. there you go. Holy shit. Okay, so <laughs> this time I'm going to play a fucking grizzly bear uh. that's, <laughs> what? that's armed with a piranha launcher. A piranha launcher? Yeah. What? Who's really, really good at parkour. Really. <laughs> dot, 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 really. Like Spider-Man good at yeah. parkour. Oh, man. I, I, It's not looking good for you here, Frank. I don't think this is the worst competition in the kaiju. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. wait. it's the luck of the okay. draw. You don't so see what I didn't You're use. a grizzly bear armed with a piranha launcher. <laughs> but he's really, really good at parkour. That's not even a Sharknado, man. That's not even a Sharknado. I mean, if you were armed with a Sharknado, maybe you... I, oh, no, we got to start. We got to start. All right, go ahead. I'll start timing you right now. Okay, so Brian, I go first? Brian, you go ahead and go first. You're on, you're on a roll. You're good. All right. Go. Seriously, a grizzly bear... Okay, whatever. I mean, okay, Yogi, I'm going to fuck your world up because I have a lightsaber. It doesn't matter how many piranhas you have coming at me. I am Mothra. They're not even going to be able to bite into my skin. I'm a huge fucking monster. I'm just going to bat them off like the little tuna. And then you really good at parkour? You better be flipping your ass the fuck away from me because I'm chasing you with my fucking lightsaber. I am going to fucking blast your ass in half. 
so, time. It's all right. Time. It's okay. time. All right. Go ahead, Frank. Okay. So Mothra's got a lightsaber. Great. How the fuck's he going to hold it? Last time I saw the motherfucker's <laughs> arms were hung less than T-Rex. He's going to have to swallow that shit and try to whip his fucking head around to hit you with it. A grizzly bear? Fuck. If he's really, really good at parkour, he's going to be able to bounce all around the fucking place. Your lightsaber's going to be fucking useless. And then I'm going to fucking jump down your throat and shoot you with the fucking piranha gun inside your mouth. And then I'm going to eat your ass from the inside out. End of fucking story. I don't even need the rest of time. Oh, that, that, that's time. That's, that's, no, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Frank makes a compelling argument. He does here. make a very compelling argument. <laughs> with the bear inside the mouth. <laughs> shooting the piranha gun. That's a very compelling <laughs> argument. <laughs> oh, man. I, I'm having a really hard time with this one. Uh, I was so convinced that that piranha launcher was useless when we started this. <laughs> that those piranhas would just bounce off of Mothridge. It's useless like what are they yeah. gonna do you know yeah. not that they're gonna just yeah. instantly start biting right like you can't you gotta train piranhas <laughs> right. to act like you know bullets when you shoot them out of a launcher yeah. they're just gonna they're gonna be like what the hell's going on i'm flying through the air and just flop off of mothra maybe in this one instance we can give frank a participation award what yeah in this one, we can actually no i'm kidding come on no man. no i'm kidding dude. let's give it to frank i'm giving it yeah, to frank i would he, i think I he would. won the I argument agree. i agree i agree <laughs> I agree because Yay. when it comes to c- creativity, that was like if, <laughs> if there's one way, I guess a bear with a piranha fucking launcher that's really good at parkour is gonna win against Mothra swinging a fucking lightsaber. That's the way it's gonna happen. So for creativity, I agree he should win. Brian, do you want one more chance to be king of the hill oh, to t- take down the bear take with the this- piranha launcher that's really good at parkour? <laughs> yeah, dude. All right, here Let's we go. One more. Here's your three characters. All right. Let's do this. Fuck that bear. Dude, fuck that. <laughs> fuck, fuck you, Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> He's out of piranhas now. Yeah. Hey, he didn't say that. Yeah, I, no, I know. <laughs> Unlimited piranhas. Right. All right. So, like I said, you get, I think it's like 30 bucks to buy the whole game, and you just get a ton of these cards. And then you can buy expansions for like five bucks that give you more cards. What's up with the purple cards? Uh, the purple cards are locations, and I think the blue cards are events. Oh, neat. And if you want to, like, spice things up, I, or, like, for the final round, they're good for, or there's just all kinds of different, like, rule variations on how you can play. But this is, like, the basis of it, where you create the character by passing out the three different cards and right. pick from there and then go. <laughs> neat. How you feeling over there, Brian? You got the bear fucker upper? <laughs> bear dude, fucker upper. Dude, yeah. <laughs> yes. I think I have chosen wisely. All right. Are you ready for your random accessory? I am definitely ready for my random accessory. There's that. <laughs> so what do you have going on? Oh, dude, I just kind of fucked myself with my random accessory. <laughs> so it's a dildo. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Yeah. Oh, let's hear your character. I am um I am a Yeti. <laughs> Everything that I touch turns inside out. Oh, whoa. But I'm stuck in one of those electric cars for toddlers. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> that is an awesome character. I want to see a comic about that character. <laughs> you just see his ass in there. 
No, no, I touch it. No, no, no. All right, oh, man. <laughs> Fucking Chewbacca and a Hot Wheels. All right, <laughs> Frank, you're the you're the champ, so I'm gonna make you go first this time. All right, so you go. All right, great. So you're fucking stuck inside of a fucking little kid's Hot Wheels toy. Fucking wonderful. You go ahead and sit in that son of a bitch and try to run your little ass feet and get away from me while I'm bouncing in front and to the side, shooting the piranhas in the fucking windows. You get out and beat my ass if you could, but you can't fucking touch the car. You're going to turn your ass inside out. You got ten more seconds. <laughs> Dude, just shoot the fuck out of him because he can't do shit but hold his hands up and give up. All right, all right. We'll give, That's time, Frank. That's time. All right, Brian. Let's okay. let's reiterate what you are again. I'm a Yeti. Everything I touch turns inside out, and I'm stuck in one of those electric cars for toddlers. Okay, go. I touched you. You're inside out. You're dead. <laughs> Time. That's it. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not a bad <laughs> argument. Yeah. Frank's argument though is that you wouldn't. T- He's so good at parkour, you wouldn't touch him. Yeah, he couldn't get close. No, I, if you're a Yeti, which is pretty fucking big, stuck in a tiny ass car. Okay, give me my time. Fast. Give me my time. Let's all do right. this. All right, all right. I'll give it to you fresh. There you go. Frank, uh, you okay with that? Yeah, sure. All go right, for it. cool. Go. What you don't know about this fucking uh, electric cars for toddlers is mine's a little souped up and it's fast. <laughs> it's fucking fast. It's like DeLorean fast. Once I get this bitch up to 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Part of that serious shit is I'm going to touch you. You're going to turn inside out and you're going to be dead. All right. The end. Uh, all right. That's that's a very compelling argument. Too. <laughs> is it really, Jake? It is. It is. <laughs> so I tell you what, for this final one, I am not going to judge. I'm going to let the listeners of the show let us know who they think we're winning. Oh, now it's a fucking popularity contest. It's not a popularity contest between Brian and Frank. (laughs) Okay, it's who would win between the grizzly bear and the. (laughs) (laughs) You know what though? I think the funniest thing is to pick weird, the weirdest shit, and try to figure out how to make it win. What are the hashtags? What are the hashtags? What what, what are that? Hashtag grizzly bear. Hashtag uh, super fight Yeti uh, baby chair. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's uh, I'm in an electric car. Okay, I guess I'd wonder how you'd activate that shit. Like if you can't touch anything, what are you gonna do? Try to get hashtag uh, Yeti kitty car. Yeah, hashtag. How about hashtag Yeti electric car? Okay, hashtag Yeti electric car. If you think Brian would win, and uh, hashtag. Bear parkour parkour bear parkour bear and parkour is spelled P A R K O U R people that is correct <laughs> yes yes so if you don't know how to spell parkour just Google it right before you do the hashtag so this is a Twitter contest not Facebook I'm assuming we're then. big assholes like hey, use these tweets that are hard to spell yeah yeah <laughs> hey, that's why I was trying to help him out let him know how to spell parkour so let us know who would win in that fight yeah I, I don't know I think Frank's probably got it here. Dude, now you're not. You're killing me, man. All I gotta do is touch the motherfucker, though. And he's inside out and he's dead. That's true. And I guess. But how are you gonna beat you? He has to touch you. Huh? To beat you, he's gonna have to touch you. So that's gonna get him to. He shoots the fucking piranha gun. The piranha, but they're gonna turn inside out when they touch him. Yeah, dude, I'm tucking, I'm, I'm oh. turning piranhas inside out like a motherfucker. <laughs> so it could be like a theoretical stalemate. He, I can't ever get close enough to hit him, but he can't ever get close enough to hit me. Yeah, I don't know. Was that your, was that your, um, I could chuck random accessory, the one that stuck you in the car? Oh, oh was, yeah, yeah, that was, that was my <laughs> random accessory. That really fucked you up. You're right about that. I, I, th- I thought I was good up until that point. Because I could, uh, one of my other ones that I was gonna pick could have been a, a, a literal teen wolf. 
And I was like, shit, no, a Yeti's a bigger version of that. Right. So I, I thought, I, and I was like, shit, I'm a Yeti that can touch shit. And it goes, and it's like, fuck, I'm stuck in this car. I'll get a, I'll get a picture of both combatants and I'll put it on the Facebook page too. And people okay. can decide who would win in the fight there too. Okay. Cool. In, we'll instead of the up. grizzly bear, I wish I would have went with the other option, which would have been the player to my right, which is Jake with a dubstep gun. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> so pretty, pretty unique game, right guys? Yeah. It's yeah. pretty fun. It's fun. So I thought it'd be fun for podcasting. Yeah. It was mostly talk. Right. Yeah, it's not definitely not a one-player game. No, unless you're like schizophrenic. schizophrenic. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I would win. No, I, uh, the kaiju would win. No, Mothra. <laughs> Why don't you go fuck yourself? <laughs> all right, but yeah, that's all I got for good pop, bad pop. I think that's all we got for good pop, bad pop. Yeah, it is time for gangsters fuck news. Oh yeah, uh, gangsters <laughs> fuck news. That news. Yeah, 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 yeah. Read all about it. It's the lift of a news, and there's no doubt about it. This news is gangsta as fuck, yo. It's gangsta as fuck, yo. Gangsta as fuck, yo. All right, why don't we mix up the news a little bit from the way I had it? Oh, where did that? Oh Jesus, I I fucked this segment up. I need a break. All right, <laughs> hear ye, hear ye. We fucked it up. <laughs> we'll be back in a moment because we suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was too funny. Oh oh man, I'm sorry. We'll be right back, folks. Yeah. Oh Christ. (laughs) Greetings, leftover army. Pop culture leftovers is the people's podcast. They're always looking for new writers and YouTube reviewers to join the team because they themselves aren't talented enough to write them. In all honesty, they're not even sure Frank can read, but their listeners can. So send your reviews to popcultureleftovers at gmail.com, and if the leftovers like it, they'll contact you and you could see your article featured on popcultureleftovers.com. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Leftover Army. You should follow The Leftovers on Instagram at instagram.com slash popcultureleftovers and on Tumblr at popcultureleftovers2.tumblr.com. If you get a few shots of vodka in you, it's almost as sexy as my voice. That's gangster. All right, it's time for the news for real this time. Hear ye, hear ye, read all about it. It's a lift of a news and there's no doubt about it. This news is gangsta as fuck, yo. It's gangsta as fuck, yo. All right. First thing I got on the table is um, about the Fraggle Rock movie. Um, it sounds like Joseph Gordon-Levitt is now attached to the Fraggle Rock movie. And he seems pretty excited about it. Like he's a big fan of all things Jim Henson and Muppets and everything from what we've been reading. Um it's all from Variety. Um, it's a major boost for the project, they say. Um, it's been in development for years, which surprised me. I wasn't, I didn't, wasn't aware that Fraggle Rock the movie was coming anytime soon. This kind of goes back, and if I can cut you off real quick, go for it. This kind of goes back to what Adi Shankar was saying mm-hmm. last week. Like, you know, some of these things are in development hell, and then all of a sudden, the right name gets attached. And we, we are starting to see, like, you know, everything put into motion. We're going to get it now. And it sounds like that's what happened here. Like, they've been wanting to do this for years. They probably sunk some money into it. And then all of a sudden, you know, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, he says, I'll, I'll be a part of it. And now we're seeing the, the, the wheels really turn. Yeah. 
I'm really excited about this project. I'm a big fan of Fraggle Rock. Mm. Um, let me read this quote from Levitt. He says, the, the first screen personas he ever loved were Henson cre- creations, first on Sesame Street and then on Fraggle Rock. Jim Henson's characters make you laugh and sing, but they're also layered, surprising, and wise. From Oscar the Grouch to Yoda to the Fraggles, I never stop loving his work, even as a young frisky man and on to adulthood. Collaborating with Lisa Henson makes me confident we can do something that Jim would have loved. I'm grateful and excited to be working with New Regency on this project. So, yeah, I'm super excited about this movie. Yeah. So I loved Fraggle Rock when I was a kid. It was We always had HBO when I was growing up, and yep. I believe it was on HBO. It was on HBO. So I just remember like always talking to kids at school about it, and not everyone would even know what the hell you were talking mm-hmm. about. So it was almost kind of like that secret club show a little bit. Right. So are you guys excited about a Fraggle Rock movie? Yeah, I'd like to see it. I liked it as a kid. I have um, – it's, it's weird for me. Watching it as a kid, I loved it. Mm-hmm. And then trying to watch it again as an adult, yeah, not so much. It didn't do much for you? No. Because I know I am. Um, I'm a huge Henson guy, and I've done a lot of Muppet show rewatching, and that really holds up. But, I mean, with that, you've got to see in a bunch of celebrities in their prime and mm-hmm. stuff to back it up. Well, yeah, I mean, you can even watch, like, uh, where they had, like, Luke... Yeah, Leia and, and Han on there. Exactly. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, and tons of great musicians yeah. and their prime and everything. Yeah. So, I mean, that really holds up. So you might be right about the Fraggle Rock. Maybe it's time has passed, at least for me. Mm-hmm. Maybe for a whole new generation of kids, this could be a huge hit. No, I think this will be uh, another thing where, you know, like, was it that new Muppet movie came out with uh, Jason Segal, yeah. Amy Adams, and, like, people loved it, and it was like a resurgence of that. And I think this could do the same thing for Fraggle Rock. Yeah. Especially with Joseph Gordon-Levitt's name attached to it, so I, I hope it does. So I I hope for the best for the Fraggle Rock. What project. I want to see out of the Henson Company is a, another Dark Crystal. Oh yeah, definitely. But uh, will we ever see that? I I don't know. They've talked about it, and uh, that's what I'd like to see. <laughs> Everything gets recycled eventually. We'll probably get another labyrinth eventually too. So uh, well, I think Disney's got their hands full right yeah. now, and that's probably not in there. You know what I mean? If, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't think <clears throat> I'd love to see a Willow sequel, but I, I don't think we will for uh-huh. who knows ever. Maybe yeah. you know because I mean between Indiana Jones and Star Wars, uh, as far as like Lucasfilm's concerned, that that's where your bread and butter's at you don't really have to have a willow movie right yeah. so i wish jay was he- was here to hate on willow i couldn't help but think of that right yeah. away <laughs> I, I knew somebody was thinking about it so there you go doing your rock and roll uh tropicola or whatever it is there the, the oh, yeah the brett michaels, brett michaels. i love this shit dude. i'm a huge celebrity apprentice guy and i love that i, I think it's cool that that's still uh profitable flavor for snapple oh yeah still use it yeah it's amazing that's dude. really awesome it's uh Traparaca snapple and it's uh what is it it was a great it's a mango peach pear and cinnamon and it is absolutely phenomenal yeah I and it's it. been like four years and i, I talked to the vendor <laughs> uh-huh. that does the snapple yeah. and he says it's like one of their best sellers they sell out all the time yeah. it is my favorite tea sprite's so. got this lebron mix that's not only the regular sprite fast bright flavor but also cherry and orange that's pretty good yeah I just think it's neat because that was like created on the Celebrity Apprentice like project. It was like who could yeah. make the best flavor yeah. of Snapple? And like that's gotcha. the one he made. Yeah, who could make the best flavor? And then like as soon as that like aired, you could go out like the next week or so and like actually drink it. Wow! And it was so awesome. And you could buy the other one too. Mm-hmm. 
I it didn't. Remember. It didn't. It didn't stick around though. It was like um, Holly Pete Robinson yeah. or someone like that. Yeah, yeah it did not but stick around. Here's my Snapple real fact. Oh, let's hear it's it. It's uh, real fact number six eighty six. A pelican can hold more food in its beak than in its belly. That's fucked up. Yeah, wow. fucked up. Fucked up. That means it could kill itself by having its like beak full and then eating all that food. Yeah, no shit. Choke itself. <laughs> yeah. Just save some for later. It's yeah. got a built-in Tupperware. Hopefully you don't have a bunch of, like, gluttonous fucking pelicans that, like, you know, their eyes are bigger than their actual <laughs> stomachs. You know what I mean? Like That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Well, that's you know, interesting. Come on. Some self-restraint here, pelicans. <laughs> fucking a bunch of dumbass pelicans and their stomachs exploding. Yeah, Greedy-ass bastards. Mine, mine, my mine. <laughs> what news you got for us, I'm Brian? Gonna, you know what? I could actually save that pelican. My character, my Yeti, could turn him inside out <laughs> and then touch him again and maybe... You know what I mean? Just, oh, like, like shoot it out of his belly. Shoot all the food out of his belly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'd be the best Heimlich maneuver in ever. Oh, man. Can you imagine a beak going inside out, though? Yeah. I don't know. Ugh. Whatever. Makes me think of the uh, Fly Jeff Goldblum movie where they make the monkey go inside out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ew. Oh, I used to love that movie. Yeah, that's a good movie. <laughs> did, oh, did you ask me if I had something? Yeah, you got a news story for us? I do. Pee Wee Herman's new movie is finally filming. That's awesome. Yes, Paul Rubens, he's going to be back as Pee Wee Herman in a new film, and it will be available in the future on Netflix. So you don't even have to go to the movie theater and watch it. You don't have to buy it on demand. It'll be available. They'll drop it on Netflix. You'll be able to watch it right there. It's called Pee Wee's Holiday, and it's being directed by John Lee, who directs two shows right now currently for Comedy Central. Uh, Broad City, which I have not seen. It's uh, two female comics. Um, I think it's maybe sketch comedy. I'm not sure. I haven't seen it. Okay. Uh, and then uh, an, uh, something I do watch and I love, Inside Amy Schumer. Um, he directs that show as well. And that's the Amy Schumer comedy show. It is sketch comedy. And if you're not watching Inside Amy Schumer, you should. It's fucking hilarious. It's a great show. Um, but in an interview with Entertainment Weekly, this is what Paul Rubens had to say about his new movie. It's a road trip movie across the country. It's very similar in style and tone to Peavy's Big Adventure, but it's not about a bicycle. I never really thought of Big Adventure as a family movie, but I didn't try to make an adult movie or a kid movie. We wanted to make something that appealed to a wide age range, and I think that's the case with this movie also. Um, <clears throat> and then he also talked about uh, 2015 – being the 30th anniversary of the character. Oh, wow. I don't think it's real different, but it can't be the same because nothing's the same. I'm older, physically, mentally, but I want to rise to the occasion. I don't want it to be a movie where people go and say, wow, should we have made this movie? I haven't put the suit on other than for costume fittings, but that's been the amazing thing about Pee Wee Herman over all the years, even right from the get-go when I first did it. It's just something that's inside me somewhere, and I've always been able to switch it on and off and switch it off. So it feels the same way to me in that respect. I put that suit on, I make a certain face, and I get in a certain mind frame, and there he is. Um, I, you know, I, I, I like what he's saying here. It, and I'm not worried. I, when it comes to a movie like Dumb and Dumber Two, where the characters are older, that movie had me worried, but. When I watched, you know, Paul Rubens do the HBO special that he just did maybe a couple of years ago. I've seen that, yeah. Pee Wee Herman live on Broadway. Mm-hmm. He, 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 it's, 
he captured the the magic again. No. And I felt like I was an eight year old, seven eight year old kid watching, you know, Pee Wee's Playhouse again. And um, I think he's going to be able to do that for a new audience, and I and and I can't wait for this. Yeah, it's not like a situation where you're where you're like, oh, look how old he looks as Pee Wee. Right, like it's indistinguishable, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. So I agree with you. I mean, he was playing a character back then that was acting like a child, mm-hmm. and he was an adult, and yeah, he's a little bit older now. Um, he does make some good points that he's older physically and mentally, but. I, from what I saw from that HBO special, he still got it. I agree. I hope it's uh, a lot of fun. I do too. So I'm not a fan of the big top Pee Wee, but I love the Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I am. Yeah, not, I'm not a big fan of the big uh, I'm, Big Adventure. The Tim Burton movie yes. was fantastic. Oh, love it. Big Top Pee Wee was uh, hmm. not a return to form, in my opinion. I, I it was not bad, but. It wasn't great. Even as uh, I, that movie came out when I was like eight or nine, mm-hmm. and I was still critical of it then. And me too. Me too. Um, but I, I am, I am happy to hear that we're not getting, you know, Judd Apatow doing this. That was the the big rumor attached, I, and I did not hear his name being attached to this. I heard that uh, John Lee's involved. I don't know if Judd Apatow is is writing it or anything. So hmm, that's maybe, interesting. Why would you rather not have Apatow? I don't think that he really fits in with Pee Wee. Um, I think you're going for a little bit. I don't want to get that like uh, Anchorman adult humor. I want this to be. I want this to be Paul Rubin. You know what I mean? I don't want his character to be influenced by another comedy style. I could see what you're saying there. It'd be like a whole different thing. Exactly. Exactly. So that's just. Mm. But I'm looking forward to this, and I hope uh, when I do watch it, I can give it a Tupperware because uh, I love Paul Rubens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have one real quick thing that's um, non-Marvel DC Star Wars news before we get into all that. Yeah. And it's um, – I saw the trailer for Crimson Peak and I thought that was pretty neat. It's the new movie from uh, Guanamel De- Del Toro. How do you say his first name? How Guillermo. Guillermo <laughs> Del Toro's new movie. Geronimo Del Toro. <laughs> Geronimo. I didn't even know that was who he was talking about. <laughs> Guanamo. So basically his last name is bat, is bat shit. Yeah. <laughs> So Geronimo Guanamo. Um, this movie stars Tom Hiddleston. If you haven't seen the trailer for it, um, most people know him as Loki. And uh, the film concerns a young woman who, when her heart is stolen by a seductive stranger, is swept away to a house atop a mountain of blood red clay, a place filled with secrets that will haunt her forever. Between desire and darkness, between mystery and madness, lies the truth beyond Crimson Peak. And it looked like a really scary movie. Um, Stephen King actually went to the uh, premiere screening of it and said it was gorgeous and just fucking terrifying is what he tweeted out. And Jonah didn't... Uh, uh, Joe Hill had Joe that. Hill. I have his quotes too. Yeah. And uh, King said it electrified him in the same way Sam Raimi's Evil Dead electrified me when I saw it back in the day. So, And King's, Hill, King's son, Joe Hill, also weighed in. And he said... Del Toro's blood-soaked Age of Innocence, a gloriously sick waltz through Daphne du Maro territory. Okay. She was the writer responsible for pinning short stories that Alfred Hitchcock made made movies based mm. off of. Wow. So he's comparing it to that. Wow. So really high praise for this movie. Yeah. So excited to see this one. Yeah, it, absolutely. As much as we hated... Um, Del Toro's TV show with the vampires. Um, right. What, what the was, Strain. The Strain. I'm hoping that this is good horror. 
mm-hmm. from Del Toro. Yeah. So I'm excited to see this. Yeah. Um, have you seen the trailer? I have not seen the trailer to it, this. Yeah, it looks pretty neat. The trailer has a lot of really cool special effects, as you would expect. Yeah. From a movie from him. Practical effects? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of really cool stuff. Well, I, lo- I you know, I, I love Pan's Labyrinth. And it, Pan's Labyrinth was one of those movies where <clears throat> I had no idea what it was. It was like I was just going to go to the theater one night. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I have no idea what this movie's about. I'd never seen a Guillermo del Toro movie. And, uh, you know, I sat down to watch Pan's Labyrinth. And I'm like, oh, shit, you know, subtitles. and But I was just, like, captivated visually by what this director was doing and I loved Pan's Labyrinth and I've been a fan of his ever since and so and that was a creepy movie it was creepy so if he can recapture that um I mean and and it's got a great cast uh, is you know Tom Hiddleston huge score mm-hmm. so yeah uh, I'm interested in uh, it's it's very mysterious plot they you know the, the synopsis yeah and the trailer really doesn't expand much on it either it's kind of hard to tell what it's, like the main thrust yeah. of what's going on is but. well when you've got when you've got you know uh, probably one of the best authors in horror ever you know endorsing your movie saying people need to watch this and then his son also coming out yeah saying you know and you know Joe Hill's no slouch either when it comes to horror no really made a name for himself <clears throat> and not even using the king name yeah yeah so yeah horns and lock and key and mm-hmm. he's he's amazing so um definitely something that's piqued my interest uh pun intended <laughs> <laughs> yeah check it out check out the trailer i can send you the link if you want yeah i'd like on. to see that i'd like to see that but so that's all i got for the the non-trifecta news yeah. as i like to call the the big three the trifecta news so let's get into all that the uh the marvel news first this trailer's so goddamn long, isn't it, this bumper? Oh, I love this one, though. This goes on forever, though, doesn't it? No, Pisses it you off. It's got to infuriate It doesn't. You. This one doesn't. Okay. <laughs> Not at all. Huh? All right. <laughs> it's like the joke of this one a little bit. Right, that's true. It's like the build-up <laughs> makes it, the payoff so much better. Marvel news. <laughs> <laughs> See? Yeah, that one, gets, yeah, that one brings me back. Every, it's got a great payoff. That one brings me back. It, <laughs> yeah. The ending is everything, you know? It's like... Uh, the climax (laughs) yeah wow that one's great so just the right amount of time for that one (laughs) (laughs) all right oh man can we do another show pause we were gonna yeah we were gonna talk about the avengers tv spot let's pause it and uh yeah let's pause it. we're gonna watch that again real quick yes all right, so we all just rewatched the newest Avengers TV spot, where they surprisingly, for a TV spot, show quite a lot of material that we hadn't seen in any of the um, previous full-length trailers. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of little dialogue bits and joke bits and just little action bits that we haven't seen. So, but I mean, there's so much in this movie that they could show us like 15 minutes, and there's still another like two and a half hours we haven't seen from what we've heard. Have you heard the reports about that? That the movie's going to be uh, like almost three hours long no i haven't heard that yeah i was just reading that a couple days ago hmm. one, one of our listeners of course was uh telling me about that because they were asking if i would insta toss it because it was going to be almost three hours long hmm. so wow i um i don't want it to be almost three hours long no you know i don't that's insane you know i don't if there was going to be an episode of anything that would be that long it should be uh, civil war there's so much to cram i don't think any one. of the marvel movies should be close to three hours yeah. I think two and a half, you're pushing it for me. Yeah, I agree with that. 
But yeah, anyway, so we watched that spot. I think it was a really great spot. I'm going to uh, Tupperware it as a TV spot. I like how they focus on that really iconic shot of them all just kind of jumping out in the like winter scenario in that oh, one that part. that was amazing. And then, Iron Man's flying, you know, uh, Hulk's throwing a punch. Yeah. Uh, it's so damn amazing. Like that shot. And then they like spawn off and just start listing each character mm-hmm. and showing you a little bit with each character. Hawkeye really got a lot of screen time there, didn't he? Yeah, I think his line is really like ironically funny like mm-hmm. would you step out that door you're an avenger is like he i don't think he stepped out the fucking door yet, has he? <laughs> no. <laughs> no so yeah really cool spot i tupperware that as a tv spot yeah i agree absolutely tupperware my favorite one was uh where thor stomps on cap shield knocks it up in the air and then smacks it with his hammer i like that one dude but i love cap flipping that bike into that uh that humvee That's pretty fucking I, I love that, too. that, that he, was that was he, my favorite and then he says it slipped yeah <laughs> oh i just uh love that part that was so cool so yeah really and you can already see um we saw that scene where tony stark says that uh cap's the leader yeah, he just designs things. So already, kind of foreshadowing to the uh, Cap versus Iron Man stuff. That's mm-hmm. going to be pretty heavy in Cap Three, just in that yeah. scene alone. If mm-hmm. you ask me. Oh yeah. So man, thank guys. It's just a little over a month away now, I and know. we're finally going to get to see Avengers: Age of Ultron. I know, and this could be the final uh, chapter of uh, Joss Whedon being involved in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's true. It'll be interesting to see what the numbers are like, what the reception is like, mm-hmm. and just just to get it off our shoulders and see this movie and right. be able to talk about this movie having actually seen it. You know, we've spent our like since we started podcasting talking about this movie basically. Oh, I know. This will be our first Avengers film that we're going to be able to actually cover. Yeah. This is huge. I feel like wasn't correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't it announced that it would be called Age of Ultron? At our first San Diego Comic-Con episode. Yeah, I believe so. So, I mean, basically, and that was, like, before our 20th episode, I think, I I, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe our 13th or 14th episode. Yeah. So, basically, since episode 14, yeah. we've been talking about what Age of Ultron it is going to be. It doesn't seem like we've been doing the show that long. It's really bizarre. It is bizarre. Yeah. So, yeah, when you think about, about it like that, it's like, oh, my gosh, this movie is finally going to come out. <laughs> We're... We basically have a whole segment about this movie mm-hmm. every every episode. So. Our podcast is going to run longer than the movie, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's always the case. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's exciting stuff. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Tupperware it, too. I thought it was absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. uh, we finally got to hear Gutero talk. So Quicksilver speaks. Yeah. yeah. It sounded very Quick French, ass. right? Uh, it sounded uh, European. Or yeah. something, yeah. Like almost German. Yeah. It was interesting. So Tupperware party. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the TV spot. All right, Brian, you got some other Marvel news? Yeah, I do. I have uh, some Marvel news. Um, I wanted to talk about uh, Ryan Reynolds. Uh, he was speaking with Shortlist about next year's Deadpool movie, which, uh, if you didn't know, it has started filming. Yeah, I saw week. your director's chair post on our Facebook page. I also, Yeah, I posted it on Twitter as well. Oh, so, nice. Yes, uh, Ryan Reynolds has started filming. Um Deadpool, which is which is huge, and uh, well, the director Tim Miller, um, I've got a lot of faith in this guy. I, just based off like what he said about the you know being passionate about the character and and about uh, you know the project, and 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 uh, I, I love the cast so far. Um, you know, Gina Carano, mm-hmm. um, Anna Bakran, um, 
I'm loving the way TJ Miller. I'm, I'm loving the way this is shaping up. I love this movie so far. And no more fucking Daniel Cudmore's Colossus. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting a new Colossus, people. <laughs> Out with the old and with the new. Yeah, hashtag fuck Cudmore. <laughs> yeah, hashtag fuck Cudmore. That should yeah. be the episode's official hashtag. Right. You know what? <laughs> fuck Cudmore. You know, and the sad thing is he wasn't even hampered by being stuck in a toddler's you know, little sports car. Yeah. You know, I mean, this guy wasn't, <laughs> he's just, he's just a, a shitty actor. He's hampered by uh, being a talentless fuck. Yeah. So, you know. No, no accessory could help, right. could help him beat the bear exactly. with the piranha shooting gun. Uh, you can pull every card out of that accessory deck and Cudmore's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> this was the length of his interview. Can you look big and strong? Yes. Can you shut the fuck up? Yes. You're hired. There you go. Yeah, and, then he, and then he didn't deliver. He talked too much. That's why he got fucked. <laughs> right. Right. That's why that's <laughs> that's why he's gone now. Well, yeah, he's hoping that they'll make another Twilight movie or something. I don't know, man. No, dude, he's <laughs> going to spend number 3. He's going to spend the rest of his acting days going to fucking cons. He's obviously bitter about it if he responds to us assholes on yeah, Twitter. Right. That's true. He so. shows him a working actor. No, but man, I'm loving the way this movie's shaping up and these comments by Ryan Reynolds, I don't know, take them with a grain of salt, but they also have me excited. Maybe I'm just drinking the fucking Kool-Aid, but he says I'm incredibly happy about it. We've got a director that understands that world and writers with a slavish devotion to the canon of that character. That's the most important aspect. It's made in a way the most critical of fanboys could embrace. Well, that's the hope. Yeah. I'm excited, too. Maybe I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, but I'm excited, too. I'll I'll be there. I'm drinking the fucking Kool-Aid on this one. I I don't know. It's probably one of my most anticipated movies of 2016. I'm anticipating this more movie more actually, and I know it sounds crazy, more than X-Men Apocalypse. Oh, I, well, not me. I am. I, I, For some reason, I think this could be the breakout movie of that year if they do it right. I think this could be like what – what Guardians of the Ga- Galaxy did for Marvel, I, I think that if if done right, Deadpool could be that movie for Fox. Hopefully. Because, you know, I know a lot of people loved X-Men Days of Future Past, and and I did too. But, I mean, the most uh, amazing thing I think in that movie was like the Quicksilver scene that yeah. got people talking. I think there could be a lot of people talking about a lot of different things in the Deadpool movie if they right. pull this off right. It could be... It could be a comic book movie. It could be comedy. It could be you know breaking down that fourth wall. This could be a good action. Yes. Yeah. This could be a lot of fun. I just rewatched the test footage uh, yesterday. Yeah. And it got me all fired up for it all over again. Right. I'm excited to see a lot more of that. Yeah. I can't wait. So Ryan Reynolds, uh, like every movie that they had like wanted to put him in before, I'd be like, no, not Mm -hmm, him, mm -hmm. (laughs) not Ryan Reynolds as Green Lantern, (laughs) not you know. And it's like when he was originally cast, I I don't know if did I I was trying to think if I had that reaction or not. Yeah, I don't think you were too excited about it. Yeah, but you know, like um, because I because I think I remember I I was blaming Green Lantern. I was just trying to play devil's advocate and saying Green Lantern wasn't his fault. Well, I, I've, I've said that too. Yeah, yeah. I've said that too. But, but I'm trying to think like when he was first cast back in like 2006 or seven or whatever. Yeah. What my feelings were about I think him. until they fucked it up with the like sewing his mouth shut, yeah. I was excited about sure. Ryan Reynolds being right. Deadpool. I thought it was perfect yeah. casting. 
And then, uh, yeah, when he was Wade Wilson, and then when they sewed his mouth shut, it was bullshit. Can you imagine but, how different that movie would have been if they would have actually put yeah. the for real Deadpool in at that point? It would have fucking wrecked the whole fucking movie. That would have been great, though. Yeah, that movie needed wreck. What do you it mean? Yeah. something. At the end, when uh, Deadpool came out, instead of him being It would have made, made the movie him, so much better. Yeah. Right. I'm, that's what yeah. I'm saying. It would have fucking changed the whole thing. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, because, I mean, he's so out there, it would have just completely knocked the rest of it into the fucking dirt. Yeah. It's so video game end boss at the end of that movie. I, yeah. Hate, yeah. I hate when movies end like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that first X Men ended like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, so up on the Statue of Liberty. I agree. Was, final, final boss. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you gotta get me into Magneto so we can get him off of her. Sabretooth, Wolverine, team up. Final <laughs> boss. But I think, like, you know, for a long time, anytime Ryan Reynolds was rumored to be cast in anything, I was like, fuck no, like, because like he was rumored to be like the next uh, Highlander. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was like. Just because he's got fucking swords in the Blade movie, just because he had fucking swords in the Wolverine movie, doesn't mean that he has to be fucking Highlander. He's sword guy now. And yeah. so, but I'm actually excited for this movie. All right. Go Deadpool. Yeah, go Deadpool. Um, I have uh, more Marvel news. Um, Marvel news. News. Marvel news. <laughs> I have news about costumes in upcoming Marvel properties. Nice. Let's hear about All them right. costumes. Costume time. Uh, first costume, Miles Teller spoke to Screen Crush. Miles Teller playing uh, Reed Richards in the new Fantastic Four Josh Trank directed movie that's coming out this August. Uh, Miles Teller spoke with Screen Crush about Fantastic Four, and he had this to say about the suits that we've seen in the trailer. These are the beta versions of the costumes, mm. which is great. But yeah, it would be very odd if the Fantastic Four didn't don the traditional costumes. You've got to. There is some servicing there. You've got to give that to the fans. That's what it's all about. So we're getting traditional suits. These are just the beta versions. Nice. Does that – this this makes me think like they are going to try to fit this more into like the – the X-Men universe to where they can have a crossover. Totally. I can totally see why you're thinking that. Yeah. Just the idea of them having costumes makes it seem more cohesive. They could fit into that universe. Right. So I'm with you there. Right. So it sure helps. Uh, what do you guys think about this news? Is it good? Bad? I'm excited. I love it. I love, I love the fantastic four comic book costumes, mm-hmm. like almost every iteration of them. Yeah. So I'm glad something will be in the movie. Yeah. I, I can keep my fingers crossed. I'd love to see a good interpretation of the fantastic four. Uh, well, I'm just talking about the suits. I don't. I I still don't believe I'm going to see a good Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> and I like you know, ha- I like a lot of the actors in the movie so far. I mean, I, Toby Cabell was great in fucking Dawn mm-hmm. of the Planet of the Apes, and Miles Teller. I'm a huge fan of Whiplash and you know the Spectacular Now, and I love fucking Michael B. Jordan. You know, yeah. Fr- Friday Night Lights, Fruitville Station, great actor. And so I don't know. I just don't like the the. I'm just not a fan of the Ultimate Universe direction they're going in. So. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I am. I'm mildly excited for Fantastic Four. Yeah. All right. And uh, what about the Marvel Daredevil Netflix series? Oh, what about it? Are we going to get traditional red? The traditional Red Devil suit? Oh, a lot of people have been asking this ever since they've been showing us the him in like the black, the Bendis. man without fear. Yeah. John yeah. Romita Jr. Oh, yeah. 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 Costume. Yeah. Showrunner Stephen Denight. He talked about uh, this exact thing, and he said he always wore a black mask that was tied in the back. We went through a lot of different versions and did a lot of uh, – what is this? 
R&D. Research and development. Thank you. R&D before settling on something. If you watch very closely, you'll see the outfit evolve subtly into what we call the black ninja suit. The mask changes. He starts wearing protective pads. Eventually, it morphs into the classic suit because he wouldn't be Daredevil without it. Getting there is part of the fun. The idea was to back the story up to the point before Matt is Daredevil. Then we could take him to a place where some version of the red suit works in a grounded world. The solution is very exciting and makes complete sense. Oh, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. So we're going to see Red Suit Season 1. Yeah, um, that is exciting. Does, it, does he say that we're going to see it in Season 1? Sure sounds like it. Yeah. He doesn't like outright say it, but I feel yeah. like it's within the context a little bit. I, I hope it's like the last shot. Yeah, I, I, I think you said that before, and yeah. I really like that idea too. Yeah. Just like one shot of him like standing the, on top of a building. The right? lightning flashes, yeah. and you see that it's red right. instead of gray because of the light. Yeah. 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 I'm down with that, man. I, I am super excited for Daredevil, I got to say. Like, mm. I am just like, Ugh. Yeah. Uh, I'm uh, honestly more excited to see Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin than I am Charlie Cox as fucking Matt Murdock. Yeah, that's. I don't think that's any kind of surprise. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what kind of Matt Murdock, you know, uh, Charlie Cox is going to be. Right. And I'm sorry I didn't watch Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. I believe that's the show he's from. You're I right. didn't watch that, so maybe I should have reason to be excited had I watched that series, but I haven't. It's Vincent D'Onofrio as fucking Kingpin. Oh, this, is, yeah. this, is, this is awesome. Yeah, it's really going to be a showcase piece for him, I think. I think he's going to be great. Yeah. Do you think that this could um, – and I'll answer honestly, be, do you think that if the performance is that amazing that we could see him cameo – I'm not saying star as the villain, but cameo possibly in a Spider-Man film for Sony? Mm, man, I think that – I love that idea. Mm-hmm. I think there is a possibility that could happen. Do you think that if if – he could possibly be the main villain if if Sony feels like wow you know um, I feel like um, a Vincent D'Onofrio kingpin villain in a Spider-Man movie is the perfect kind of villain that could be backing other villains that had lots of like special effects powers going on right so yes I agree with you that he could be the main villain but I still think they'd be there'd be other villains too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Kingpin's not fighting all of his own battles with his fist. That kind of is what makes him right. Who he is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, like even in the current Dan Slott stuff, he had Hobgoblin basically as his uh, right right hand super villain type of guy doing yes, this thing. That's true. Like something like that would be really sweet in a Spider-Man movie. I think. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think it would blend everything very well. I mean, it would be a awesome partnership. I mean, not only with like, you know, just getting, you know, people, fans of the Netflix series to watch that Spider-Man movie, but I mean, you're taking a character that Marvel owns, a Marvel villain and throwing it in with like a Sony hero. I, I think it's, I think it works out for everybody. I think it's genius. Mm-hmm. I never, I never thought of the idea until you said it. And the more I think about it, the more it's just kind of a seamless way to. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, Kingpin originally started off as a Spider-Man villain and yeah. not only later did they figure out like, Oh, this guy really works well in the daredevil world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, I would, I would love to see uh, Vincent D'Onofrio make at least an appearance in a Spider-Man movie solo film. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I'm with you there. 
All right. Uh, yeah, but dude, that last trailer that came out for Daredevil has me really excited. Yeah, it rocked my world too. I've got uh, a, a final story for um, Marvel News. Marvel News. Yeah, Marvel, Marvel News. <laughs> Marvel News. Uh, has the new Avengers team been revealed for Phase Three? Um, possibly. It? It's it's. There's rumors from. I guess for some of the artwork that people have seen and, and things like that, um, I, it was superhero news. They uh, This is what they had to say. With phase two of the Marvel Cinematic Universe coming to a near close with Avengers Age of Ultron, an inevitable change is upon us. As previously teased by head of Marvel Studios, Kevin Feige, a change in the Avengers roster is imminent. Through uh, an exclusive source at the House of Mouse, Superhero news. That's Disney for all you people. That House of Moose. House of Moose. Okay. That's what they call it in the insider business. Yeah. <laughs> Superhero Bigger news. Bastard. Superhero news brings you the new Avengers roster, which will debut at the finale of Age of Ultron. Um, your new Avengers include the Falcon, Scarlet Witch, the Vision, and War Machine, led by Captain America and Black Widow. Whether or not all of these characters will appear in the forthcoming Captain America Civil War, as I'm sure at this time. Um, hmm, that's an interesting lineup. Yeah. Now, and then, okay, let's talk about this. There's another rumor that they bring up. No mention of Spider-Man. Yeah. And it's a good thing that they said that whether or not all, whether or not all of these characters will appear in the forthcoming Captain America Civil War is unsure at this time. That makes sense because we've heard r- rumors that Scarlett Johansson is going to be taking a little bit of a break. I've heard that, yes. So that makes sense. Yeah. You yeah. know, that, that she might not show up in Captain America Civil War. We're hearing rumors of Hawkeye. We've, we, we, yeah, we've heard Jeremy Renner is going to be in it. Yeah. We obviously know Robert Downey Jr. is going to be in it. Yeah. So it seems like an easy time for Scarlett Johansson to take a step right, back. Right, right. So, yeah, but this they say that this is our new Avengers lineup. So You buy this? You subscribe to this? Um, am I? I think it's plausible. Yes. I think it's plausible, but I don't believe it. I don't think the final scene has been leaked yet. I don't think the exact details of mm-hmm. that is out there. And you've touched upon that with some of the things you've said already. Sure. That there's no mention of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And and that we you know we don't know why would they promote Black Widow if she's going to be absent from the next two movies or right. two or three movies? Yeah. So I don't know. I think this is a good guess, but I don't yeah. I don't think it's absolutely correct. Right. Now another part of the rumor says also you may have read a Quicksilver rumor over the past couple of days. Superhero news can confirm that it's true. It happens while he's protecting a fellow Avenger. So the rumor is that. Quick ass dies. <laughs> oh, and on that note, the bet is over. But honestly, if you still want to bet with me, I- I'll let you. <laughs> I thought that ended Quick with this episode. It did end with yeah. this episode. I'll extend it now, though, that they announced he died. Yeah, if you if you if you take this bet now, you're a fucking moron. Yeah, we can. I'll extend it from now till the end of time. So, so quick ass bet, you can just insta owe me a dollar. <laughs> insta owe. But so you believe. You don't. You're not 100 percent believing the other part, but you do believe that quick ass dies. I don't. I think this guy's guessing. Just, I think this guy's the equivalent of me coming on this show mm. and saying that I for sure know Quicksilver dies. Mm-hmm. He's doing the same thing I'm doing, except he has a better, like you know, credentials yeah. to pretend like he knows it for sure happens. Right? Don't you agree with me a little bit on that? Sure. He's just guessing too. Sure. 
The rumors are true. Quicksilver does die. Quick ass denies it, though. I just think everybody fucking reads Reddit and takes what they want. Right. <laughs> and they believe whatever they read on Reddit. I don't, I don't know. know. I won't yeah. believe it until I see it. I, yeah. I made my guess just based off that trailer when we saw it right away. Yeah. So. I don't know, man. I uh, I think uh, I think he probably does I don't know, man. I, I think he, I guess he does die. I don't know, man. I can. That's just kind of like uh, Whedon rolling over and saying, "Yeah, Evan Peters was better." Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> they've they've said for a while publicly that an Avenger will die. But I mean, I think it would be yeah, but cheesy I, and stupid for them to say, "Hey, here's a new character," and oh yeah, by the way, you're bad for half the movie, and now you're an Avenger and go die. I hope it's Nobody's right. Give a shit. I hope it's right after that scene when Hawkeye says, "When you step out right. that door, you're an Avenger." <laughs> I hope Quicksilver like takes D-day one dude, step out the, the door, just gets shot in the head. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right now. Oh, oh. What you didn't see that coming? Was, oh my god, that's like Frank being a leftover for like one oh, second. Fuck. And then they'll come out and they'll be new record, shortest time for being an Avenger, Quicksilver. Yeah. <laughs> Frank, once you step out that door, you're leftover. Yeah. Frank's, yeah. Like, no. Frank's like, I'm never leaving this room. <laughs> no, you'd have I'd have to leave the room to be a leftover, but then I'd die. Aww. Like, Aww. like 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 quick ass. Aww. I don't think they're gonna quick kill ass him death. off though. I don't know. Quick ass is dead. I don't see them saying, well, an Avenger's going to die and then try to play it off on a technicality. So when quick ass dies in the yeah, movie. Yeah, I agree with you, Frank. It's like, oh, you're an Avenger for five seconds. Right. Now you're dead. Yeah, an Avenger died. <laughs> no, you're I mean, I, when, right. when they're talking about Avengers, I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, okay, okay, it's going to be, uh, you know, Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, Captain America. One of them is going to die. I'm not thinking about the guy who's been an Avenger for five seconds. <laughs> or even you, or even Hawkeye. Right. You know, kill him off. You're not doing anything with him anyway. Yeah, he, he still hasn't even been an Avenger yet, in my opinion. Yeah. Even though she's a popular character, what are your thoughts on them killing off ScarJo? I think that's a horrible idea. Yeah, me too. She's like one of the only strong female the, oh, right. characters I'm, I'm, you got. I'm not saying that it's a good idea. I'm just saying what if they You asked it? us what our thoughts were, and I said I think it's a horrible idea. Okay. I thought I, I answered the question very well. <laughs> I tossed that shit off. I tossed that shit. Take hey. that shit back. Hey, guys, what are your thoughts on... Whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't, I didn't, hey. I, I didn't ask for your thoughts. <laughs> I didn't ask for your thoughts. I, well, I didn't ask for those thoughts, at least. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. These thoughts... These thoughts are totally fucking going against the grain of my thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then that's called podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That's my guess. I, I mean, I think that's who they're going to kill. No, off. man, I think she's a great, like, uh, character to bounce dialogue off of. I mean, she made, like, Captain America so much better in fucking, you know, the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Just like that, them in that truck talking to each other. Oh, yeah. Dude, that oh, yeah. shit's so good because it's like you've got uh she, she she's she's like the light side and you know, he's like the light side and she's like this dark side right. and it's just like watching them two interact is just awesome. But this is starting to become a trend in all these really popular shows is you kill off a popular character. They could do it as a hook, then it's not a technicality that they say, "Oh, we're going to kill somebody off." They did kill off an Avenger and one everybody liked, but it's also not one of the one that's that has their own series. You're not killing off the series by doing that. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I don't want to see ScarJo go. I don't want yeah, to either. Neither. I don't want to either. But I mean, if somebody's got to yeah. go, that's who I'm guessing is going to check the bill. They haven't cast fucking Captain Marvel yet. No, 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 no. Tatiana Maslany, dude. Oh, I'm down. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> she Carol wins. Danvers. She wins. Tatiana Maslany as Carol Danvers. Let's I, do this shit. I'm okay with it. I'm down with it. <laughs> I'm okay. She doesn't even have to be blonde. Fuck it. Yeah, she don't Whatever. have to be blonde. Whatever. Yeah. There's hair dye. She, she doesn't even have to. Yeah. Right. 
I'm fine with it. She can show up looking like Cosima from Orphan Black. I don't give a fuck. I just want to see Tatiana Maslany in the fucking Marvel Cinematic Universe. I agree. Do it. I agree. Make it happen now. All right. They can do better. You said Scarlet Witch. They can do better than Scarlet Witch. I'm with you. Captain Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. Give her Captain Marvel. I just thought... Um, I'm not saying it's a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. But now that we've missed that opportunity, let's just give her a bigger one. Right. Bleeding Cool. Let's back to this shit. <laughs> Bleeding Cool had this rumor. Their rumor is, so, Captain America Civil War, it will feature Captain America, Iron Man, Black Widow, Hawkeye, and Black Panther. Mm -hmm. So they're saying that Black Widow is going to be in that movie. What? Yeah, who knows? It will also feature Hulk, Thor, War Machine, Scarlet Witch. Who will it feature? God, no, this is sounding like Batman v Superman. Yeah, sorry yeah. to interrupt Shit. you. Aquamomoa is going to be in this Aquamomoa. movie too. Yeah. Ant Man, Cyborg, Lex yeah. Luthor showing up. Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> Groot will show I am up. Groot. Yeah. It says it will also feature Hulk, Thor, War Machine, Scarlet Witch, Wasp, and a 14 year old Peter Parker Spider Man. What? 14. No. 14. I, I believe it. I like it. Yay to 14 year old Peter I Parker. I like that. Yay. <laughs> But who are they casting as Peter Parker, Spider-Man? Even they don't know. Wow. Right? You may note that there is no Quicksilver mention because he doesn't make it out of Avengers Age of Ultron. There will be no Agent Coulson appearance in the next Avengers film. But the clip we saw of Hulk and Black Widow getting close will be a thing. Expect flirting and then a kiss. Also, Falcon appears in Ant-Man. What? what the fuck? Anthony Mackie. I think he it's put your out lucky this report. Day. Yeah, I, this is all Anthony Mackie's reporting. Right. I agree with Frank. Do you think like like Marvel said, Anthony, if you just shut the fuck up, <laughs> we will put you in every fucking movie, whether it be for five seconds oh my or God. whether it be for ten minutes. Just stop calling us. I bet Kevin Feige had the biggest eye roll in his entire career making that conversation with Anthony Mackie. <laughs> I, oh, okay, you're in the movies. <laughs> Christ. Stop calling us. Wow. Your voicemails, they cut off, you know. We don't even hear what you, <laughs> what you say. <laughs> I, I hope, I hope, like, you know, Falcon's appearance in Ant-Man is just, like, Ant-Man, Wasp, you know, Yellow Jacket, they're all shrunk down, and Anthony Mackie's just kind of, like, watching them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, like, over in the distance. I hope his appearance is just, like, you know how at, at the beginning of Cap 2, he's introduced by jogging? Mm -hmm. I hope he just jogs by in all these movies one time. He accidentally, <laughs> there he's doing laps. He jogs by and accidentally steps on him. Yeah. Hey, hey, guys. And then that's it. That's the only Anthony Mackie appearance in, in every movie. No, they actually just take the same clip from that movie yeah, and, just, and they just throw it in there. Yeah, there he was running by. Yeah, it's not even a new it's yeah. not even, it's not even new footage. Yeah. They just take that old footage. That would be awesome. Yeah. I love that idea. Yeah. So I hope, I hope that's what they do. Yeah, that'd be nice. I Tupperware that idea. <laughs> that's a great idea. He's like... Everyone keeps telling me I'm in these movies, but no one's called me to, like, come film anything or anything, so I, I don't understand. It's like the new Stan Lee cameo. Yeah. It's just, like, the same. It's, like, all they do is throw in that part of Anthony Mackie running in every movie from now on. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm in the Phase 3 Avengers team because I haven't – they're going to film that at the last minute. And But really all they're just doing is putting in that splice footage of him running. Right. So. Yeah. right. yeah, like Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Like, there's a scene that shows us, like, nowhere – and then, like, right after that nowhere scene, 
we just see him running and then they take us to like another planet, like the, <laughs> oh, Cree, like awesome. the Cree planet or something. I like the, it's like the bumper that takes us from place to place. Post-credit scene galore. That's awesome. That's well, all I got, man. I got one more Marvel thing and then we'll move on to some other, some other shit. So I got some Captain America Civil War leak synopsis stuff. Um, I, the casting call has been put out there. And that's where this is coming from. Uh, Collider reported this. Yeah, that's right. Um, the casting call calls for extras in Atlanta. That's where they're filming. Um, they're looking for all different kinds of people. Um, and we got a synopsis, basically, from this casting call. Um, and the synopsis is following, and I guess a little bit of spoilers here, because, I mean, this is really not a rumor, because this is actually printed on the casting calls. I mean, this pretty much mirrors the comic, too. So. Yeah. So, um, following the events of Age of Ultron, the collective governments of the world pass an act designed to regulate all superhuman activity. This polarizes opinion among the Avengers, causing two factions to side with Iron Man or Captain America, which causes an epic battle between former allies. <laughs> Iron Man versus Captain America. So, yeah, that's exciting. Good stuff. Not much to say there that we didn't yeah, already know. Right. I mean, if you asked me to predict what Civil War was going to be about, that's that's what I would have said. I want a T-shirt that says hashtag America fuck yeah. For like, America and fuck yeah. And then a yeah. shield. Yeah. That's like, you know, that's like Team Cat. <laughs> so we pretty well got the idea that, you know, instead of it being the new warriors or whatever it was, being the catalyst for the events of Civil War, it's whatever happens in Age of Ultron. Yeah, I was actually going to say that, Frank. Oh. It sounds like, um, no, no, I'm not correcting you. Okay. I was just, I was thinking that Frank's too. just so used to being corrected <laughs> yeah. that it's kind of like second nature. That's one thing I took away from this too, was that it seems like the event that makes the act pass must happen in the Age of Ultron movie. Yeah. Cause it seems like the movie's gonna start with the act already have been, have mm-hmm. been passed. So that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. So yeah. And that's all I got for Marvel news. All so. right. You want to uh, move on to DC News? Yes. DC News. DC News. <laughs> so we don't have a DC News bumper. No, we don't. Do you want to do one real quick? Sure, let's do it. Okay. Um, Dude, I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I would think it, like the uh, the old Burton Batman theme would be awesome for that. Yeah. I, I like the na 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 na's better. Oh. Na 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 I'm not having you two vote vote for a bumper again. (laughs) That was like the biggest mistake I've ever made in my entire life. Man, motherfucker. Yeah, it'd be like, DC, motherfucker. DC, motherfucker. Brian, I really like that DC, motherfucker bumper. It was so good. Jake lost it. That was funny. Oh shit! So what are we talking about? DC news, man. We're talking about DC news. All right. All right. Yeah, DC news. I'm going to start off DC news, Jake, because you you said that was cool. Yeah, go for it. All right. DC news. Something I've been wanting to talk about all week. Um, Huge controversy uh, for Batgirl number forty-one. Uh, there was a variant cover that was shown that would have been uh, coming out in June that was drawn by Raphael Albuquerque, fantastic artist, uh, you know, American Vampire, you know, mm-hmm. Scott Snyder book. And uh, and it showed the Joker, you know, uh, looking like he did back in 1988 uh, in The Killing Joke. And in this picture, it's he's shown standing behind Barbara 
with his arm around her. He's holding a gun. And the other hand, it looks like it's, it has drawn what looks like a blood smile on her face. Mm -hmm. And in this picture, Barbara looks absolutely horrified. Yeah, tear coming out of her eyes. Um, so, um, this, this spawned a ton of controversy when this came out. Um, there were people that, uh, wanted, that did not like this cover, that did not appreciate this cover. Uh, and there was a hashtag that started change the cover. Um, then what happened from there is, uh, the people that wanted the cover changed. Some of those people were actually, um, being threatened on the internet mm-hmm. and, um, you know, with violence and harm and things like that. So, you know, they were speaking out against the cover, said they, they didn't like the cover. And then, you know, another group of people were threatening the people that didn't like the cover. Yes, yes. Um, they weren't threatening, you know, Raphael Albuquerque, um, you know, uh, mm. uh, these people that didn't like the cover, but the people that did like the cover were threatening the people that didn't like the cover. It was just, it was absolute, a messy situation. It, yeah, it was absolutely insane. Um, I'm going to read some statements from Raphael Albuquerque here in a little uh, – should I read it now? Read it now. Might read as well. Read it now. So Raphael, uh, Raphael Albuquerque, the artist who drew the cover, and you can see the cover online. I mean it is it, – you can see it. It's not going to uh, – we'll talk about it here. Yeah, uh, it, didn't, it didn't technically get censored. Right. right. It's still available. You can still see it on the internet. Yeah. So. Uh, Raphael Albuquerque said, my Batgirl variant cover artwork was designed to pay homage to a comic that I really admire. And I know it's a favorite of many readers. The Killing Joke is part of Batgirl's canon. And artistically, I couldn't avoid portraying the traumatic relationship between Barbara Gordon and the Joker. For me, it was just a creepy cover that brought up something from the character's past that I was able to interpret artistically. But it has become clear that for others... It touched a very important nerve. I respect these opinions, and despite whether the discussion is right or wrong, no opinion should be discredited. My intention was never to hurt or upset anyone through my art. For that reason, I have recommended to DC that the variant cover be pulled. I'm incredibly pleased that DC Comics is listening to my concerns and will not be publishing the cover art in June as previously announced. With all due respect, Raphael. DC Entertainment then released a statement saying, We publish comic books about the greatest heroes in the world and the most evil villains imaginable. The Joker variant covers for June are in recognition of the 75th anniversary of the Joker. Regardless if fans... Like Raphael Albuquerque's homage to Alan Moore's The Killing Joke graphic novel from 25 years ago, or find it inconsistent with the current tonality of the Batgirl books, threats of violence and harassment are wrong and have no place in comics or society. We stand by our creative talent, and per Raphael's request, DC Comics will not publish the Batgirl variant. So, yeah. I, you know, I wanted to talk i wanted to have a uh discussion with you guys about you know this and how you feel about this uh is did did Raphael and dc do the right thing or should the cover have come out and and your thoughts on this i kind of see both sides of the argument really well here um for one i feel like the biggest reason the cover shouldn't come out has nothing to do with um the cover being too racy or the subject matter matter of the cover I feel like um, 
with the current run on Batgirl being the way that it is, that it's kind of – I hate when a cover isn't really telling you what the comic is like. And it seems like this variant cover is kind of, has nothing to do with the interior of the comic. Like it's not – that's not the type of story or the story that's happening in the comic. It's a very different type of feel. Like from what I've heard, the current Batgirl run is a really like fun and fancy-free type of run. Mm-hmm. And so – that's kind of the reason I'm like, whoa, maybe this isn't the right cover for the right comic book. I feel like if this was the cover of a Greg Capullo, Scott Snyder, Batman comic, it wouldn't like feel as like, whoa, this is really out of left field and mm-hmm. everything. And that's kind of really the only argument I see for like them not putting it out and everything. I, you know, I, I think it's kind of like the reasons why it's not being put out are kind of annoying to me. That like peep the fans couldn't be civil with each other, and like you know there's a there's a place for everything, and this is you're celebrating seventy five years of the Joker and each like point in the Joker's history, and to say that like Alan Moore's The Killing Joke isn't part of that is like ludicrous. Well, you know? it wasn't supposed to be. Even Alan Moore was shocked that um, that. The Killing Joke was made canon. Yeah. He did not think it was going to be canon. And if you talk to Alan Moore now, mm-hmm. he thinks it's one of the worst things he's ever written. Yeah. Well, he he's like that about a lot of his work, like in the past. Right. Like he kind of poo-poos everything. But a lot of people, like even currently, still hold it in high regard. Like sure. it's not like all this time has passed and now we're like, ah, oh, we were wrong. The mm-hmm. Killing Joke is a piece of shit. Like it's still, you know, people still really highly regard it. So I I don't know. I'm I'm curious to hear what you guys think about all this stuff. Um I recently read The Killing Joke and <clears throat> I, I really loved that story, all the exposition about why the Joker is the Joker and like the, the tale behind it is he thinks anybody can be him. Um if if I can see the what you're saying about it shouldn't be necessarily the cover of that book. I could see that if it was the standard cover for the book, being that it was a variant, and this is you know their 75th anniversary. I, I thought it was appropriate, and I do know that it was the artist himself who asked it to be pulled, and DC just acquiesced to his request. I hate censorship of any kind, especially when violence is threatened. Now, here we got a special case where it's people not threatening the artist. It's people threatening the people who wanted to see it pulled. But still, it sends a piss-poor message to people for any kind of medium, movies, art, anything. Somebody's not going to like it. And it's so easy to put words on the internet, threats that never come to pass. You know, It's just people with their Facebook internet balls bitching and the more that people take action you know to alleviate this the more it's going to happen i know like i said it's a little bit of a backward situation but the more you give into it the more it's going to occur yeah i agree with that i disagree 100 percent in this case the fans of the batgirl book did not want this cover fans of the killing joke maybe they wanted this cover but they're not reading – maybe they're not reading the Batgirl book. It was the people on the internet that, that weren't fan, – that were fans, that are fans of this current run of Batgirl. Those were the people that were speaking out against the cover because they felt that 
I, and I'd say 90% of the people on the internet, if you're reading the tweets, were fans of this book and said, just like DC, that it didn't fit with the tonality of the actual book. Yeah. And so when the fans of the book are saying, we don't want this cover, you want to appease the fans. And I don't care because they're the ones reading it. Right. Do you see what I mean? No, I agree. And when the artist himself says, yeah, you know what? Pull it. I blame DC because DC, they got Raphael Albuquerque to do the fucking cover. Right. This is the guy that does fucking, uh, you know, American Vampire. Mm, yeah. Like he's not going right. to give you something creepy as fuck. Yeah. Come on. Get a different artist in there to do your cover. Right. This is what you're going to get from him, okay? You're not going to get something fun. It reminds me exactly of the Spider-Woman thing. It's like, hey, let's hire a guy that does yes. pornographic art right. to right. do a Spider-Woman cover. Whoa, this cover is way too sexy. The guy we hired that does pornographic art did a cover that's yep. way too sexy. Yep. Whoa. But, yeah. but that's precisely the reason why they do that because people are now talking about a Batgirl comic that probably wouldn't have been talking about it before. That's why I blame DC. I don't blame – I don't blame like censorship. Like, oh my god, I can't believe that – the fans did not want this cover to come out. Yeah. And I'm glad that their voices were heard. That's here. kind of what I was saying too. And I don't like this cover. You know, um, I don't know. The Killing Joke is a great story, but there are things that reading that that I that still don't sit with me well. You know, the the scenes of you know Barbara possibly being you know raped. I mean, it's implied. Yeah, in the original in the original you know. Yeah. But the original well, version of the story and she I think was. This new art implies it even more. I yes. mean, that's like why she's so afraid is because right. of the previous experience. Right. That's why the characters, the people that are reading this book and loving this current run, they don't want to see that Barbara. They don't want to see that Barbara looking horrified. Barbara has fought a long, hard battle to get back, you know, to get out of the chair and be where she's at now. Right. And putting her right back in there is bullshit and i hate this cover i do and I, that's my opinion i hate this cover and i i think it's uh, i'm so glad that they pulled this cover so that's yeah. my personal opinion then i wish he wouldn't have addressed the threats in his when he spoke out as to the reason why he was pulling it because to even mention it then gives them weight which is what i thought that the, the threats, controversy was over the threats were from the people that wanted the cover to come out right. that yeah. were pissed no, off at the people that wanted them – that started the hashtag change the cover. Exactly. But if the reasoning for them – for him deciding to pull the cover is because, OK, the fans who read the book don't want to hear it, then just address that. Don't talk about the threats that the people – those people were receiving. It, it lends weight. It's like publicizing. Well, that's the, that's the artist's fault. Yeah. It's the DC oh, sure. and the artist's fault. At least, uh, at least in some ways, the people that matter won the battle, though. The people, because the people that matter are the people that actually read the fucking book. You right. know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. comic books need all the press they can get, and to alienate, you know, I think the number you used, Brian, was ninety percent of yeah. probably your audience. Yeah. To with this cover, it's right. just it's just bad business. It's bad business. Who? Wa- okay, okay. Number one, when you have the artist saying, "I don't want the cover to come out now," and then number two, all the people who read the book don't like this cover. Who are you fucking making the cover for at that point? Right. Yeah. Who I the fuck? It. Oh, you're gonna fight fucking uh, censorship at that point for fucking who? Right. Nobody wants this fucking cover. 
You know what I mean? Right, I understand. And that, that. kind of goes back to what I was saying. Like, if this kind of thing was happening in the Snyder Batman book, the yes. people that are reading the Snyder Batman book are used to shit being turned yes. up to level 11 yeah, on creepy and terrifying and making you uncomfortable under your skin. It fits in and, with that. Yeah. With that story that he's, you know what I mean? I mean, because, like, look at his uh, the death of a family. Yeah. So, like, I wouldn't think twice if this was the variant cover of a Snyder Batman book. I, I would still be like, "Oh, that's that's really almost over the line." But it would be like, oh, right. Scott Snyder Batman book." Yep. That's what I, you're getting. I can see yep. your point. The only thing that concerns me is whenever you set a precedent that what happens on social media starts to influence what you come out with, and then it's like, where does it stop? And I know what you're saying about how you have to cater to the audience that's actually consuming the material, but... I, but this time, social media did a good thing. The, the people on social media that really spoke out were the fans of the comic book. Yeah, and, right. And they're the ones that got it changed. Regardless yeah. of whether or not um, Raphael addressed the people making the threats, at the end of the day, the people he was really addressing were the most important people, and that's the readers of the comic book. I applaud and he did every, right, and he yeah. did right by them. I applaud, yeah, I applaud him. I think he handled it really well. I do and, too. And I applaud everyone that that they felt strongly that that they wanted the ch- ch- to them to change the cover. They had every right to. You know what I mean? Yeah. If they wanted to start that movement, I think they have every right to. And they weren't the group that was threatening anybody. They were the passive group, just saying, "Please, just change the cover." And. Uh, I, I, I'm glad that it did get changed for them because they're the ones reading the book, you know? Yeah, and that comic has a very high female, like, audience. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest. Like, it's one of those comics right. out right now. That- can you imagine, can you imagine, had that cover tried to come out when Gail Simone was on the book? Oh, yeah. It never would have happened. Yeah. Not with Gail. Not with Gail. Would, oh, my God. It wouldn't God. even have passed by her. Mm-mm. No. There's no way. Yeah. I mean, I have a feeling that even the current writer and artist of Batgirl yeah. didn't know about this cover mm-hmm. until it was announced either. Like, yeah. I don't think, like, while they were writing it or doing the original cover, they were yeah. being told, oh, hey, by the way, here's what the... I'd love to know what Gail thinks about this fucking cover. Yeah. Oh, I know she hates it. I, I know she She's got to hate it. She has yeah. to hate it. It's like all the work she spent trying to bring the respect back to the character of Barbara yep. Gordon yep. is yep. just, like, flushed down the toilet by mm-hmm. putting this on the cover of the Batgirl comic. Right. So I want I agree. So and I I'm like I disagree with Brian in the in the art. Like I I think it's an it's an I love Raphael Raphael Albuquerque and I think it's a you know a really kind of neat homage to the Killing Joke. Like I'm not like a sicko sadomasochist or anything. I I just really think they really fucking fucked up and screwed the pooch on where they decided to put this art. I don't like it at all. I don't like it at all because it just the it's. it's, I think it's the look on her face that really bothers me. I can't be like I can't stand behind it. It just it's the look on her face that kind of gets me. Yeah, it's it's creepy. I don't want to see Barbara in that light anymore. I had a hard time reading the Killing Joke the first time because it fucked with me so much. I think I just. I think it shows the talent of the artist to draw those facial expressions and just really like bring out emotions with the facial expressions. Well, well I'd yeah, be, yeah. I'd, I'd be willing to bet that you probably. I'm not saying have. that. I'm not saying I, I, I like him too. I'm not saying that I don't like yeah. Raphael Albuquerque. I'm just saying I'm I, not wearing this on a t-shirt and yeah. I'm not putting this poster up in my room. Yeah. You know, don't get me wrong. Yeah, but I don't like. I don't find it like awful by any means i find i do i find it offensive i i I think it i think it goes with the tone of the killing joke but like you said it doesn't belong on the current book but i'd be i'd be surprised if there's not somebody who's like a hardcore dc fan who's reading the current batgirl run and 
also does like the killing joke as well. Yeah. Like, they didn't mind it or thought it was okay. I'm like, ooh, that might be neat. Yeah, I mean, it's not like the image isn't readily available. Well, we didn't hear from many of those people um, speaking out. You know what I mean? I'm just <laughs> no, saying. I hear like, you. I, I, I don't you. know. I'm, I'm just saying, like, uh, had this had this been a cover for a Snyder book, maybe I'd feel a little bit different. But, I mean, when when you have this as the cover for, like, a book that's a little bit more lighthearted than the other Batman books that are coming out, it's it doesn't – yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's weird. It's marketing at its worst. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but it's DC's fault. Yeah. yeah. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. Just go make 52 new covers, DC. <laughs> You'll get one of them right. Yeah, let's make some more 3D printed covers. <laughs> You'll get one of those right. Um, let's see here. Uh, moving on, a little bit more DC news. Um, El Miambe from Latino Review, he posted some rumors about how Batman will fit into the Suicide Squad movie this week on his Instagram, and this is what he had to say. Details about the goddamn Batman and Suicide Squad. Spoiler warning. According to sources in the film, Batman is some sort of big boogeyman that the government really hates. Get this, prior to the events in Batman v Superman, the Joker is the only one to really ever meet him or know him, and that's why he's so important to Amanda Waller. They have footage of Batman in action, which they watch. There is a bit of dialogue where they say Batman is the key to tracking down all the supers. Very cool stuff. That is very cool stuff. I like how much of an enigma it sounds like Batman is. Like yeah. how even like they're like grilling the Joker just to get more information about the Batman. They know more about the Joker than they do the Batman. Mm-hmm. That, that's really cool, I think. Mm-hmm. So I like it. Wow. Um, let's talk about this. I mean, okay. So, I mean, <laughs> Batman's not even fucking public. I mean. It's crazy. It's crazy. So. This doesn't fit in with like some of the things that we've heard. Like we're not going to see Gordon in this film. Like maybe is Gordon? What was that thing that there was a there was that Gordon's maybe dead? Oh yeah, Gordon may be dead. No, but that was in Batman v Superman time. Right, he may be dead. Right. Does Suicide Squad take? Doesn't it take place before BBS? No, it takes place after continuity wise. Yes, for sure. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. Huh. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm going to talk about that. Because that seems really fucked up. Like, how is Batman such of an enigma when all these events are going down in BVS? Like, that's, that just seems really odd. That's why I don't think that maybe this is true. Yeah, I, that, that makes me think it's not true either. Right. Um, and, well, I mean, we really don't know how it's going to play out in Batman v Superman either. Yeah, but, but these are, these are, these are direct sequels to each other. And I, I mean, Go I just ahead. don't see how you get in a big public fight with Superman and then you're still an enigma that no one knows anything about. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, but I, I know 100% sure. I'm no, I'm not, sure. I'm not disagreeing with you. Right. I'm that, just disagreeing with this. Right. It doesn't smell like how Batman will be in Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really weird. So I, I don't know, man. I, 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 cause I think like, and, and I know you've had these arguments with people, not arguments, but discussions with people before yeah, yeah. on Facebook. And they're saying like, oh, you know, Batman v Superman is not a sequel to yeah. Man of Steel. Fuck oh, yeah. that shit. It is. Yeah, it's it, written it's, by it's, the it's, same it, guy. It, it, it's directed by the same guy. It's a guy. direct sequel. And, and, and I, don't, I don't care what anybody says. Like they can say that it's not, but the, the event – 
the events of Man of Steel are followed up in Batman v Superman. <laughs> yes, yes. And the events of Batman v Superman will be followed up in Suicide Squad. Yeah. Okay? This is how it's going to go. You can still have another Man of Steel movie. This is what makes, like, the sequels different in in DC compared to Marvel. Marvel, their movies hinge upon – like, they don't have direct sequels. No. They don't. It's like a big, like, fork all over the place. It is. It really is. Instead of a big straight line. Exactly. And that's what's different about these movies. And um, And the Marvel fork comes back to the straight line for each Avengers movie and then forks out again. What Mm -hmm. I mean by that is, like, at the end of, like, you know, Iron Man, you've got, you know, Nick Fury showing up and saying, ah, the Avengers initiative, blah, 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 blah. But the next movie's Captain America. And then they all culminate into the event film. Mm -hmm. Right. And then even after the Avengers movie... Like the next – like the Avengers movie, we it didn't answer all the questions about Captain America once he was like, you know, unfrozen and shit yeah, like that. It right. didn't answer all the questions. Like we didn't get to see him, you know, sit down and, you know, talk with Peggy Carter in the hospital. Like that was originally going to go in the Avengers, but it didn't happen. They saved it for that next Captain America movie. So like all the questions aren't answered. These movies are like a direct – sequel to each movie yeah and especially bvs to man of steel right i mean i suicide squad's a little bit of a different beast like in my head i don't think of it as man of steel 3 by any means but i think the events of i think the, I, I think the events of man uh, batman v superman some of them will be played out in suicide squad they have to i mean with the joker batman connection they just have to they have to um and even Lex Luthor possibly being in this. Yeah, I mean, we've with, heard a ton of that. With him being a huge uh, Superman baddie, I think that, you know, he, he, he with him being in this, it's got to be a huge thing. I love, uh, you know, and I've talked a lot of shit about DC, but the more I think about this, I love how DC is setting this up. Yeah. I really do. I do. The fucking the Suicide Squad movie, we're getting a movie where some of these villains could actually be in separate movies, but we're going to get a whole movie with them. I'm excited we're about gonna the get Suicide Squad movie. Huge backstories for these characters in this movie. And I think it'll spin off into them being in other movies in the future. And then we'll be like, oh my God, I remember them from the Suicide Squad movie. That would be cool. Deadshot showing up in a solo Batman film or like, you know, Harley Quinn just showing up in any movie. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. We could see Harley Quinn in any fucking movie. It's, it's so cool. And, and we'll have a whole movie with these characters. And by the time we see them showing up in other films, They've established these characters. I love it. I think it's a great way to do their universe. I really do. Just to get all technical on everybody's ass, if uh, anybody's going to continue to argue about what a sequel is, it's a published broadcast or recorded work that continues the story or develops the theme of an earlier one. Yeah. So even if it, it takes place in the past, previous to the other one, it's still expanded on that fucking universe. Yeah. It's it's it, it, these are more direct sequels than I'd say anything that's going on in the Marvel universe. Oh, right? definitely. I mean, BBC. It's like basically like right after the events. Like we haven't seen anything from the Superman character since. And that's not to say they're not going to make another solo Superman movie that right. doesn't have Batman right. in it. But it's I would, not going to follow the events right after Man of Steel. Yeah, right. and it's not going to be called Man of Steel Two. You mm-hmm. just know it's not. It's going to be called. Man of even if it's still called Man of Steel, it's going to be Man of Steel doomsday. semicolon whatever Man of Steel Doomsday, doomsday or right? whatever yeah. Man of Steel Apocalypse or right. Man of Steel whatever the whatever. fuck yeah. yeah so 
you know. Yeah. Man of Steel, whatever the fuck. <laughs> Man of Steel, whatever the fuck. That's what I would call it. In the big it. ball of destruction. <laughs> so I've been talking about how much, I, you know, and I'm still looking forward to Batman v Superman. I don't know. For some reason, I'm just like, uh, I'm really looking forward to some of these DC movies. I don't know. I, I, I think that I think maybe we don't know what the tone of these movies is going to be. Maybe we think there's too many characters involved. But I'll be honest with you. Avengers Age of Ultron, it's got a ton of characters involved. And maybe we've had more screen time with most of them in the past. But, I mean, how much screen time are we going to get with Hawkeye? How much are we going to get with Quicksilver? He's probably going to die. Scarlet Witch, are we going to get a lot of her? How much vision are we going to get? I think we're going to get a lot of Batman. I think we're going to get a lot of Superman. I don't know if we're going to get a ton of, like, Gal Gadot. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm not sure. Not much if we're lucky. (laughs) You fucking wig hater. (laughs) Ball pubes. Yeah, I agree. Batman v Superman, just like I was talking about with Age of Ultron, is another one of those movies that, like, we have literally been talking about since we, like, started doing this fucking podcast. Yeah. I was just a listener when uh, you guys were talking about Batfleck getting cast. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, when it finally comes out, what a culmination of mm-hmm. fucking things. I'm looking for, I'm really looking forward to this movie, whether it's going to be a train wreck or whether it's going to be amazing. I'm train still wreck, train wreck. <laughs> I'm still, I'm going to go in, I'm going to go in and, uh, and, and hope for the best. So something tells me there's not going to be a taste it among us. It's either going to be a fucking Tupperware or a toss it. You know, I, I love Zack Snyder. I do love Zack Snyder. The only thing I'm worried about is Goyer's tone. I want him to uh-huh. get out of this whole like, you know, Mad Man of Steel. I loved the movie and I understood the tone of the movie, but I want there to be fun in this DC world too. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't want it to be all like, you know, gritty and dark and shit. Batman versus Superman for the first time ever in a motion picture yeah. should be be fucking fun mm-hmm. you know yeah so i hope for the best too yeah there should be there should be some awesome moments so i hope for the best speaking of batman v superman robert kirkman the writer for the walking dead oh talk, that guy talked about how dc has a quote uphill battle when it comes to their movie universe here's his quote he says i'm going to get in trouble here anyone would be foolish to think that marvel hasn't done something extremely special i think of iron man ending with a surprise cameo from samuel l jackson mentioning the avengers you were like what how did that happen people forget that was a surprise everything that came out of that was very organic and very exciting i think dc announcing you're going to do a justice league movie after a superman movie that was neat and had some awesome things in it but it wasn't like amazing or groundbreaking. I shouldn't have said that. It was an awesome movie. I like it. The plan just seems derivative. So it puts them in a backseat position to Marvel. It's not so organic. So there's going to be so much scrutiny on Batman v Superman when it comes out. It's got an uphill battle. If they hadn't told anybody if the Justice League were going to be appearing in that and they were forming that, it would have been surprising and exciting and weird. Amen. People are forgetting how important the surprise is. But, you know, Aquaman looks awesome, and I'm sure it will be great. So, yeah, that's what uh, Kirkman has to say. Um, you know what? I mean, I, I, I agree with they shouldn't have basically called that movie Dawn of Justice. Yeah. I, I And they can say, oh, they – it, Dawn of Justice, it doesn't mean that we're talking about the Justice League. Shut the fuck up. It, it, what we're talking about, we're talking about, you know, justice for, you know, what happened in Metropolis. Uh, shut the fuck right. up again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that asshole. So, you know, I, I agree with that 100%. 
but I also think that, you know, DC has watched how Marvel did their movies and maybe they're like, oh, we want to do it differently. Maybe we can do it a little bit better. Mm -hmm. So they've come out with their own way to make the movie. Just like each movie is like a direct sequel of that movie. It'll be interesting once they do finally start making solo films like, you know, Cyborg and Flash and Green Lantern to see how they do it. Especially that Wonder Woman movie, which is rumored to start out in the 20s and then go maybe to the 40s in the sequel. Eh. So it'll be interesting to see how they do those films, those those solo films. But um, I agree with you on both points of the Kirkman thing. Yeah. It's like – exactly. Like it's cool. Don't do the same thing Marvel's doing. Right. That's a really unique idea. Every movie is just consecutively after the next one. Yeah. But then the problem is, is if you're going to do it that way – I think you really got to keep it under wraps what each next dot is going to be. Yeah. And unlike Marvel, it's to your disadvantage to let us know what three dots ahead of time are going to be mm-hmm. if it's all going to be that kind of universe, if yeah. you follow what I'm saying. Yeah, because we already right. know that we're going to get a Justice League movie. Yeah, and then like what's right. coming up after that. And right. I think it, it, it doesn't work to their advantage like Marvel's. I know they want to get everyone hype about upcoming projects, but I yeah. think if that's the way you're going to develop your story, you got to let each one like – come as the shocker after the fact yeah i they really wanted they wanted you know what they 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 announced batman v superman and they really wanted to get the ball rolling on some other films and i'm glad that we knew like suicide squad is coming out and stuff like that yeah yeah But as far as like announcing justice league that they should have had it in the works but not announced it until later Yeah, yeah it's like with the avengers it wasn't until after the name drop at mm-hmm. the end of Iron Man 1 right. that we were talking about the Avengers movie. Like, they needed to at least let it happen at the, that organically. Yeah, they're talking or, about, um, you know, Batman being, like, uh, in that rumor, Batman being the one that knows where all the supers are. At the end of this Batman v Superman movie, he could have said something like, you know what, we need to be the ones that bring justice. Exactly. And then that is, like, your... That's like your teaser. Right, yeah. Wait till – exactly. Wait till you've said the at least the word fucking justice right. in right. one of these DC movies. Yeah, well, I think you... they, they think that they've already done that, Jake, because they yeah. put it in the fucking title. I, <laughs> <laughs> I guess, gives you're, me a headache I guess too, you're right. But, but, but yeah, that's, yeah, that's horrible. It's true. It is horrible. Yeah. So yeah, I see I'm I'm exactly with you where I agree and disagree with with Kirkman. Yeah. I disagree at his statements against the model being flawed. Right. But I do agree with his statements about you know, them fucking up the model by telling us five steps ahead. Yeah, it, the model could be flawed, but yeah. we have to wait to see these movies first. Yes, yes. It could work. It I could I work. agree. I agree with him that it's a struggle. And it, the biggest struggle is because you've, like, shown your poker hand already. Right. It's like you still got to win this poker game against Marvel, but you've done already shown them all your cards. They so could, it's they, like, you know. They could have so totally teased us with some foreplay. Instead, they just got it all hanging out there for us to see. Yeah. Imagine if the right after BV Superman comes out, two weeks later, after it makes a billion dollars, they're like, Justice League next. Yeah. You're just like, ah! Yeah. But, but they totally like missed out on that boat completely yeah. now. We can't even feel that. Yeah. So, ah, uh, you know. Yeah, I'm with you. Absolutely. Uh. Is that all you got, Frank? I'm with you. Absolutely. What? No, I just said the bit about how, you know, they, they, they could have teased us with it. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah. You did. Yeah, I've just blocked you out. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, uh, uh, amateur sexual innuendo. Yeah. <laughs> he said package. <laughs> <Yeah>. Climax. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I did say climax. (laughs) 
All right. So and what does Kirkman think that looks like? But you know, Aquaman looks awesome. And I'm sure it will be great. He's okay. like saving face at the end is what yeah. I thought. I better say something okay. Yeah. So, okay, his points aside, can I ask why Robert Kirkman is even chiming in on this shit? Oh, um, man. I got an idea about Robert Kirkman. We totally fucked something up earlier in this episode. What? We ignored that email of what, when that listener oh, asked about Robert Kirkman's and Invincible. Invincible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Dude, I just thought about that talking about Robert Kirkman. I've, dude, I'm sorry. I've never read an issue of Invincible. I've ne- and that's probably why it was so easy for me yeah. to forget also is yeah. I've never read Invincible also. I hear either. it is amazing. Like, yeah. People that read it. Um, My buddy Mears, it's, it's like it's his favorite book. Yeah, I've heard it's really good. So. so. Yeah. yeah, I've heard it's great too. Maybe something I should like start jumping in on. Yeah, read some Invincible. I wonder if there's like a big compendium or omnibus or something I could read. I'm sure there is. Yeah. I'm sure there is. But oh, sorry to interrupt. I just was like all of a sudden it hit me like a lead brick. I was like, oh my God, we never even we never even, about Invincible. Yeah. Robert wow. Kirkman Invincible. We get sidetracked so much. Yeah. 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 We, we have like ADD on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So, What's that? What were we talking about? You, uh, so did you why, say like why Robert Kirkman? Yeah, why was he talking about this? He's he's the show he does The Walking Dead, and that's at best a TV show. I don't know. He, he worked for Mar- He worked for Marvel. He's worked for like major comic companies. Yeah, but I mean, he's a little bit more popular now than what he was then. Is he trying to like try to dip his toes in those bigger waters, trying to maybe like you know just get some buzz going about himself? People, someone probably just stuck a mic in his face and asked him. I don't blame Kirkman for that. No, I mean, there's directors that comment about other directors all the time. Um, True. you know, I mean, uh, I'm sure when, um, you know, when, uh, Batman v Superman comes out, we'll probably get a quote from Stan Lee about how he felt about the film. Or- it just seems a little out of place. But hey, uh, mm. speaking of Walking Dead, did you see that episode that last week? Yeah. The, yeah. That horrific, horrific death. Oh my god! That's probably oh the most gosh. violent, gruesome thing I've ever seen. Yeah. When does bad. Walking Dead end? Is there was all- two. There was two. There was two. Yeah. Two deaths. The one, the first one with oh right, with yeah. dude, the rivets. Yeah. Well, I mean, are we in spoiler territory here? Do you think anybody listening actually watching The Walking Dead's caught up? If they're not watching it, there's something wrong. Like, you know what I mean? Well, no, I mean, like, if, if they if they watch the show, I mean, we yeah. should probably be able to talk spoilers. Let's do it. Let's do. Let's save Walking Dead. Good pop, bad pop for the season wrap up. We're, we're like two weeks away from that, right? Yeah. 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 Let's not drop Walking Dead right in the middle Sorry. of Marvel news here. I forgot to talk about it earlier. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, dude. I, no, I get excited talking about the shit too, dude. No, for sure. I will work it. Is it in like two weeks, the finale? Two yeah. weeks is the finale. Mm-hmm. It'll tonight. be, it'll be in my notes. Wait, tonight is, there's only two episodes left. Yeah. There's tonight and then tonight one more. And then next and then, week. Yeah. And then yes. next week's an hour and a half long. So oh, is it? Yeah. No shit. Yeah. So two episodes from now. Yeah. It'll be in my notes. Good pop, bad pop for you guys to do Walking Dead. Okay. It I, sounds I, like that's a show that Frank will actually have watched. Yeah. I, I Captain. So. We'll that. Yeah, no. Yeah, Frank will watch that. <laughs> so we'll be set to go. Hopefully he won't be sitting here watching it on his fucking phone <laughs> no. like this week, watching <laughs> Powers <laughs> and shit. No, I'll always be up to that date on that in Game of Thrones, guaranteed. I'll do my task towns and let you guys watch some Walking Dead. It's funny how you can find time for that, but you can't find time to watch fucking Powers or fucking Orphan Black or anything else. iZombie. iZombie. One up. Ep- 40 Priorities. minutes. 40 minutes of iZombie. 40 Fuck. minutes. I had to squeeze in the 53 minutes of Powers. I had literally no time to myself. Oh, brother. Excuse <laughs> after excuse yeah. after excuse. All right. Back to DC news. Back to DC news. Yeah, yeah. So is it is it is that all we got for the um That's all I got. All right. I just wanted to very uh quickly talk about the uh 
Jason Momoa comments about Marvel. Have you heard any of this stuff? Yeah, dude. All right. I believe it was at the uh, Indiana Comic-Con. Jason Momoa was asked by a fan what he thought of all the uh, DC Cinematic Universe haters. And he responded by giving a fan an autograph with the accompanying words next to his signature. Fuck Marvel. <laughs> is what he oh, said. And it was on yeah. one of those uh, Unite the Seven posters. Yeah. He just signed the fuck Marvel right on there. Do you think that he actually signed that, or do you think the fan just like filled that out? And- I think he did it because he um, had an official apology on Twitter. Oh, really? On, and he's a certified Twitter user. Oh, he shouldn't have apologized for that. He did apologize. No, man, dude. It's I think it's 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 fun rivalry. Yeah, it's fun rivalry, and it would have been awesome if like you know well, it wasn't that much. It was a good apology. It, it, okay, it, it kind of was an apology. Wasn't an apology. Listen okay. to this. What did he say? He just said. Had fun in Indiana. Remember, everyone, don't take shit so seriously. Love, eat, drink, laugh, be merry. Aloha. Okay. So that's pretty good. Right. Don't take shit so seriously. He's basically saying the same thing you yeah. were just saying. Exactly, yeah. man. How you come know, it would have been funny if, like, you know, Pratt or, one, like, Robert Downey Jr. would have, like, responded to him. Yeah. And they could have had a fun back and forth. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of like, uh, you know, just realizing, like, oh, this guy's joking around. You know what I mean? Yeah. This guy, you know, they could have said something like, you know, like Robert Downey Jr. could have signed, you know, like a picture of like Aquaman from like the Super Friends cartoon. Oh, it yeah. says, you know, fuck DC and fuck seahorses. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Something funny like that. And they could have just gone back and forth. You know what I, I mean? I agree. I agree. And I think Robert Downey Jr. would have been all about that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, and um, so I thought this would be – this is pretty fun. I wanted to read you some of the uh, – Throughout the history of Marvel, some of the slams they've taken at DC. Because mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of people. Now, I'm a Marvel fan, but I'm offended by all the people being like, oh, DC, I can't believe they do that. What a bunch of assholes. How dare you say fuck Marvel? And right. they have no cl- DC has no class, and Marvel's way more classier. <laughs> uh-huh. I, th- I'm just doing this to prove that. That Marvel kind of has no class either, basically. They've had their digs on DC. Exactly, exactly. So Robert Downey Jr. himself, back in 2008, he talked about the Dark Knight. He said he loved the prestige but didn't understand the Dark Knight. Didn't get it. Still can't tell you what happened in the movie. What happened to the character and in the end? And in the end, they need him to be a bad guy? I'm like, I get it. This is so highbrow and so fucking smart. I clearly need a college education to understand this movie. You know what? Fuck DC Comics. That's all I have to say, and that's where I'm really coming from. Wow. <laughs> so, See? Oh, wow. See? Yeah. So that really cracked me up when yeah. I read that. That's and then, funny. And then next we have my favorite, Anthony Mackie. Oh, shit. Okay. Here we go. Last, last year when discussing the possible box office showdown between Batman v Superman and Captain America, this is what Anthony Mackie had to say. He said, at Marvel, we have heroes, while at DC, they have interesting bad guys. In other words... Punk step up and get beat down. We got Chris Evans, baby. Deal with that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's classic, classic Anthony Mackie. Yeah, right? oh, yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. We got Chris Evans, baby. Right. What you going to do? Well, then, before people like go all ape shit, I mean, they don't know what kind of conversation that he was having with the fam when he signed it. I it mean, doesn't matter. Fam- it says fuck Marvel. Well, yeah, no, but it's I know. funny, man. It's, it's funny. I, would lo- I would love that to have that. Oh, my God. I'd be so excited. Oh, God. Right? Fuck Marvel. I don't even think I could sell it on eBay. Oh, I, I would I would have it framed. <laughs> and I'm so anti everything it says, but I still love the shit out of it anyway. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, and then I got Samuel L. Jackson, um, Nick Fury, obviously. He said, um, 
there's Marvel where you have heroes and there's DC where you have interesting bad guys. Kind of the same shit. Yeah. He says, um, DC hasn't figured out comic book movies yet and Marvel has. Who said this? Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, Samuel wow. Jackson. And Chris Hemsworth, he says, um, asked about the rivalry between the, uh, two studios. He says, we're just winning, aren't we? That's not really a rivalry, is it? (laughs) (laughs) Now people can understand maybe why Momoa said fuck Marvel. That's why I wanted to bring attention to this. I wanted to actually be the guy to kind of say, hey, it's it's interesting to say, you know, talk about the rivalry, but let's not talk about it from the standpoint where like, oh, Momoa is such an asshole for for using such harsh language against Marvel and everything. So I thought that was a little bit of some fun stuff to talk about. That's good shit, dude. So, yeah, that's all I got for the DC news. All we got next, I believe, is Star Wars news. Okay, Star Wars news. Beep. You got what the Misa saying. You were supposed to be here with me listening to Pop Culture Leftovers podcast. <laughs> that's not true. That's impossible. Hey, Star Wars news. Star Wars news. So, from the big thing, I guess, this week, there's a lot of little things. Not really one big thing. Mm -hmm. Um, We got a bunch of stuff from Wookiee Leaks is where I got all this information from. And um, a fourth Star Wars trilogy is on the way is what the banner says to get your ass to click on it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you click on it and you find out it's books. Yes. (laughs) But it's interesting nonetheless. Very important books in my opinion. Very important. It's interesting nonetheless. It's a trilogy of books that will be the official gap bridger between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. Right. They're calling this the Journey to the Force Awakens event. The Journey to the Force Awakens event. Yes. We got to see what the cover of the first book will look like. It's uh, Star Wars Aftermath by Chuck Wendig. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I have a synopsis for this book. Are you ready for this? Yes. It is, the second Death Star has been destroyed. Rumors are flying that the Emperor and his enforcer, Darth Vader, are dead. A new government is forming to replace the Empire, but the galaxy is a big place, and the fallout of this cataclysm will affect different worlds in different ways. Does everyone accept the fall of Imperial rule? Has everyone even heard of the life-altering news? What rushes in to fill the vacuum the Empire has left, and who will try to stop them? These are some of the themes we'll be exploring in Aftermath. As a lifelong Star Wars fan, just writing those words gives me chills. I can't wait for our first canon glimpse into the state of the galaxy after the Battle of Endor. Now, I apologize. That was a uh, quote from uh, Lucas Lucas Books senior editor Jennifer Heddle about the first novel, not necessarily a synopsis. Yeah, um, Barnes & Noble had the synopsis, the actual synopsis, but... Uh, Basically, it covered everything that you said in there mm-hmm. just differently. And what you said actually added a lot more to it. Um, what's more, I'm going to read a little bit more from an article uh, here that I think that we probably got from StarWars.com or that I got. It says, what's more, Aftermath will be the first oh, yeah. book in a trilogy that begins to bridge the Star Wars timeline between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. There is so much 
unknown between the Battle of Endor and the events of The Force Awakens, and we're excited to take our first step into that place. Obviously, I wish I could tell you more about the story, but I can't just yet. What I can (laughs) reveal is that you will be introduced to a sweeping new cast of characters, along with a fan favorite from the films. And who knows what other familiar faces will pop up along the way. And once you've seen The Force Awakens in movie theaters, you may find that certain names and places in Aftermath have a relevance you never knew, so keep your eyes wide open. And, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm super excited. I'm going to read this for sure. Me too. Me, Me too. too. Yeah. Comes out in September. Yeah, I'm there. So, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to get this. I think I'm going to get a physical copy and read it. Yeah, I'll probably just do it on my Audible account. Mm. It's just easier that way for me. I hope they get a good person to read it. So, yeah, and the um, author on Twitter says, um, thank you for congratulating me on this Star Wars novel writing gig, but I'm sure I don't know what you mean. Like, he's being very cheeky about right. people asking him, like, what's going to happen and yeah. who's going to be in it and stuff. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure he's just getting bombed with people asking oh, yeah. questions on Twitter now. Absolutely. Maybe, hey, the first thing that they might answer is, did the Ewoks eat those stormtroopers? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> After the Battle of Endor. I that, hope so. I yeah. hope so. <laughs> now, I read about four or five more synopsises for, like, the um, younger kid books. Yeah. And one thing that's interesting is they all end with the description um, – Hidden in the story are also clues and hints about the upcoming film Star Wars The Force Awakens, making this a must-read for fans old and new. So they're throwing that tagline in yeah. every fucking book. That tagline is in every – You look yeah. if you look at how heavy synopsis is up here, it's in every one. There it is. Make it a must read. I think I just make it a must read. Make it a must read. Make yeah. it a must read. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. I think I read that actually on uh, you know Vans the the. The shoe, yeah. I think I read that on their website when they came out with their Star Wars t- uh, with their uh, Star Wars sneakers. Oh, I'm gonna get clues about the Force Awakens within on the, new the band, Star Trek shoes. Yeah, within, within the laces, you Ooh. can read <laughs> clues for the new Star Wars. I'm gonna have those, even yeah. if they're Jar Jar Vans, just for those clues. Have you seen those Vans? Are they sexy? They're fucking awesome. Oh, there's like six of them, six or seven of the Vans. I'm looking them up now. I have to see them. Yeah, um, Star Wars Vans. Yeah, we've got a Journeys at our mall, and they've got them there. They've also got, like, the DC Vans, and, like, I love, like, the Joker shoe is fucking amazing. Oh, those are nice. Oh, look at all of them. Yeah. They're, they're oh, those ones right there with the uh, Empire Strikes Back fight on it. Yeah. Woo! Hold up. Let me show you. There's, like, a Yoda shoe. Yeah, was it on that page? Yeah, it's the blue and the... Right here? Yeah. It's oh. it's it's Yoda in there. If you look at it, it's like a design, and it's hard to see. It looks like it's a flower print, but it's actually fucking Yoda. Is that it right there? Yeah. Oh, look! It's like Yoda on like poinsettias yeah. and shit. Yeah, I love oh, that shoe. That's, oh, it's like classic Empire Yoda. Yep. Oh, that's a gorgeous shoe. I love that shoe. That's a gorgeous shoe. Oh my god, we're so off topic, but I these, <laughs> these shoes are amazing. Yeah. I told you. Oh, I want these. And I get clues for The Force Awakens? No. Oh, oh, I lied about that. But, oh, yeah, I still want them. They're like, they're like 60 bucks. Ooh. 60 bucks. They're but super I don't, nice. Man, I don't know if I could fucking wear those, dude. I'd probably have to put them I just like, want to like hang them up on the yeah, wall or something. Exactly. Oh, man, I want the Joker shoes. Vans makes a pair of Joker shoes that are so awesome. Yeah. I love their, uh, their DC shoes. They're great. They like staple on different skins. No, I mean, they're just, uh, they've got Joker shoes. I don't know if they've got Harley Quinn shoes, but they should. Um, there's Superman shoes, Lex Luthor. They've had a ton of them come out. Justice League shoes. They're fucking great. Hmm. I love the Vans. Yeah. The designs look really nice. Yep. 
I got a little bit more. You want to talk any more about the book stuff? There's not much more to talk about. No, I'm just looking forward to reading Aftermath. The uh, cover was nice. and uh, cover's super nice. I love yeah. the all-white with, like, the uh, gray Death Star. It really, yeah. Yeah, it looked really cool. Love it. Um, I got a little bit more Star Wars stuff. Frank, um, are you still fucking awake, man? Yeah, I'm awake. Dude, it's like, uh, it's like he's watching a ping-pong match. Over here. He's, just like, <laughs> he's not saying <laughs> shit. He's just, like, watching us go back and no, forth. No, I'm just taking it in. I hadn't heard anything about it, and I didn't have anything to add. He's listening to the news. Yeah. Yeah. Just taking it in. <laughs> Pretty much. Good stuff. <laughs> Sorry. Right. So, hey, just who is directing Star Wars Episode Nine? Let's find out, man. Well, we still don't really know, but it seems like there's been a big rumor going on this week that possibly J.J. Abrams may come back and do Episode Nine. Have you heard this nonsense? No. Yeah, yeah. I heard it. Yeah, even after the rumored creative clashes, it seems they are pleased enough with the results to make amends. Here are the details. We can only report it as a rumor this far out, but those at Disney who have seen footage from The Force Awakens are very very happy with what Abrams has delivered. J.J. himself has been vocal about how crazy the process has been, but has given equal time to his love of the series. There are enough conversations about J.J. Abrams returning to direct Episode 9 that we've been able to independently verify it four times that his name is the frontrunner for the last trilogy installment, and the movie isn't due until 2019. But maybe the Disney process doesn't clash with the mystery box maker as much as we originally thought. Hmm. So. I, I, I take it as uh, Disney has a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> Disney can use that money to get J.J. to come back. <laughs> and then there's there's this. Um, Seriously, Disney's like pulling out their money, Dick. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, we know we, we know we had fights, but you did a good job with episode seven. Right. Please, Maybe uh, come back. Let's bury the hatchet. Yep. <laughs> and here's my Ben Franklin cock. And there, there was also news that um, Ryan Johnson was going to write episode nine. His last name's Johnson. <laughs> Johnson. Uh, <laughs> Ryan likes this show called The Amazing Johnson. <laughs> no, it's called The Almighty. Oh, even uh, better. <laughs> the Almighty Johnson. Oh, hey. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> I like that really at the end. So, uh, to Ryan Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> There's a rumor that Ryan Johnson was going to write episode 9, which also implied he'd direct it. But there's also a totally unconfirmed rumor that Disney has been looking at the Hunger Games Catching Fire director, Francis Lawrence, to direct Episode 9. Mm. So the Episode 9 rumors swirl on all over the place. That just shows you how far ahead of the game Disney is. I, w- okay, w- okay, if you could choose out of any of these rumors, which one would you want to be true I wish. I mean, I I know it's kind of crazy to ask this question, having none of us seen any footage really Here's of a, the Ryan Johnson Star Wars and and what limited news we have about you know the Force Awakens with J.J. Abrams. But I'm just asking, you know. Here's kind of what I would like. I would like a different director for all three movies of the new trilogy. But I'm not excited about Francis Lawrence being the third director. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I feel yeah. like to follow up J.J. Abrams and then Ryan Johnson with the third Hunger Games movie guy right. is a little bit eh. yeah. Yeah. So I would rather have either J.J. Abrams or Ryan Johnson, mm-hmm. but I'm going to be a giant pussy and not pick between the two, which I would rather have come mm-hmm. back for episode nine. What about if they did – okay, Frank, what are you thinking? 
Got to get you to talk um, over there, ping pong champion. Uh, well, I, I think uh, Ryan Johnson's a great. <laughs> 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 I, I, uh, I think he's a great choice for the second one. Uh, I, I'm kind of anticipating that we'll see kind of like a uh, empire-ish kind of tone of a movie, mm-hmm. like a like a real happy, fun episode seven, then mm-hmm. a darker, more sinister, you know, episode eight. Uh, but for the last one, I think I'd rather see it go back to being, you know, real actiony, uh, over the top. I'd, I'd rather see JJ come back out of the two. Okay. Oh, JJ. So JJ, um, over Ryan Johnson. Over I know Ryan you're Johnson. not going to say that. No, 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 no. Uh, well, you know, honestly, uh, if, if I don't disagree with his, his opinion, I'd okay. say either. Uh, it's not confirmed that Ryan Johnson's writing part nine. No. Okay. I mean, if he got the right part nine and JJ came back and directed, I'd be okay with. Woo, that's a good idea. Um, personally, I would love to see, and I know this sounds people are going to think I'm fucking crazy, but I would love to see it written by Ryan Johnson, but directed by the Wachowskis. Whoa, you're fucking crazy. Whoa, I I know I'm fucking crazy. <laughs> I know I'm fucking crazy. I think the Wachowskis. I think they're kind of. I love their visual style. Yeah, and I think if they had somebody to rein them in. You know, like maybe like Ryan Johnson and then Disney. I I think we could see some really cool fucking visuals and have a really awesome movie. If we're going to do three different directors, uh, and and hopefully this would give like the the Wachowskis like a break from doing all this original shit that they've been, you know, uh, throwing at us that really hasn't like – you know what I mean? It feels like they have so many ideas that they throw up against the wall and like they none of them are sticking lately. I'm kind of with you and not with you. I, okay. I think if I could split the difference with you mm-hmm. and settle with you, let's have them do one of the Star Wars spinoff films. Okay. 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 That's Fair where enough. I'd be. I'd be totally down with that. Right. Not feeling them. I feel like even reined in Wachowski Brothers – Episode nine would still really clash with episode seven. Even and with eight. The, just with their directorial, I just don't think it would work. I don't think really? they'd be able to get. I think with the really? solo film and being allowed to kind of have. Okay. I think there's going to be more freedom in the solo films, artistically for writers and directors. Oh man, see, I don't there know, is man. In the, in the main through line, there's part of me that would like because like I don't want them to like. Hey, uh, Wachowskis, you 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 can write the script for episode nine. Fuck no, fuck no. But <laughs> yeah, like, no, 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 no. Like visually, oh my god! Like showing, so, like I think they are so damn good at showing like battles on a massive scale. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome. You know what I mean? Like even Jupiter's ascending. Like some of the ships, like the designs of ships in that movie were so awesome. Um, but then, but then again, it's like I don't know, man. There's just a part of me that would like to see that movie, to, just to see what it, maybe like in an alternate universe. Yeah, I you know, see. I don't like. I'm not. I can't be like Jake. Oh, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, there'd be a part of me that's like, oh fuck, they you want to you want to roll that dice. I want to roll that dice. And and you you're yes. hoping it's gonna be fucking double yes. sixes. Yes, <laughs> yes, not snake eyes. Exactly, exactly. I, I can um, understand that. Yeah, there's a fifty fifty shot either way. So. But uh, yeah, but if 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 I want to play if I want to play it safe, yeah, I'd uh, I'd have Ryan Johnson write it and J.J. Abrams direct it. So yeah, so yeah. that's good stuff. And um, that's about all I have for Star Wars stuff. That's really big. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I have the news that with the solo film coming out will be our first Star Wars movie that doesn't have an official John Williams soundtrack. Yeah. And that's yeah. kind of interesting. Who is doing? Was it Danny Elfman? Is doing the new one? You know what? It's not Danny Elfman. No. 
Um, it's the guy that it's the same exact guy that scored um, Godzilla with Gareth Edwards. Fucking um, fucking forgive me for not just having this name just right ready. But um, oh uh, Alexander Desplat. Okay. Um, the only other thing I know that big that he scored is the Godzilla movie. So now my question about like that Rogue One movie. Yeah. Is that the movie where they're trying to steal the plans for the Death Star? Is yeah. that the one that we they were talking about? I think so. Okay. I think so. I think it's just going to be like just a fun little side action movie taking place during kind of classic-y stuff. Right. So, which could be cool. So it is, it's not going to be, I thought it was going to be, I, I, I've heard rumors that it's going to take place like after the events of like, uh, um, episode seven and shit. I've heard those rumors too, but yeah. I really feel like it's going to take place. It's going to surprise yeah. people and take place right in the smack of classic trilogy. Huh. It'll be like the Forrest Gump of uh, Star Wars movies. Okay, I could be. I mean, I don't have anything to confirm this. Right. I'm just throwing spaghetti against the wall here. Yeah, I think Quick Ass is going to die in that movie too. <laughs> oh yeah, I think so. They'll I'll bring bet back everybody a dollar that Quick Ass is going to die in Rogue One. Yeah. Hashtag. Quick ass Rogue One bet. Hashtag Brian's a fucking idiot for making that bet. <laughs> I can't wait to see the vine where somebody. Yeah, like, I'm tweeting that bet right now, real quick. So that's it for episode 83. Yeah. Frank, you want to see a vine video of what? Oh, uh, his actual death if it happens in Avengers and then the. You didn't see that coming? Uh-huh. I want to see Frank do Vine videos for like these loot crates where it's just like him and he just like tips the box over like real quick and just throws all the shit on the table. Six seconds later, it's over with. We're going we're gonna to film a Frank uh, loot crate video Are we? next month. Frank is getting the arcade block. Yep. And we're going to film okay. the video just like mine where Frank's going to um, open the items and raid each one. Okay. That'll be super fun. I'm awesome. excited for it. Yep. Oh, yeah. I hope I'm not jealous of shit Frank gets in his arcade block. I'm a big Mario head. Right. Well, I got I got the uh, PlayStation and the Xbox check mark there too, so it should be a good mix, I would think. Yeah, I'm ex- Gu- I'm excited. Guess who's following me on Twitter now? Tell on my me. on my personal. Tell me, Jay Carm's beard. Oh yeah, yeah. Jay Carm's so. beard. Jay Carm's beard just favorited my uh, YouTube video while we we're watching this. So oh nice. I take back all my animosity towards Jay Carm's beard. <laughs> <laughs> Is your beard still pissed off though? My, my me, both me and my beard, yeah. um, seek apology. Okay. We're, we're very sorry. Okay. So the feud is over. Oh, damn, I was hoping like your beard could be like a future villain for Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that could be the next WB big franchise. Like if a beard is like like an, uh, an evil mastermind, what does it twirl? It can't really twirl uh, itself. Uh, that's a good it call. It probably can. Yeah. yeah. Well, like look at Harm's beard. His shit's got layers. Like you can see yeah, his I mustache see like stick out, out over it's outside the rest yeah. of the beard. Yeah, like yeah. beard twirling the, the yeah. mustache. He's got an onion beard. It's got like layer upon layer yeah, upon it's layer. Fucking, and then it flows down like a cascade of locks from his chin. Oh my <laughs> gosh, Frank. You sound you almost sound like a fucking one of those romance novels. <laughs> <laughs> like are you gonna try to bed his fucking beard here next? That's no. All right, Harmon, you might want to like uh, guard <laughs> your down. beard. It might wake up sticky the next day. Oh, and shit. nasty! Frank paid a visit. Fuck no! My, my, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. So I got I got two more episodes left, guys. <laughs> two more, two more episodes. Yeah. So this is a uh, Jake. Uh, Jake was running the show on this fucker. Two more episodes. Two left. more of these left. My goal is by my last episode of this five episode stretch oh. to be able to get this last part correct. But I don't think I'm gonna get. <laughs> I have, <laughs> You haven't even got the first part correct yeah, yet. But the last part's even fucking harder. 
<laughs> so, yeah, like like all good leftovers say on their doggy bag, we enjoy your patronage. <laughs> <laughs> and good night. <laughs> God bless. Good night. Shit, yeah. now, now Jake's doing the Carol Burnett ear thing. <laughs> like, it's not a visual medium. Jake, what the fuck is going on oh, here? Have a wonderful life, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. Or good oh, day. Oh, bye. Oh, bye. Oh, bye. <laughs> All right. That's it. You sound like Eeyore. Are we still recording? <laughs> Yes. Oh, great, great. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, my. Oh, my. Well, there's that goddamn sun again. It came up again today. All right. What are we naming this episode? Oh, man. Fuck, dude. Yeah. What are we going to name? Oh, yeah. Fuck I mean, we're going to name it Fuck, dude. Fuck, dude. <laughs> episode 83. Fuck, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, dude. <laughs> Fuck, Marvel. Yeah, fuck Marvel. There you Dude, go. Dude, there you go. I love that name. Holy shit. Fuck Marvel? Fuck yeah. Marvel. Oh, wow. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, I love that title. Yes. We talk about Jason Momoa saying Dude, fuck Marvel. It's yeah. one of the topics, and you I, can tack it all up. And it'll... iTunes might flip out. I got It's got to be like F asterisk CK Marvel. Spell it like our new dude, P-H-U-C-K. Oh, oh yeah, even yeah, better. yeah, P- Matt, Matt, fuck it, yeah. P H U C K, yeah, <laughs> fuck Marvel, oh yeah. my god, or Marvel, fuck it, yeah. <laughs> All right, all right, what do you well, think then. on that? Yeah. All right, all right, signing out, signing out. Like all good, whatever says on its whatever, whatever, whatever. Well, just like all doggy bags say on their, uh, fuck Marvel. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a t-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat, but it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Toss it, good it, taste it, do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carryover, counterculture, pushovers, pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers.